Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Villaman. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for listening. This is Now and Forever, the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks to BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Great show lined up for you tonight. Monday night, live in Las Vegas. Muddy Creek National just ended. High points this weekend. Four Nationals down. Eight to go. Looking forward to having a good show. That's right. Hopefully we can keep you entertained. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, Black Ops Moto, and also... KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. Their warehouse is stocked with a huge inventory of genuine KTM parts, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. They offer the best aftermarket parts and accessories available, 35 years of experience. KTMPartsExpress.com, use the code PulpMX15 when you're checking out to save yourself money. And uh, always, as always, check out sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com. You can save money that way. we got a bunch of codes. And uh, lots going on. You can uh, get the show on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher. You can get live on the app, live on uh, on TuneIn, uh, Amazon. If you're going to Amazon, go to uh, uh, Amazon and uh, go to our website. It takes you to Amazon. Then go to Amazon. Buy the lube. Buy the sex swing. Then we get a little piece of it, and we appreciate it uh, a ton. Um, and, uh, yeah, it helps us out and helps, uh, helps us keep going. Uh, Adam Cincerello on the show tonight. Jeremy Albrecht, Hayden Melross, uh, all on all on the line at some point uh, with me in studio, walking in just on time. Former GP winner, AMA Supercross winner, AMA Motocross winner. Um, I'm probably forgetting something. The David Villeman. What's up? How are you, buddy? I'm all right. Comment ça va? Ça va bien. You uh, you'll be docked for coming in late. Your pay will be docked. Don't worry. You'll see HR after the show. Be Sounds all right. Good. I'm. I made it almost on time. It took me 45 minutes to come from the strip. Yeah, you. Uh, I should have told you to go the other way. I didn't realize you were coming up 95. You got to take the 215 around when you're going around that way. Uh, but thanks for coming in, bud. Appreciate it. Um, also, uh, uh, taking your calls, producing the show, handling things behind the scenes. Uh, he is the man that we're debating about whether to give him a live or, or a podcast show or not. The Devin Gibbs. What's going on, guys? How are you, Gibbs? I'm doing great. Killing it as always. So. Gibbs, we had a big long talk last week about. Um, it wasn't that long. Well, it was about a talk. you saying hi to riders' wives and things oh, like that. that. Talk, yeah, that was a long talk. Yeah, yeah and we thought about how creepy it was. Mm. Uh, it seemed kind of creepy until uh, Kenny Watson got us this. Oh. Hey, De- hey, Devin, it was really cool meeting you in Vegas. 
Kenny Watson coming in close. Lindsay Dungy, everybody. There Lindsay Dungy. And now is hey, it De- creepy? Hey, Devin, it was really cool meeting you in Vegas. She doesn't remember you. Watson told her what to say, but it's still nice of her to do that. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she sounds really um, real on that thing. Do you want me to give you that video for your personal No, it's all right. Enjoyment? I got tagged into it on, uh, on uh, Instagram. So. Uh, no, I pulled the Instagram down. Oh. She, then, yeah, send that to me. Sure, why not? She, I didn't know it wasn't. I told Watson, hey, send it to me. I'm going to put it on Instagram, and he did. And then she said to me, hey, I didn't really know you were going to post that. And she was cool about it. She was mad. And yeah. I, I could have left it out. Yeah. Instead, I pulled it. I did the proper thing. Pulled it down. Why not? I pulled it down. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lindsay Dungey, everybody. Sure. She said it was cool to meet you. Everything else. It was great. So, officially not creepy? Still <laughs> creepy, dude. She just did that because DV told her. Come on, let's face it. DV, you mean Watson. I mean Watson. Yeah, DV went down there. DV, how do you feel video. about fans just randomly talking to riders' wives, parents, that kind of thing? That's what they do. I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> it is what they do. It's you know if they don't think they're annoying, mm-hmm. you know that's let's go for it. You know like mm-hmm. obviously they don't want to talk to you. <laughs> they have something else better. Yeah, they're do. very busy. Yeah. So well, Gibbs seems you know Gibbs has no problem. I mean, it's yeah. just all you handle the situation. I mean, if Dungey was standing next to her, I'm obviously not going to be like, hey, Lindsay. But Dungey's not there. Lindsay's there. Hey, Lindsay. It's different. We're thinking about ah. we're thinking about giving Gibbs his own podcast show. Like he's gonna ask questions and stuff. He's just gonna be have a show. He can talk about whatever he wants. How do you feel about that? Would you be, would you be a guest on it? Uh, why not? Why <laughs> there not? you go. There's a guest for you. Perfect. Right up there. I already got a couple of different ideas. Uh, How much does he pay? About it. How, much How much does Gibbs pay? <laughs> yeah, nothing. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, we are gonna give away a pair of X brand goggles tonight. X brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Uh, we are also gonna give away a pair, uh, a set of light hydrogen gear, courtesy of the folks at Fly Racing. So. Really appreciate it. Also in studio tonight, uh, from down under, he's uh, his nationals, Australian nationals, are taking a bit of a break, and uh, he's a fan of the show. He's listened a bunch. I met this guy in Finland when JT and I were uh, attempting to come back. Had JT dominated, we, him and I might still be out there racing Supercross, but he didn't dominate. So, uh, but anyways, we thought we uh, we'd have this guy in to sit in on the show, and uh, he's Australian and uh, Jaren Stapleton. Nearly got it. What? <laughs> Why am I having problems with your first name? It's just Duran Stapleton. Duran Stapleton. Yeah. All right, Duran Stapleton. I'm not too fast. <laughs> How are you? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, uh, I met you in Finland. I just thought you were Finnish, dude, because, you know, I don't know. And then you started talking, and, you know, I'm like, hey, this guy's from England. No, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, so you're, you're racing Aussie Nationals and break right now. Yeah, so you're in, break. You're in, uh, you're in SoCal and yep. drove up for the show. So Hayden Melross, we have him on the show tonight. You know him? Yeah, I'm mates with Hayden, and uh, actually stayed at his house for uh, probably about Gibbs, a month. Or Gibbs, what are you doing? You're making noise on the computer. What, what's going on? Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> uh, okay, Mel Ross. Yeah, I'm good mates with uh, Hayden. I stayed at his house last year, probably about a month all up. I uh, mm-hmm. did some training, and uh, yeah, got to know him and his family uh, pretty well, and yeah, great bunch of people. Uh, 15, 15... 15, 15. I don't know why it's doing it. I don't know why it's doing it. Do you know anything about computers? Yes, I do. Okay, well, but it hasn't done this before. Well, try to figure it out. We uh, may get a little bit more noise. Uh, 15, 15 at Muddy Creek. It's pretty, pretty good, good, right? It's funny how we ended up racing with Jackson Richardson a lot. Another Aussie. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's funny that Jackson actually uh, rode at his house too last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they're good mates as well. And how's your season going so far? Uh, not too bad. Uh, I wish I'd stayed off the ground a little bit more. But, right. um 
yeah, best overall so far is fourth mm-hmm. uh, at Broadford. So hopefully we can uh, keep doing that and get up more in the points. Cool. Well, hey, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later in a little bit. I want to get into a little bit more of your international thing because you race all over the world, literally. Um, you're you're kind of like a JT where, like, hey, promoters find you, get you over there. and I guess, but without the, the JT money part, <laughs> yeah, maybe not so much money. Yeah, exactly. Well, near the end, JT had no money anyways. <laughs> but um, we'll, uh, we'll get more into what what's going on with you and, maybe, and for sure get you on with Hayden, too, also. Uh, so, like I said, Hayden Melross, uh, Jeremy Albrecht, Adam Cincerillo. David Villeman in studio, the great David Villeman. What's new, DV? What have you been doing? What's happening? What's I don't know much. On? I'm retired. You know, like I know. So pool, pool construction is done. Pool's done. Yeah, it's nice. Um, you know, same old, same old. Kids, little poker, little uh, Vegas. Um, you were up here for the World Series of poker. Uh, no, I was oh. here last time. I was here, and I was here for a week for vacation. And, mm-hmm. But. That's about it. Really. Okay. Kids, after the time. Yeah. The other time, just, you know, having fun. And right. Following the Nationals. Yeah, I watch them. You know, like, um, I watch them every week. So. Uh, Michael Lessie's GP career? Yeah, I did not see that, actually. <laughs> I saw a little bit of the re- results were not that great, but. No, no. Now he's, uh, Lessie will be in uh, Canada this weekend, up in Calgary, for round three. So he missed the first two then? Yeah. Yeah, I missed the first two. So that's what is he doing? I don't know. I don't know. That's your old rider. Um, are we are, are we still on track for 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 getting you to to to, to t- take a a guy to the top next year? Are we still going to look into to that? the top? Is that okay? To the maybe, top. Can he stop with this thing? I don't know what he. Chances are he doesn't know what he's doing. Don't you see this? This. But why is the AOL thing not working, dude? Is it working on your end? The what? The AOL iMessage. Shoot me a message. <sighs> Thank Who you. Who uses AOL still? JT. Don't, don't, why don't you do iChat or something? Okay. Is it working? Yeah, now it's working. But It was because I was trying to click on your name to send you a message, and every time I did it, it did this. But it's shut the, shut the stupid sound the, on Well, that's what I'm on. saying. Like, the shut the, uh, shut the notifications tur- off. But If I shut the sound off, then the drops aren't going to work. No, that's not it. You, shut the, sh- you set the, shut the sound off on the AOL program. Okay, I don't see that option. Uh, okay. All right. Um, um, anyways. To the top is... Uh, mm-hmm. Is a big world. We need to we need to work on that. We need to really do that. Fuck no, you. I, you know I'll be willing to do it. It's mm-hmm. just you know. Yeah. Obviously, it's time consuming to take somebody that's obviously sucking and to bringing <laughs> him to race and to make mains and supercross depends who it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, well, we need to we need to keep on this. Figure it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll be willing to do it. But uh, yeah. you know, I think the the most important thing is to find somebody that's willing to do it. Right. To listen to you. To listen to you, hundred percent. Yeah, committed. Yeah. If I tell him to eat McDonald's, it's gonna eat McDonald's. If I <laughs> tell him to eat broccoli, it's gonna eat broccoli. Okay. If I tell him to do like forty-five laps in yeah, supercross, yeah. he's yep. gonna have to do it. Otherwise, DV walks. No, but that'd be a good challenge. I think so too. I, I like the. I think we need to. We need to look into this. We need to try and do it. Yeah, though. But okay. but we need we need something with it. We need like a. Yeah, we need money. We need one. We need money. Um, two, we need uh, to show people how it works. So to have like a, yeah, yeah, a little like a, YouTube series, yeah, yeah. series or something. And uh, could you, you know, take Gibbs and make him me, a producer? Could you me, teach him how to me, be a like producer? Breaking helmets and stuff at the track or <laughs> something like that. You know, like, somebody turning the water on. Yeah, so you, <laughs> we have to catch this somehow. You know, I, rather let's, than let's, than, let's yeah. work on it. I got some ideas. We just find some uh, funding. 
I might have a company that's and, willing and to do it. Would Seven Deuce Deuce listen? I think Seven Deuce Deuce would listen to you. I think he. I think he would do it. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> find whatever right. a guy like this. Right. You know, a guy that we need to find somebody that doesn't make mains the yeah. first five rounds, right? Where everybody's here is there. You know, like I the think last great. the last few years, and actually, you know, training for three months, like um, yeah. And then it shows up at Anaheim and actually make the main. Look, people can you know laugh at you or make fun of you or whatever because of the way you talk about things, but you did make a real difference with Kyle Chisholm. You, you really did. Yeah, but, but I mean? nobody actually remember it. I know. I remember I know. it like there was a, a, a failed as a manager, which, you know, I don't, well, obviously I don't share really the fail. same thing. But, you know, you have to see who I had with me, you know, like <laughs> – you know, I took uh, Chiz as a, you know, he was a top five uh, speedy-wise yeah, at one yeah. point. Yeah, no, I think you done something. Which is tough. And, then, and also, you know, I had Vince Freeze and I had Tommy on. So it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm the coaster and I, really? I have the, the best riders the last 20 years. People you know, forget that the coaster for a long time at Suzuki never won shit. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like he the, didn't have any riders. The, the aura that he has, yeah, you yeah. know, like, but yeah, you know, it, we need to get you an aura. I know, but when you have the best guys, or shocking that Tommy, or the best guy when you know, at, yeah, yeah. at that moment, right? You know, it's kind of it's shocking that Tommy Hahn wasn't listening to you. Very surprised at that. Yeah, there's <laughs> no good there. <laughs> um, looking forward to having a great show tonight. Uh, we got the BTOSports.com, Gabba Gibbs, X-Brand Goggle questions. Did you get those? I forgot to ask you. Yeah, I got Okay, them. that guy? Yeah. That, that guy. The dude in the woods. I think right. he calls us. Isn't that the crazy lady? I think so. Crazy did, he get his, did he get his boots or? He got his boots. The se- boots. Seven Deuce Deuce gave it to him. We didn't give it to him. Seven Deuce Deuce came in clutch. <laughs> he like, he the, like the old ones? Or no. Like, no, no, no. They're, they're, they're slightly used, right? It, he like, could have been like walking around in the house yeah, on them, but yeah. like, no. They, it didn't look and, like they were ridden. Sector boots? Fly sector boots? It's give, crazy that a, a, a private chair guy is going to give him stuff. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no. Seven Deuce Deuce loves everybody. He is Yelly. Oh, yeah. He is Yelly. I uh, got the Race Tech email segment coming up and got the NFAB question of the day. Uh, actually, let's do that right now. Let's do the NFAB question of the day. The NFAB question of the day. NFAB, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories from NFAB. Proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. NFAB offers step systems like mounting solutions, bumpers, and more. Take your ride to the next level, NFAB, N-FAB.com. Also proud sponsors of the JGR team of uh, Nicoletti, uh, Barsha, and Pike, which we'll talk about a little bit. And also, too, Thomas, R- Thomas Victor, the owner, uh, drives Ridgelines and l- enjoys it, so... It's awesome to have a company like NFAB behind the, the Ridgelines. Um, so question for you, DV, this question of the day. And you're very familiar with Marvin Muskan, uh, French rider. Marvin Muskan, yes. Marvin Muskan. No, Muskan. Uh, Muski. Uh, Marvin Muski. <laughs> and, um, and Jeremy Martin. Right now, the, Martin won this weekend going 2-1. Marvin fell early in the second moto. Blazed from dead last to fourth. 1-4. Uh, who do you pick right now, DV? Un, let your don't pick your let your French bias come into. into no, I'm, I'm never biased. I, I know, I know. I'm kidding. It's not because it's French. No, I, don't, I, know. I don't care about that. I know, I know, I know. I'm joking. Okay, so who do you like for this title right now? Right now, I take uh, Malton. I mm-hmm. think he's. Uh, uh, I think he's a little faster. He has a little edge, and um, yeah, I, I guess I'll take him. And um, 
it's good that um, he's winning on a track like last weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a track for him. Right. That's too tight, too rutted, too... No, technical. Yeah, yeah too yeah. technical for him. Right. I don't see him doing good at like, tracks like this or High Point mm -hmm. or more like, obviously, Millville or Burt's Creek. Yeah, Red Bud. Red Bud. Yeah. This, in those places, I think he's going to be even stronger. Um, I liked what I saw from Marvin and Sigamoto, though. I yeah. think that was his best ride. <laughs> pretty good. Best ride of the year. He would have had Adam uh, in another lap. He would have had yeah. third, yeah. And um, I think that was that's a good that's good for his confidence. And um, and I don't think Mar we have we've seen the best of Marvin yet. I think he needs to mm -hmm. to wake up a little bit speed wise. I think the first few laps is kind of slow and kind of like takes time to get going, mm -hmm. like uh, Frost Motors at Hangtown and Glen Helen. And even in Glenhan, he won both motos, but you know, first moto, he stayed 15, 17 minutes be behind Nelson, first mm -hmm. moto. I, yeah. He shouldn't stay a lap behind. Right. You know, like, he's better, mm -hmm. way better. Like, in other, those two guys, they're, you know. In, they're a lot better a, right now. Yeah, obviously. Yep, so absolutely. So, you can't, you can't stay 15 or 17 minutes behind Nelson if if you want to uh, win Beat Jeremy Martin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, obviously. So, but it's between those two guys, obviously. And oh, then, yeah. um, you know, they need to stay healthy and start, start good. Not we crack. haven't seen them just go at it yet. Like, we yeah. haven't seen the battle between them. I can't wait. Um, but we just haven't. They One guy gets away and the other guy has trouble or whatever. Yeah. But so. as far as today, Aubrey Martin is, is, uh, might have a little um, edge on, on, uh, mm -hmm. on Marvin. But I think uh, the second mode last weekend is going to help Marvin uh, confidence. Yeah. And if he can, uh, you know, get it going and ride like uh, the the confidence he had in Supercross, and try to ride like mm -hmm. he rode second moto, like with the creativity, and then you know he he rode way better, yeah. you know, better lines, and he he played with the track, he was tra charging more. Um, we're gonna have a good series with, between mm -hmm. those two guys for sure. You uh, and this week in High Point uh, is a good track for Marvin. Yeah, uh, off camber is techni technical again. Kind of like last weekend. Mm -hmm. you know, I think those tracks, obviously, Marvin uh, might right. be a favorite. But, you know, you never know. Right. You know, you never know. Um, I like Martin, too, uh, for all the reasons you said. I think hot as balls, balls out, speaking of balls, on the crossbar, pinning it, Jeremy Martin right now. I like him to beat Marvin in those situations. Look, you got to give Martin the sweep at Millville right now. Red Bud is Kind of his place too, like you said. It's the same so, track, yeah, almost. yeah. So, Even Bus Creek too. It's it's mm -hmm. really similar. Yep. Um, and uh, but seriously, I think uh, Marvin has something to say. I think Washugo, you know, yeah, yeah. it could be uh, also uh, the Marvin track. And the good thing for either guy that that's getting beat is there's like we talked about. Nelson's great. Adam, I think, will get there. Adam will be in the mix at some point here and there. But right now, those two have everybody covered. They really do. Yeah, those. So it's hard to. It's like a Dungy Roxon thing. Although we saw Jason Anderson in the four fifties get in there. Yeah, I think it, it, the gap is is uh, not as big in in four fifty now that Eli is gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, but who are they racing? You know, like Adam never really did anything outdoors. Right. His first year, like he got a podium of a moto. Yeah. And, and was between ninth and twelve every mm -hmm. model. He yeah. hasn't raced outdoors in a long time. Right. And then you talk about all the guys that you don't see those guys mm -hmm. being the next big thing. Yeah, you yeah. know they they're good riders. Yeah, you know. Right. But 
they're not champions, or it's not like I think Adam can get there. I do, but you know, I, th- I think he, he he has a long ways to go. From what I see, I don't right. see him every day, obviously. Right. But the way the, the riding part, you know, um, uh, not a long ways to go. But technically, I think mm-hmm. he's not there yet. I think he's lacking a uh, lot of stuff. He's, he doesn't lean with the bike in the turns. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that or no? Um, he looks like almost he, Tedesco. Remember well, Tedesco in the turn? He was always like yeah. his body was straight and he's, the bike was lean. He's kinda big like now. Windham also was kind of doing the same thing. Right. Obviously, Windham had a great career, but that's kind of like a, a weakness you mm-hmm. need to work on, you know. And it's good to do motos and train and bicycle and all do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you're young like this, you need to work on your technique, you know, like because when you get bad habits. Yeah. Then it's gonna be like a nightmare to to <laughs> fix, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like Jeremy Martin, as does uh, DV for the NFab question of the n-fab.com, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, to um, uh, having more thoughts on on the upcoming, the past Muddy Creek National upcoming uh, high point. Um, so, Dungey Dungey won the overall. Jason Anderson rode great to get in the mix. Anderson was phenomenal in that second mode. I don't know what happened to, or in the first mode. I don't know what happened to Kenny. Um, he was closing on him. And, and then, then he almost gave up. Yeah. Yeah. It was odd. Yeah. And it's tough to give up points to Ryan Dungey like that. You've got to – I mean, right now, you got to start beating him. I, I think Dungey was – that was a great race for Dungey. Yeah. You know, he gained two points. Two points. And then – but one less races to go. Yeah. So yeah. it's actually – Yeah, yeah. If you do the math, it's actually a great race. Sure. Yeah, yeah. why not? You're counting so, it down. Yeah. Um, and and, and um, Dungey rode good in that second moto. Real good. And so did Anderson coming up. Can Anderson get in the mix? Is this is this, gonna, is this something we're going to see all the time? Yeah, it's – I think – He's hot and cold, but uh, – I think he needs also tracks not as technical as what it is now. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's kind of like – like you say, he's a balls out kind of rider. Yeah, yeah, I don't see him taking like small inside and mm-hmm. and being smooth under the throttle and everything. So uh, it's good for him to perform on tracks like that. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think when we get to those, you know, uh, you know, Red Bud, Melville, yeah, yeah. Creek, all yeah. those tracks, maybe he's going to be even better. Right. You know, I think his conditioning is good. Mm-hmm. And I think when you don't have to. Think about the track too much. Just pin it and take whatever line is there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be even better. Answer me this: seven zero two five eight six seven five seven. By the way, you got a question for David Villeman. Give us a call. Uh, we got Adam Cincerillo coming up on the show here. Answer me this: so Lakewood second moto Anderson fades bad. He goes from I don't know fifth or something to like eleventh, twelfth, maybe further back. It was not a good showing the second moto at Lakewood. I even wrote, like, I don't know if it was fitness or a bike problem or what's going on, but, you know, a guy like Anderson, you shouldn't see him fade that much. Everybody gets tired, let's face it. Not everybody's 100% peak on every day, unless maybe you're, you know, Carmichael or somebody. But how does a guy fade like that? And let's assume it's not a bike problem. I didn't hear anything. It might not be a fitness either. But, okay, like, what happens? Like, what, what goes on? You know, you can make a couple mistakes, and then, you know, mentally you, like – you almost give up, yeah. you know, and then it's tough to get back in the groove, mm-hmm. you know, and then to get back to your lifetime and stuff. You know, it, when you fade, and it's it's not always... Uh, You're not you know, always tired. No, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't ride like... 
you know, you don't like the track and you, mm -hmm. you don't get the flow and then you're trying and you're trying and then you keep messing up a few turns and then, you know, mentally mm -hmm. you almost, you know, lose it and then you're not there anymore. You're and, not, then, and then you, that's downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it's tough to regroup right. and get back again, right. you know. And obviously it's not, you know, fitness was, I'm, sh I'm sure it's, well, I mean, it's this, ready. This weekend you know? it was semi-hot and he rips through the pack. Strong yeah. all moto. Great. Yeah. You know? So, so guys like me, like I'm standing there, I'm like, at Lakewood, I'm like, holy shit, like Anderson's really, like, I, you're going to lose a couple spots, fine, I get it. He lost like 10, 15 spots. He lost a lot of spots. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Like this kid is falling apart here in this moto. This moto, next moto, uh, next weekend, second, rips through the pack for, for another great ride. So to me, I'm just like, what's, like, how does a guy do that? Yeah, it's, you it, know? it's how you, you know, you, you fix your, the problem when you ride in the moto. Mm-hmm. And, it's how you and, like, yeah. And, and there's so many challenges on the track, especially mm -hmm. in Lakewood. You know, there's ruts everywhere. And then if you're not in the right lines, mm -hmm. you know, you're struggling and then you, you're you not smooth and, and then you don't have a flow. And right. then you, you're trying to get to do, to, to go fast and maybe some lines are not good. Right, right. And then that's how you get mm -hmm. annoyed. And then at one point, you, <laughs> annoyed. you just, you're just over it. You know, right. like you say, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. You know, right. but that's when you have to think about it, you know, change some lines, mm -hmm. find your flow. Sometimes a few lines in one, on one lap, yeah. you know, there's 20 something yeah. turns on there. You know, um, you know, uh, filthy Phil Nicoletti said at Lakewood that he, he saw Porcel showed him some lines when he was like 12th and 13th and he said it changed his whole moto. Yeah. He used the same lines to pass Porcel and then take off. Yeah. That's, you know, you know, when you sh struggle, mm -hmm. it, Sometimes it's not like oh I have to pin it I have to go for it mm -hmm. you know like it's just just to right. to come down a little bit and just think about you know using smoother lines smoother lines and then uh, you know concentrate and regroup and go back again mm -hmm. you know and and sometimes you know in tracks like this especially Lakewood it could be so like um, frustrating mm -hmm. to ride because it's Everything you do is not good. Yeah. You know? um, no one wants to see anybody get hurt. Let's face it, you've been there as a racer, and, and I've, I've been friends with these guys. But Eli Tomac getting hurt, was that a good thing for the series maybe? I mean, how fast was this dude? Was this thing, guy going? It was, yeah, obviously he was flying. It was, you know, when you, was it too early to talk about 24-0? No, we talked about this I know. With, with Martin last year too. You know, so yeah, five uh, motos perfect for Martin. The same thing, five yeah. motos perfect for Eli. So, but what? Yeah, see? he was he was obviously flying, and then when the other guys, especially in Engtown, when the other guys were kind of like scared and riding cautious, he mm -hmm. was like, "Whatever, I yeah. ju I'm just riding." Yeah, just like nothing just is hanging there. Off, hanging off the back, putting the bike where he needed to go, just kind of. In like, second, mo in second moto, you five seconds <laughs> faster <laughs> on the fast lap, right? Like uh, and Dungey on yeah, Dungey, right? Uh, Supercross champion. Yeah, uh, you're doing something right, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like the other guys are sucking. Right? Is you better? Yeah. You know because yeah. the other guys they're all like, if you look at the lap times, mm -hmm. they're pretty much where they should be. Yeah. Just Eli was on another level. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was bunched up, and then there was this guy with a rocket launcher on his bike. You know. It, yeah, but when you looked at him, 
it was fine. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it was nothing. No, I didn't like the people that said, oh, that's Eli crashing at Lakewood. That's that's what he does. He's always pushing it to the limiter. I don't know. That track was rough and gnarly. And, and Yeah, what? I think his crash in Lakewood is, you know, this downhill is super sketchy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Claims guys every year. Yeah. Stewie. Yeah. You no, know, like, everybody. So, Archer went down twice uh, at that Sunday on that. In that section, yeah, and it's been like this since '05, and mm-hmm. since we've been going there. Right. But down here is sketchy, yeah. And you know, I think he was going a little too fast. Right, right, know? right. That's pretty yeah. much it. Well, yeah, that uh, that that cost him, no doubt. It's a shame to see him leave the series. Although it got good, because it wasn't going good for anybody but him. <laughs> yeah, but it, the series is not that great either. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dungey has. 40 points or yeah. 37 points ahead. Right. Now he's going to, you know, play. Do you, do you think Roxon does, does Roxon make a series of this, do you think? Or does Dunn just maintain this? He has to win five or six motos in a row to make a, yeah. a race out of it. Right. Does you know, he? Does he? He has to. Yeah. Well, I know, but does he? Six, <laughs> six motos, that's 18 points. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be like and he's still, a moto down. And he's still a moto down. Yeah, about, he's still yeah, like, yeah, right. like 19 points down. Right, right. So he has to get you know, that much you know, points like before the halfway point. So mm-hmm. two more races. At least win the next four and see right, what Denji right. does. If he does like a 3-2 a, a twice, mm-hmm. then that's, you know. Five and three, that's eight, 16 points. Now you're like within 20 points. Yeah. Maybe you can do. But now, <laughs> you know, Dungey's going to go, if I can win, it's fine. I get yeah. second. Yeah. I regroup. I save my energy. We'll see next moto. You know, I'll yeah. try to gain the points back second moto. Yeah. He's going to play like this all year. Yeah. And that, uh, that game is tough to beat, seriously. <laughs> it is. Uh, you know what else is tough to beat? Vortex Racing. Vortex Racing, a leader in making top quality racing components for 15 years. thousand different gear choices, vort- proven Vortex design with color anodizing. As well as sprockets, Vortex makes V3, handlecro- V3 motocross bar 29% stronger than competition. Uh, Yoshimura Suzuki, Babbitt's Kawasaki, they use Vortex Racing. Email roger at vortexracing.com for 40% off. 40% off, people, if you, need, uh, if you want to save. And Vortex Racing is proud to bring you our next guest on the show, our first guest on tonight's show. He is uh, the Wonder Kid. Adam Cincerello, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How are you? I'm excellent. You know what? Just You called me right at my bedtime. <laughs> 9.30. Laying in bed, having a good old time. 9.30 is your bedtime. Yeah, 9.30, 10. You know, it depends <laughs> on how hard the day was. Right, right, right. I see. What would you do today? What did you do today? Uh, actually, Bones in... Um, the show guy Adam mm-hmm. are out here testing with me, so I did some testing today. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mondays are normally pretty light, just because we're right. just coming back. And but tomorrow, eight a.m. road ride, thirties, uh, big day tomorrow. You know when uh, I'd hate to bring up Tim Ferry, but let me bring up Tim Ferry. No, 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 go for it. Uh, late in his career, his trainer Dean, who now trains Canard, R.J. Hampshire, these guys, Dean had him do some light motoing on Sunday. Just to I get know, the, I heard that, actually. I think he told me that. Yeah, yeah, it was very bizarre. Just to get the blood flowing, just to kind of get everything in, I don't know, not, not motoring down, you know, light light riding. But No, I can I can see that. I mean, I do a little bit like a spin or something just to, right. like you said, just, but, I mean, I guess, stay, stay, 
on yeah. the bike. But yeah, I think he told me that mm-hmm. a long time ago when I went to his place. It's yeah, crazy. when he when he was training you, when he got you to be where you are. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. No, so he was my he was my life coach. Are you are you good at testing? Do you like testing? Testing's very important, you know. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm pretty good at testing. Like Bones says most of the time that I you know, that I make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm like the best there is, but yep, yep. Uh, I normally can feel everything pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you, yeah, I mean, I, I like testing. Like, I always wanted, I always said that I'll probably be a test rider when I'm done. I, mm-hmm. Who knows if that'll actually happen, but uh, I enjoy it, but pretty decent. I'm not going to pump myself up. DV over here was good at testing, but he was only good at testing weirdo things that he liked on his bike, because his bike setup was weirdo from everybody else. But he did know what he liked. Like that, that's gear. a good start. That's a good start. That's what, you know, like you knew what, how a bike did it, but you didn't like other guys' settings ever. You talk about weird settings. You know, MC had weird settings on his bike. <laughs> Carmichael has weird settings. You know, it's tough. Mm. Like, what do you, who has like a, a base setting that everybody Tim can Tim Ferry ride? and Chad Reed had very close settings all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, um, DV, you liked testing, though. You liked it. You were good at it. No. I was good at it. Yeah, it's kind of like um, I knew what I wanted, mm-hmm. and that's that's a, a good thing, you know. Yeah. And and you have to know what everything does, you know. Back in the carburetor days, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a manjet, a needle. Yeah. What part uh, of the, the slide? What or, part of the throttle? Exactly. Activates you know, what part like, of the carburetor. So right. it, it's easier when you know what the bike, mm-hmm. how the bike works. So you can tell the guys what to do, you know, rather than say, mm-hmm. oh, it does this and let them figure it out. Right. Uh, sometimes Adam in the, in the Chad Reed days when he was angry at the world or himself, he would come in <laughs> after testing and you would say, okay, what, how is it? And he would say, it's shit. And you're like, okay, so what's shit? He's just, it's shit. It's all shit. And so we'd be like, okay, so shit set, like Corey Hutter, especially. Had some issues with Chad. So, okay, Chad, so, you know, what's it doing? I don't know. It's just shit. <laughs> That's when it's so bad you don't even know where to start. Dude, don't, tell me you don't tell Bones that. I'm sure you don't. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sometimes, sometimes like, uh, back in the day when I first started, uh, sometimes I would just say it sucks, <laughs> and I eventually was told. That that's not going to cut it. But no, I think, you know, when you get frustrated like that, like you just want to, you don't even know where to start. You're just overwhelmed. So yeah, it's shit. (laughs) It's shit. Uh, You, uh, um, yeah, the worst thing to do too, um, don't, um, don't come in and be like, like if you, it's okay to say like, I didn't feel a difference. It's totally fine for riders to say that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was another thing. Not overanalyzing it. Right. Right. Just say like, Hey, I don't know, man. I didn't feel any change. Because otherwise you got all all of us idiots, and certainly I wasn't one of the main idiots because I'm not that smart. But you know, jumping through hoops to try to make you happy when we don't even know. So um, right, especially when you have a mechanic like you, it's not that easy to make progress. Mm-hmm. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Got Adam Cincerello on the line. Give us a call. Uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Adam Muddy Creek. Uh, um, now you you had said you were going to die. Preventing Marvin from passing you in that second moto? Did I say that? Because I'm pretty sure I didn't. I think you did. You said I was. I, you th- you said to me like I was gonna just you know I'd rather die. No than- no 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 no. I, I let me clarify. Okay. I was gonna die anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Another kid that doesn't like the French. What's what's new? <laughs> he doesn't like the no, French. No, <laughs> come on. No, we're good. 
Well, my point was, anyway, I, I anyway, had, okay. no, you misunderstood me. Oh. I listened to your pulp cast thing, and you made okay. it sound to Marvin. You made it sound like you know, like oh, you know, I'm going to beat Marvin as he was on the ground in 40th. But no. anyway, no, I was okay. about to. I was just tired, man. Oh, okay, yeah, no. like. I, I took it like you would you would rather die than let that guy get by you. No you know? no no. Okay. I was just going as fast as I can with what I had going on, and I was okay. I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. Well, so, I was going to yeah. tell you. No, like I, did did you hear the part where did did I tell you that I thought Marvin was laughing me the first time I saw him behind me? <laughs> no, did you say that to me? I don't know if I said it to you. I said it to a bunch of people, but <laughs> yeah, you were you were no, thrilled. I, I, I don't out. think he's going to. Pass you, right? I didn't know I was in third. I, I don't look at the pit board when I'm battling. I thought Plessinger was a lapper. He did. He thought Plessinger was. He was yelling at Plessinger to get out of the way. I was. Cause <laughs> there's blue flags everywhere. I don't know. I, I don't look at the pit board as much as I should. Right. But, yeah, I didn't know what place I was in. And then I saw Marvin come up behind me, and I just assumed that he was up front. But, yeah, you, no, you I figured it out. But, no. You should look at the Marvin, pit board. You should look at the pit board because yeah. us mechanics are very vital and key to what's happening in the race. We can tell you a lot I, of things. I do every now and again, but it seems like every time I look, it's just a lap time or something, and I'm, <laughs> right. yeah, I don't know. I got to get my stuff together. You ever notice on pit boards, I, I noticed, like, as I rose through the ranks from privateer mechanic to factory mechanic, and I started noticing, like, when you were a privateer rider, you would write a, basically, you know, a three sentences on the pit board. A novel. A yeah. novel on the pit board. <laughs> you know, pick it up, uh, fourth turn, <laughs> jump, jump three in. You know what I mean? And then that's what you would do as a mechanic. And then as you got to the factory level, you're like, wait, nobody's doing that up in the factory level. They're all just putting lap times. Yeah. <laughs> so just, lap times, place. Right. You know, or, or, or leader lap time and then your lap time underneath or whatever. You know what I mean? Something like that. But um, I can remember writing novels on pit boards and trying to let the rider try to read it. Like, like you know, I remember Kelly Smith one time. I was like trying to get him to go, go three in next turn. You know, like they can't read that. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, but you're stupid. Yeah, it's a good point. It's an excellent point. Thank you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just stupid. Um, hey, uh, so Muddy Creek, you're happy with that, right? You'll take that ride? I, I'm only, I mean, I'm happy with it just because it was two consistent weekends in a row. Mm-hmm. But, the, like, the first crash, Yeah, I watched it, and I don't know. I, did, I just went a little bit too fast. Yeah, you went, you, kinda, went, you went too hard in that corner, bro. Yep. Yeah, I I went back from because practice I was pretty uncomfortable and we were doing a lot of sending shocks back and forth in Florida because I'm back in Florida now and right. then um, I just decided to go back to my Hangtown setup mm-hmm. because that's where I felt the most comfortable. So I went back there and um, it's a little softer in the rear, but I mean that's completely my fault. I just went a little bit too hard. But if I I feel like I could have. Got second, you know, possibly mm-hmm. second in that moto. I felt that, pretty is, solid fitness-wise and felt like I could race Jeremy pretty well. But, um, mm-hmm. no, I was stoked to be up there more, you know, like kind of in between Marvin and Jeremy. I know Jeremy didn't start, um, you know, didn't start up there, but it was cool yeah. to be, you know, more in the fight. Obviously, Marvin was 10, 15 seconds in front of me or whatever, but still to be yeah, at least, in you know, relevant up there, it was nice. And even the second moto, I think I only finished, like, like 10 mm-hmm. seconds behind um, Jeremy, which kind of sounds pathetic, like that's a good thing, but mm-hmm. it's better than a minute, you know? So, <laughs> right. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Is that the crash, Solid. like, uh, in that rut uh, with that little drop-off or Yeah, com- coming after the triple, after the uphill triple, the rut yeah. left, out of the left-hand corner. Yeah, yeah I was, just uh... cheat out and, and uh, high-sided kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you gassed it too much, right? That's pretty much what it is. Right? Yeah, exactly. It was actually, that's was pretty... 
I was thinking about this as I was kind of going back to the bike. Uh, I hit the ground pretty hard. Like it, was, it, yeah. it felt like a violent crash, and I, I figured it looked pretty violent. And as I was running back to the bike, I'm like, this is a pretty impressive response time for how cra- <laughs> how bad I just crashed. <laughs> like, I'm running back to the bike. Hey. I probably look pretty sick. Look at me, ladies. It's a pretty pre- impressive yeah, response time. Right, right. Um, but actually, my uh, the you know the little boot that the – you know, the clutch, it covers the clutch thing. I don't even know what it's called. On the bar or about down at the motor? The clutch no, pouch. No, no, no. The clutch at, at the clutch. Yeah. yeah, like that little rubber piece. It got stuck in between my clutch lever. I don't know. My clutch was like halfway engaged the rest of the moto. I couldn't jump the triple. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it was like jammed in there from... Yeah, I was like... Wah. Anyway. <laughs> How was that uphill triple? It was uh, easier. You didn't race it last year, but I think more 50 guys were jumping it this year than, than before. It... Yeah, it wasn't that hard. It was actually pretty hard to time. Like, yeah, I struggled yeah. timing it. I was overshooting it a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I, I hit a wide-open second lap of practice and landed, like, in the crowd. <laughs> 702-586-PULP, uh, Vortex Racing, bringing you Adam Cincerello. Yes, Stevie. I st- they're still not going to call if you keep uh, Thank them. you. Adam, do, thank do you, you watch your, the race? Do you record the race and stuff? Uh, no, I watch it. They, you know, they normally come out the next day, like, um... Online? I saw them on Verb. Like, they had the links to them, I guess, promotocross.com. Mm-hmm. I don't watch. I don't tape the race because I never know what channel it's going to be on. I, um, yeah, I watch, I watch the races, um, and um, I see you always. Um, you don't lean, like, not all the time, but sometimes you don't lean with your bike. You always, like, seems like your body is straight, and then yeah. the bike lean only by itself, and then you kind of like, I don't know, you don't want to lean with the bike or something, and I don't know what's, you know, why do you do that, really? The last couple, like, you mean coming into the corner, especially Colorado, like, you mean my bike, like, me kind of leaning out from the yeah, corner, like, yeah, pushing your my body, head out? Yeah, yeah the I body mean, is straight, and then your, your bike is lean, yeah. so, but it seems like you can't really corner if you do this, you know? No, totally, you're totally right. I've been struggling with with um, trying to get the bike to turn. And me, sometimes, I like to come into the corner really fast and, and brake too hard, brake too long, and it kind of upsets the bike on the bumps, you know, and I, I, I don't start my, like, process of turning quick enough. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a it's kind of a setup thing, but it's more of a me thing, holding the brake on too long. But when I, when I ride my best is when I just, you know, light brake, start to lean, um, early, but you're right. When I have that habit of kind of leaning to the outside and clutching it and doing all types of weird stuff, but yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, that's a. You know, I have a. You know, you should try. I have a, a little trick for this. No, well, tell us. You know, like when you get in the turns, it seems like almost you let your brakes go too too quick. You know, and you. That's why your body kind of stand up like right. that. Because your bike is. If yeah, you yeah. actually. You get in the turn, and then even when you start, you know, gassing it a little bit, just keep a finger on your front brake. Don't let the front brake go that much right away. Right. You know, you keep your front brake all the way, almost until the exit of the turn, so the bike is going to... Track, yeah. Yeah, the front, and then you're gonna, the bike's going to stay down a little more, and then you, you won't be... You won't stand up. Your body because, won't stand up. Because the like bike that. is going a little slower, a little bit more. Um, it's what happens when when you get in. What he says when you get in fast, mm-hmm. and then you break, and then as soon as you let go, it's actually the suspension makes your body 
go stand up, up mm -hmm, you know. And if you keep your foam break longer, you know, even when you start gassing it a little bit, keep your foam break in, and then you know the bike's gonna dive, stay uh, inside the rut nicely, and then your body won't won't stand up. It's funny you say that because when I I used to work with uh, you know Ronnie Kishner back in the day, like. Mm -hmm. early days like 65 85 and he would teach me to drag the front brake in the in the ruts and and it, i i developed it as a habit and then when i got supercross i would still do it because it was just it was so natural for me i would do it right. in the bowl corners and it would make my like out in california like the, when the bowl corners get super hard and broken apart it would mm -hmm. make my front end feel like kind of twitchy in the bowl corners and i couldn't get myself to stop doing it and eventually, once I did, I guess I just never went back to doing it on outdoors. That's a, that's a good point. There we go. Yeah. If you need any other riding tips, it's 1-800-DV. No, you know, it's, it's not like that's what I see on TV. No, you I'm, know, I seem like, you know, his buddy stand up in the turn, like, and, love this you know, guy right here. should, you know, stay right. kind of like in the same angle as the bike, mm -hmm. really. You, don't, you know, your chest, your chest and your seat and your the bike body yeah, yeah. should be should be a straight line. One, yeah. Uh, Emily, you got a question uh, for Adam Cincerello? You want to talk to him? Yeah, I just wanted to wish him good luck this weekend. Um, I'm going to High Point this weekend. It's my first national. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so good oh, luck, Oh, thank you for the, the luck wishing. I will need it. Oh, you're welcome. Emily, <laughs> uh, it's just too bad it's your first High Point. Fifteen years ago at High Point, uh, Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis uh, took the overall win. What about me? You really? Forgot about, you forgot about me. Oh, and, and DV in the in the 250 class. So you're looking at the two. You're talking on the line to 2,000 high point champions. It was a mutter, right? It was. It wasn't that muddy. It wasn't. It was that. a mutter. It was a mud fast. Hey, it was fine. Believe me. Okay. <laughs> Did Kelly Smith hole shot? Uh, he might have. I don't remember. He cut the truck somewhere. Oh, please. But Emily, uh, go say hi to Adam and uh, get his autograph. Uh, hey, how old are you, Emily? I'm 22. Oh, okay. I've never seen a rider talk to, to fans like Adam Cincerello. He basically bros them down. So go find out. Oh, them. come on. No, I'm saying you're really I nice to fans. You're, I'm, I'm being serious. You're really nice to fans. He's going to give you a jersey, too, he said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to take the, the three jerseys I have left, and I'm going to give you all three, Emily. <laughs> there we go. No, you, you, know, you, you know what she should do is, you know. You should swap jerseys. We used to do that back in the days. With fans? Yeah. Swap shirts? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's something weird that happened with GPs. I, I swapped jerseys with uh, Marvin, and uh, he was maybe, it was 15 years ago, so he might, really? it was 11 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that makes us old. He gave me, he was riding 60s, I think. Uh -huh. He gave me the, a little Fox jersey, <laughs> and I gave him my jersey in Brosey. Oh, was, wow. Yeah. All right, yeah, I was there that year, too, probably. All right, thanks, Emily. Yeah, thanks. All right, see ya. Uh, Adam Cincerillo, everybody. The only time we get chicks calling in the show when he's on the phone. Um, well, she sounded like she say? was 12, but she was 22. Yeah, she's 22. Um, she's going to her first national. Do you think she had any idea who Kelly Smith or anything like that was? She doesn't even know Mathis. <sighs> How can she know Kelly Smith? 15 years ago. Steve. You know, Wygant's at the KTM dealer meeting, and they showed all these highlights from KTM's history. No Kitty Smith? Yeah, nothing, he said. Nothing. <laughs> like Langston. They're ashamed. They're ashamed of that. You got that issues, man. That was the first you, ever. You just, 
You need to see a psychiatrist. Bro, it was KTM's first ever was, AMA win. What was that that team? Do, it was, it was, no, it was just KTM. Yeah, That's but right. what the other team? Oh, um, uh, Joe Olaf's team. Yeah, with uh, uh, D, uh, KTM. Uh, Jim, no, it wasn't DeMarini, right? No, no, it was um, oh. A.M. Leonard. A.M. Leonard. A. M. Oh, yeah. A.M. Leonard. Yeah. No, listen. I think they're ashamed of that era. They sucked. We won a national, bro. Yeah. It was, yeah, sure. Okay, well, I'll suck it. All right. Um, were you working with him when uh, f- uh, no. Fonseca? That was, and a, that was a year before. The year wor- before? I was working with Tim Ferry then. Oh, okay. Uh, that was St. Louis. Hey, Adam, um, let's talk about Marvin real quick. So he's a real joy to interview. He's a very nice guy. His wife is very nice. He'll, Indeed. He'll tell you a thousand things and, and thank you for interviewing him. And, you know, he's just one of the nicest guys on the circuit. What's he like on a Wednesday afternoon, though? Is he that's still that nice? He is nice. It's the same thing with um, with Ryan Dungey. They're the same they're the exact same people on it really everybody I come in contact with it seems like Oh really RV? Come in contact RV? With. <laughs> RV was nice? Like, no, no yeah no seriously RV was that way he was the same on TV he looked like you could see right underneath his layer of professional that <laughs> he's just I've seen all the other test track is a have this have that truck sucks <laughs> move over it <laughs> Yeah but no he's the same like they gave me a ride to the airport at um mm-hmm. Uh, before Colorado, and they came to my house to pick me up. I didn't even have to drive. There. Yeah, right. Really, right? Like, yeah, no, same. So I thought that was cool. Like, they're nice people, and uh, Matilde gets some uh, shots of me for Instagram sometimes. Yeah, they're cool people. Yeah, just such nice, all nice French, people. All French. I love them all. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. Pichon, Pichon wasn't nicest guy to me. I never met him. Oh. Uh. DV was weird. I saw DV freak out on his mechanic a couple times where I was like, okay, all right. But generally, DV, you were pretty cool. Generally speaking. You had your moments, though. Yeah. Um, but Marvin, I don't, like, I don't, I've never seen him upset. I, I, I have no idea. I, the guy's just. The, the, the kid, the, the kid, he's not a kid anymore, but he lives moto. That's his thing. Yeah. You know, like, he watches all races. He, like, he talks about moto, like, you know, yeah. moto, like, uh, 80 year old kid you know it's <laughs> right, crazy right, right, like right. that's his sometimes he texts me and say oh i see this this race you were in oh you were doing yeah, this you're like, what, are you, like, what are you watching this I'm for? Like, right, yeah right, right. what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, well adam's like that too though adam you watch old races you're you're into it this is you're you know yeah i mean you have to now like i, don't, I just feel like it's hard to be at the top now like especially everything's so close it's like being a student of the sport, I feel like kind of pays off now. You know, I don't know. Um, how, I'm wrong. How many old races do you think RV put the old uh, tape in? Sat back and oh, not never. <laughs> I don't think ever. He didn't know where he won his first Supercross race. I know you had to tell him. We were doing that classic commentary, and you had to tell that him. That is unbelievable <laughs> to me. <laughs> no memories. Didn't even know. Yeah, because it's his job. You know, it got pretty bad for him at the end. For as far as his job, job. is not, yeah, job <laughs> is not, you know, something you remember. You know, that's what, that's how you're gonna be, uh, Adam, in, you know, ten, twelve years. You know, that's what I was told ten, twelve years ago. <laughs> no, it's not. It's only the, your second or third year pro. You, right. you know, when I was here, you know, even when I was twenty two, twenty three, and I was like winning races in Supercross, I was like. All about it. I loved it. I was like, yeah, Supercross, right. awesome, you know, like, but now I'm like, 
dude, I don't, I rode twice in two years over, you know, when you ride and ride and ride, at one mm -hmm. point you're like, I'm over this thing. <laughs> I'm over this I thing. I know, but I, I feel like you have to be, I feel like you have to find your happiness in something, in something else, not just riding itself. Like, I don't know, I feel yeah. like it's the result more than mm -hmm. riding. Like, I don't have, I don't just get on a bike and just, I'm stoked I can go hit that triple. Like, you know, it's, sometimes it's fun to do certain stuff, but it's like, if mm -hmm. I can get a little bit better and like maybe win a moto at high point, like that's why I, you know, that's why, that's why I think riding is fun right now. I, I right. don't know. I think if you just chase that one more championship or mm -hmm. if you're really good, you're chasing types of records or stuff. I just feel like that. I never chased kind of, one more championship. I never, I never had one. Adam, Adam sounds, Adam, you know, well, the reason why Adam started racing is because he, he saw Jeremy McGrath and he loved Jeremy McGrath, which means that when you were battling uh, Jeremy McGrath, he was cheering against you. That's good. <laughs> lot of, you know I, what? There's I did, more I people Jeremy that were McGrath cheering was the against only guy me. On the track. What's that, Adam? I thought Jeremy McGrath was the only rider on the track. <laughs> there, there was way more people cheering against me than me back then. Oh, I remember when McGrath passed you, in, or when you caught McGrath in Phoenix and you passed him. You could have heard a the stadium like you could have heard a, a, a needle drop. Just like yeah, yeah. Everybody told me that. Obviously, I, oh, I didn't know here. I was no, writing. But. Nobody catches and passes McGrath late in the race. I don't know if you got that memo or not. Yeah. But um, fun fact, fun fact. Remember the race uh, had that super weird hip jump thing. The race that uh, RC beat McGrath. I think for I don't know if it was two. Was I think it, it was oh one. It was like the they duped it out. Right. It was the, when it they, was one of the Anaheim. Right. Anyway, yeah. Anaheim two thousand one. Yeah, I think so. But I, anyway, I cried when McGrath lost. <laughs> wow. Tears of joy, and then guess <laughs> so. You know, once McGrath retired, RC was my guy. Obviously, bandwagon. Yeah, um, bandwagon. But he Chad Reed beat him oh five San Diego. Right. And then RC weeded it in the last, you know, in the wolf at yeah. the end. And I still remember to this day tears running down my face. Like, uh, I couldn't believe that RC got beat, you know? I hope I made, I hope the fairy Mathis made you cry, uh, Bud's Creek 03, first moto. <laughs> no, they definitely didn't. I was too busy watching Stewart come from 80th to win. <laughs> I know, right? On a, on a two stroke, on a 125 two stroke. For real. Uh, yeah, that was that day, wasn't that? And it was soft, man. The dude. track was so soft, dude. He was blowing my dudes before. The, they would look back, and they'd see him, and then he, they'd look forward, he'd be gone. They had no idea that he was even – they saw him coming, and then he was gone. Hey, uh, how much how much happier are you being back in Florida right now? How much happy am I? I'm going to point that out that you said that before uh, I – Yep. How much happy no, are you? <laughs> it's, it's nice. It, like, especially it was cool because I, I think we came back after uh, Glen Helen. And obviously Colorado was pretty cold, but it, it was nice to get a couple of weeks adjusted before we get into, I'm assuming, are going to be hot races. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, High Point's supposed to be pretty hot, but, you know, Bud's Creek, Red Bud, it's oh, nice yeah. to be back and adjusting. It's it's crazy, man, like mm -hmm. how humid it is right now and how much energy it takes out of you. Right. So I think coming from California, and I, I was even talking to uh, Chris and Craig about this after um, – after this weekend, just mm -hmm. coming from California to that, even it wasn't even that hot this weekend. You know, it's right. It's crazy. You don't realize how people do it. You know, but it's uh, no, it's good to be back and you know, you get in your get in your schedule and everything. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, 
no, it's uh, it's good to be it's good to be home. All right, let's take a my call. lawn. My lawn's looking good too. So. What about what? Did we ever get that? Remember that guy shot me an email? Like, did you ever figure that out? Oh yeah, no, he did. <laughs> no, he's my neighbor. <laughs> Some neighbor. Not my neighbor, but he yeah. he lives like dude. I don't know, a few houses. Something down. was going on with Adam's house. I don't even know what I don't know what it was. I can't remember. And the guy couldn't get a hold of Adam, or, or somebody wouldn't text Adam. I don't know. So the guy wrote me, said, I, you got to pass this on to Adam. His grass is overgrown. I, I don't I'm just like, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Okay, so two things happened. So my mailbox was overflowing, and my lawn was dying, or, or my lawn was overgrown. Mm-hmm. The lawn people, the, my lawn guy stopped showing up because he figured out I was out of town. And the mailbox was filling up with Blink-182 merchandise that I had ordered previously before I left. <laughs> Ridiculous. Do you have those kind of uh, mailbox in front of your in front of your house or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those kind. Yeah, we don't have those in California. Um, all right, let's get to uh, Scott here. Uh, Scott, thanks for calling the Pulp MX Show. Vortex Racing, you bringing you Adam Cincerillo. What's your question? Hey, well, first, uh, Adam, thanks for uh, – Killing, killing it for my fantasy team, uh, Thunder Valley. So appreciate that. Oh, nice, yeah. Team, but well, no worries, man. Five um, four for third overall. I'll take that any day of the week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, but Steve, whatever happened to this whole AC uh, Cooper Webb interview thing that was like, oh, uh, dude, I was like three times ago or something like that. He was back. Yeah, he was on. Adam. Adam was in town. He came to Vegas to co-host the show. Webb mm-hmm. Webb said he would come on. Unfortunately for us. It was the week of the Webb Bowers battle, and Yamaha or or the team told Cooper he couldn't come on the show. It was heartbreaking. We were going to finally have Webb and 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 Adam burrowing down, and because of all that Bowers nonsense, somebody told Webb, "Hey, you can't go on the show." Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But oh, possible to get that get that going? I think that would be him. Awesome, dude. I do yeah, too. Yeah, I think I, I I know I know Cooper would do it. Adam, you'd do it. You guys are well. We can make it happen. For I saw Cooper this weekend. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say we're friends, but I think we're starting to warm up to each other. Yeah. You know, I think I, I saw him smile at me. <laughs> um, well, maybe I, he was I was smiling. I was, I was on the ground in exhaustion. <laughs> exactly. That was probably <laughs> it. No, we should. We, well, we're not going to get Adam anytime soon out here in Vegas, but we could get him both on the phone. We can we can work that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's what they, well, I was thinking. You know, we should probably make this happen before you know Cooper comes back, and then they start battling, and then they hate each other. Right, you know, right. it'd be right. way better if we if we don't like each other. It'd be way better because we're both not stupid. I'd, know, like, can, I'd like to get you. Well, both, no, I'd like to get both you both on the line, and then you can each tell the story about like how one of your members of your posse told you that what the other guy did, which really didn't he didn't. Oh no, didn't we do. would be on the phone to be the longest podcast ever. <laughs> Right, right, right. Remember that one time we were eleven and mm-hmm. at Loretta's and yeah. Oh, oh it's it's. I feel like it's all that. I don't really ever feel. I mean, we had a few incidents, you know, but it's not. I feel like it's always like he said this, you know, she said that. Yeah, like like, you, like there was never, never like yeah, like never any like ramming or anything like that. Just like did you guys ever fight for a chick or what? No, <laughs> no, no, we didn't. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> oh, that's lame. <laughs> Could have been a good story. Yeah. All right, Scott. Hey, thanks yeah. for calling, man. Hey, Steve. Thank you for all that you do, sir. Oh, really? Don't say that. Oh, Don't say that. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's nice to have an appreciative listener. Don't say that. And once in a that. while, it's nice to have people say nice things about you instead of like, so, for example, Adam calling me stupid earlier. Fuck so, you and your show. So it's, it's nice to have Scott on the line. Thanks, Scotty. 
Yeah, see you guys. So your, your ego is already big enough. What, my ego? Everybody in the pits hates me. I have no ego. I'm trying to. I'm trying to just provide some information for fans. It's nice for Scott to call in and say nice things. Since I just, you, dude. since I just heard Tony Alessi, did you go to the wedding? No, he got. I saw that. Did you see that, Adam? What the hell? No. Happened? What happened? Ale- Tony Alessi got married. For real? Yeah. And, got- and like to a pretty cute chick. Who? Young girl. What the hell happened? How much do you think he? How much do you want to bet he has a another kid? Oh, to groom, to groom to the top, <laughs> to groom. Right. Shut up, man. That, 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 that wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I, I would bet on it. I would bet money that he's going to have another kid with this chick, and he will take whatever he whatever went wrong with Mike and Jeff, and God knows there's a ton of stuff. He's going to fix it with the new one. Ah, yeah? Yep. So let's say in one year, one year, 2016, 2016, yeah. six, seven years, 2022, 23, Loretta's yep. in the 50s. Absolutely. All right. I see it. All right, AC. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, whoa, whoa. What? Yeah, we're over you. You don't say shit. So come on. We need some infos here. We need some, some stuff. Very unenthusiastic sign-off there, Steve. No, not at all. Thank you for coming on. I he's, appreciate he's over, it. It's great. He always does that. He always does that. I do what? What do I no, thank, you know what? I thank the guests for coming on? Next guest, man. What, you want to stay on the line for J-Bone? <laughs> nope. Oh, really? I'm going to bed. <laughs> uh, well, the Stanley Cup playoffs, is, it's just intermission, so you might want to stay up for that. Tampa Bay? No, I'm watching a documentary on the Houston Rockets. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. All right, buddy. All right. Well, Thank thanks you. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks, thanks, David. I appreciate you. Uh, you are coming. Good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks, man. Okay. All right, Steve. Okay. All right. Later, Bye. bro. Later. Vortex Racing, you bringing you Monster Energy Pro Circuits. Adam Cincerillo. Fourth overall this weekend. Third overall in Lakewood. I think he sits fourth overall in the points right now after four rounds. So, yeah, not so bad. Um, Need a little grooming. Well, he's going to try to listen to your, your tips on... Uh, on the turns. Are you noticed that or no? Um, yeah, yeah no, but he's bigger. You, you, Dude, he's taller. Like It doesn't matter. You, when you're, YouTube, you have your nose on your iPhone and, and tweeting, well, so you don't know. I do get paid for that, but I also get paid to watch the races too. Um, when you're taller, you have trouble getting into the turns and getting your legs up and getting – like that's tiring and keeping it up. You're telling me this to a guy that raced professionally and is 6'2"? Well, so you realize this. You know this. It's no, easier for a rider to not do what you're saying, physically. But you've seen like short guys do the same thing. Like, yeah, but it's 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 easier for them to do it than tall guys. I'm not I'm just, I'm not, I'm not breaking news to you. That, that's exactly the same thing as saying, oh, in the woofs you have to be tall. No, I don't. No, no, no. It's it's harder for taller guys to do what you're saying. They can do it. Tons of them do. But when you're physically a little tired, you're going to take the easy way out. You're not going to dive into that corner as much. You're, you got your, your legs are in the way. You've got to pull their leg up, make sure it's there. He's a tall kid now, dude. He's six, six one, six feet. Dude, he's tall. He's not as tall as me. No, he's not. Not as tall so as you. I'm a six no. one and a half. You're not really getting it, are you? I just don't want to get it. <laughs> That's more like it. Um, hey, um, Let's uh, let's welcome our next guest on the uh, on the show here. He's uh, he's one of our favorites. We always have him on, and uh, it's nice to uh, nice to get the uh, team manager of the JGR Yamaha team on. Okay. Yeah. What? 
Don't even tell me you're changing the plans. Yeah, brother, slight detour. We gotta go talk to some advertising marketing kook. It'll just take a second. What? We? What are you talking about we? I ain't going to the wall chase. I'm going straight to Fresno, find a bar, sit down and drink some fat-ass Jack and Cokes, and be hitting on some filthy white trash hookers. Period. And so are you. J-Bone, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? That is just that is just gonna haunt you. It's just it, it's too yeah, good that's though. Definitely the the line everybody uh, remembers. Uh, uh, and then you got in <laughs> trouble away from it. He got in trouble one time. He repeated it on video, and someone called HR at J JGR. And yeah. J Bone got in trouble for it. Like it's, but it's 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 such gold. It's you got in gold. trouble, but you playing it again. Well, he's not saying it on the air. He's... Yeah, I just can't say it. Right. Uh, that's uh, Fresno Smooth. Fresno Smooth. I never seen that movie. You never saw. It. I swear. You've got to see it, like ASAP. Like, leave the show right now. <laughs> leave the Pulp Show and go see it. Um, it's phenomenal. And I didn't even know Troy Adamitis did it until like five years ago. I had no idea. So. Yeah, I know. That's before anyone knew who he was. Right. Sure. I didn't even know him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Really. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Yep, no uh, problem. Roost Graphics bringing you uh, Jeremy Albrecht, Pulp Nation, save you 20%, RoostMX.net. Proud sponsors of the Cycle Trader uh, Rock River team with Alex Martin. Alex Martin right now, J-Bone, he's killing it for these guys. Yeah, he is. He's doing good. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, really good. It, it kind of reminds me a bit of you guys and Pike. Like, you take this guy, longtime privateer. Um, you know, Martin was on some teams. But anyways, you take a guy that's been there for a number of years and getting so-so results, and all of a sudden the, the – with age and experience and a, and a team and a bike, they all of a sudden step it up. Like Pike's, Pike's been, Pike's been anything you could imagine uh, for Pike. It's probably been he's probably exceeded that, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, I was definitely I was hoping for. You know, I'd say eighth to tenth is what I was hoping for, and mm-hmm. he's definitely uh, done way better than that. I mean, so good that we uh, re-signed him early. Yeah, we were, we were excited, and. uh yeah, I mean, even Filthy Phil, we've had all three in the top ten. So Dude. definitely, definitely, it's uh, going good. We we want to do better. It'd be better to be one, two, three, but well, we're, okay. uh, yeah, we're trying. Listen here, don't be greedy. But uh, exactly right. Um, yeah, you guys. If, are... if each of them has a good weekend here and there, that's, right. that's what we need. I mean, I I could easily see a race here where you have three in the top five. Or three in the top six. Yeah, for we sure. had one moto like that, which was cool. Glenn right. Helen, they all what, right. were two, three, and. I mean, some happened to right. uh, Dungey's bike, but help us out. But well, whatever. Still, it was really cool. Does it, That's racing. Does it feel like, okay, look, uh, we're friends, we're buddies, but it hasn't always been the easiest thing for you guys. you got the James Stewart thing. You've had riders. Uh, Millsap's put in some good results here and there. A lot of injuries for your riders over the years. The Yamaha 450 talk about that. I mean, let's face it hasn't been the easiest go for you guys. At this point, with three top-tier riders, like you're, you took Pike and Nicoletti, and I think a little bit due to your team, or a lot due to your team, they're doing better than they ever have. It's got to feel a little bit nice for you. You know, you guys went through some tough times. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I still wouldn't say it's it's easy. You know, even you know, like last weekend, Pike struggled more than he has. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I don't know if uh, his expectations higher or setup was off but he struggled with his bike a little bit but mm-hmm. you know and then nick letty loved his so it just depends on the week <laughs> right right um you know it's just yeah. the tracks have been tough too but you know everyone's got the same same challenges that we do it's trying to uh mm-hmm. adjust for the second motos they dry out they're rough they're ruddy mm-hmm. starts and and the guys are only happy if they do well so 
you always have that that part. 702-586-757. You want to talk to uh, Jeremy Albrecht, team manager, JGR, Yamaha. Um, and filthy, this filthy Phil situation. So he's a fill-in rider last year. He ends up making half the races. You sign him again this year. He, he ends up making about half the supercrosses. And then uh, his deal was for all the outdoors. This is another guy that's like just just killing it. I mean, I love Filthy Phil, but if you had told me he was going to lead laps and get fifth overall, and I'm just like, no way. Like, there's just no chance. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you're a fan, right? No, you're, no, you're, you're uh, feeling that way, right? Yeah, no, you know, he's he's always been fast. He he, uh, you know, I remember when he was on uh, Alan's team. You know, he had some motos that were mm-hmm. pretty impressive, and then uh, you know, last year he had some, but it seemed like. He'd make a little bobble here and there, and the second moto usually wasn't good, and he's definitely putting in consistent results. Supercross was better than mm-hmm. any other year for him. Mm-hmm. You know, not not good to his expectations, but, you know, for us, thinking him getting thrown in there like that, I thought mm-hmm. he did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he definitely uh, he has a lot of pressure on himself, and he he's doing way better than I could have expected. That was cool that he got his first third place. And then yeah, mm-hmm. getting fifth last week was, was awesome for him. You know, all these guys, it doesn't matter what place they get. They've all put in a lot of hard work to get to here Yeah, and their parents. So like right. even his dad, like he's, he's excited to see it. So, right. you know, you, you never, you know, there's a few guys that really make the money and, and make it. So it's cool to see it when, yeah, you know, starts going someone else's way there. So yeah, we're we're pumped. Do you notice? I'm happy with, I mean, I'm actually happy with the whole team. Jaybone, you went about ten years where you barely ever lost a race as a mechanic. You were pretty much you had a chance to win every single race that you picked up your mechanics fanny mechanics were a fanny pack. So you know what it's like to be on a winning team and and feel that kind of rush and that what it goes on in the shop and and certainly I know a little bit too with with having Reed around there at the Yamaha days, but. Do you notice like your whole team sort of energy level or morale is better than it's ever been? Yeah, I mean it. It definitely gets better when you your results are better. Right. Hard, I right. mean, losing is losing is hard. It's the hardest thing because you're looking at is it the trainer, is it the mm-hmm. suspension guy, is it the motor guy? <laughs> right. You know, you're always looking at who's what's the reason here. Right. Um, you know, the rider never wants it to be him, so. It's always going to be somebody. So you, <laughs> it's, it's you know, never you, the rider. <laughs> they're the ones we can't. You know, they're the ones you can't typically change either. So it, it is pretty. <laughs> right. It's tough, and it's up to the rider. Our job is to try to make them happy, which is right. You know, not always easy, but that's really what we're there for. Yeah. And we make good changes and we make bad changes. That's you know what we do. But we're trying to uh, obviously make the right ones and learn every weekend. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're uh, getting better and better. J-Bone, at Factory KTM days, we went to Southwick in 2000. The week after winning High Point, by the way. The week after Smith and Mathis conquered High Point, we went to Southwick. Five riders, not one rider made the motos. Not one guy made the motos. You want to talk about putting some effort into a team. And Did you not qualify? Not qualify. Nope. Yeah, no, that, I mean, we've been to races. I can remember going to... Jacksonville, I think, and we crashed out. One crashed out of the heat races, didn't make it, and then uh, Brayton went in the first corner, and LCQ went off the track and came all the way to like miss it by one. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anybody. We didn't have anybody in the race. What about forty man motos though? <laughs> Not having anybody. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's 
I mean, but hey, it's, I'm not going to laugh because you never know. It's uh, a tough sport. It changes yeah. quickly. No, you're absolutely right. You want to take some calls? Let's do this. Uh, Neil, what's your question for uh, Jeremy Albrecht? Hey, Jay Bone. I had a question for you about team models and uh, the business model of teams. Like, when do you think that we'll get to the point where every team operates like you guys and has the OEM a little bit pulled back? Or do you not see that happening in the near future? Uh, well, when we first started the team, Coy thought that it would be, you know, 10 years or so. But, you know, for me, I didn't think it would happen, actually, at first. I didn't think the manufacturers would ever give it up. Right. Um, but it, it definitely is a, is a way of the future. If we can all, you know, work together like that, and they still get what they need out of it. They get the R&D. They get the information. Um you know, having our CH and, and our team out there and Pro Circuit being funded by outside sponsors, the only way it's going to, you know, I feel like it's the way the sport needs to grow, and I think it will. It just takes takes a long time. Yeah, that, that was the economy, my next the economy question. Being is, the way it was is the good and the bad part because mm-hmm. it's the good why we are able to be the, the factory team is because there's not a lot, of, a lot of funding out there, but at the same time it's hard to go raise money because everyone's, holding back so you know, it's not really uh there's no easy answer not but the, no you know, you, i think yeah. i think it's good because we can share the cost do you, and then i had another question for you um do you, do you think there is anything in particular we could take from any other motorsport to make uh, supercross and motocross bigger like uh, a form of activation or something to grow like uh or like get rid of the restrictions with like gopro or cameras or something like that uh, I don't know. I feel like our sport is, is changing. Um, you know, I, I think we need to allow the teams to be able to make money because if the teams can make money, then the riders can make money. And the problem right now is there's a lot of teams that struggle. So that makes the salaries down. And, you know, I think that, I think things need to be opened up, let the guys sell stuff, more merchandise, more ways to bring in bring in money and be able to do things for outside sponsors. You know, even the yeah. you know the example of Chad Reed with his camera. I mean, you know, the the, the series needs to make money and and kind of lock it down. But at the same time, if it locks the teams and the riders from being able to get there, that's that's a big problem. So that that's something that I hope we can all work together on. But other than that, I think it's all going the right direction and getting better. I mean, mechanics areas, you know, they have tents and right. TVs. It used to not be like that. I think the the banners around the track, it used to be little string banners that cut your throat, and they're <laughs> now they're repeaters. And, yeah. You know, I, I think things are going the right way. It just, you know, it, when you're in it, you feel like it's, it could be better, and you just look Enough at the old videos and realize it is getting better. It, it really is. It's just... You know, everyone wants to be quicker. It just takes time. Uh, yeah. Um, and then yeah. what are you going to do takes... when Patrick gets BlackBerry thumb? I've never seen a mechanic on their phone as much as I've seen Patty. What was that? I said, what are you going to do when Patrick, Patrick suffers from BlackBerry thumb and can't turn a wrench anymore? I've <laughs> never me. seen a mechanic on their phone as much as Patty. Yeah, I should talk to him about that one. <laughs> yeah, find him. Um, all all right. right. Thanks, Neil. Thank you, guys. All right. Yeah. Th- thanks. Uh, Justin, what's going on? Thanks for calling the show. Roost MX bringing you Jeremy Albrecht. Hey, what's up? My question is for Steve or Jay Boone. Um, do you wish or do you think the uh, the point system or like uh, it'll kind of go to more of a NASCAR style 
Uh, do you wish it will um, down the road due to, like, Dungey with kind of a, a pretty secure points lead? Do you wish it would change? Um, I don't know. It's one of those yeah. things. For me, it's one of those things that you only wish when it's this situation, but if you were the one out front, you don't, you don't <laughs> right, wish it right. to change, so... I'd like to I don't see. Know. I think it's a give or take. I'd like to see all forty. Think, I'd like to see all forty guys get points. That way, if you're twenty fourth, I agree with that. If you're twenty fourth and you ride for a local shop in Ohio, and you know you're consistently twenty fourth, but you end up with some points at the end of the year and you're nationally ranked, maybe that helps you get some sponsors. Maybe you can say to your local shop, "Look, I have this number of points." You know, and and so I'm I'm ranked, and maybe they go, oh, you're ranked, and they they help you out. Like right now, just getting zero, I think that's silly. Go all the way back to forty, give them all points, and um, yeah, I think that would help. I agree with that one. Yeah, and uh, if you're allowed to uh, answer on this question, uh, will you guys pursue uh, Tomac when his uh, contract's up? I think they're full next year, Justin. Yeah, we're full. We signed Pike and uh, Barsha. We have next year, and then Nicoletti. As long as he doesn't get some really a better ride than what he has now. He'll be he'll be back on, I believe, too. So we're happy oh, cool. with him. We just have to wait and uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can do the exact same deal again. Thanks, Justin. All right, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, you think Nicoletti might? Would he do a full a part time deal again for Supercross and full time national? Would Phil do that? I don't know. I would think so, unless he gets something way better. Which but, you know, it'd be cool if he if he did. But as but, of right now, you know, I just. You know, it's been working. I think that he's he's getting better still, and he gets to ride a lot, mm-hmm. and he hasn't hurt him any. So that's the main thing for me, and it definitely helps us as a team. So if he's willing to do it, and and uh, we can continue to do it with our sponsorship, we have a lot of deals to renew. So hopefully mm-hmm. we can keep the money coming in so we can do it. But that's our plan. Um, I had to laugh. Uh, I saw Fly Racing's Instagram. that They had a couple of winners uh, that got JGR truck tours from Pike, I think. I think it was fly racing. Yeah, Max. Yeah, it was fly. Yeah, last weekend. Yeah, and I just had to laugh at Pike having to talk to these guys and actually like show them a truck tour and like be nice to them. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, uh, you know what? I, I, he's nicer than he comes across. I, I didn't know him for a long time, but right. He actually, um, uh, he, he looks mean, but he, he's a good dude. But zero filter on him. Zero filter for sure. Yeah, I, I can't let him. Uh, say what he wants to say do you sometimes have to sort of say hey i can't let this guy talk right now do you have to like i feel that way but i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> i just he 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 uses the he, he talks well when he needs to yeah you definitely have to say don't say what you really want to say right. all the time <laughs> right right well <laughs> well at least at least choose your words wisely he's 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 a great he shows, he shows yeah. emotion which is good you know he's definitely oh yeah into it. yeah no no doubt yeah that's i what mean you, you know back in the day when he kicked his bike down mm-hmm. you know that's what he shows what he's feeling and it's you know i guess that's what you see on the track too so right uh how's auto- a couple feisty ones on the team Yo. these days oh yeah oh yeah then you got even phil. though phil phil will get uh phil will get angry too angry phil comes out and, and depressing phil Depressed Phil comes Depressed, out. Yeah, we call him Positive Phil. <laughs> positive Phil. Could <laughs> <laughs> be the opposite most of the time. Right, right. He's awesome. Um, he had a big. That was a big crash. That was a big crash for him. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a tough one. I I didn't. Yeah, you actually had to text me to see if he was. Uh, yeah. Gonna race. Right. It wasn't. Uh, Hurt his bum bum. Wasn't looking good. He oh. got carted off. Hey, uh, now Watson tells me that the only reason you guys got Wiener Schnitzels because a he passed on it. 
Um, but uh, anyways, uh, how is the Wiener Schnitzel thing going for you? How's that deal? Are they pumped? It's been great. I don't know. I don't know the Kenny thing. If he passed on it, I have no idea. But <laughs> you know Watson. You, you know Watson. Yeah. I mean, we all were talking the whole time. Uh, you know, it's been great. Jr. The, the founder's son's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rico's been great. They they always the one thing I like about them is they're always adding to the deal. They're always doing more than yeah. we thought. Right. So you know they're already all thinking for next year. We're uh, you know it's a one year deal just to see how it all went, and they're they're excited. Sales mm-hmm. are up, so all the motocross fans are definitely uh, oh good us out. Yeah, so so, so they yeah, are... they've been in business fifty one years, and sales are up more oh. than ever. Oh sweet! So yeah, they can track it a little yeah, bit, right, cool. and see some motocross people. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, this is the first time they've done any type of marketing like this in mm-hmm. motorsports. So it's cool to see that they're even doing other things. They do some stuff with Toyota and Rally Car and. I see they do stuff. I think Sheckler here and there, like they're doing different stuff. So yeah. it's cool to see they're they're excited and they feel like it's working. So do, do they want cool. to get into the internet motocross radio show business at all? Is that something that Wiener Schnitzel? I'm, I'm sure they, if they uh, listen to this show and you're talking about them, they probably would like. It. <laughs> we can work out a deal. May we do? Some, yeah, work out some deal. I'd like one of those carts. Out some hot dogs. I'd like one of those carts for my house. Is that, is that maybe? I know it'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. What about the Auto Trader people? How's that? How's that deal going? going good we have uh the head lady coming this weekend so mm-hmm. it'll be her first oh well motocross race you know what that'll so be we'll nice see what she thinks of that that'll be nice for me to go and talk to koi because maybe koi will be nice to me if she's around like he's not going to show he his... will he, he definitely won't act how he normally does right <laughs> which is which would <laughs> be, be nice. good behavior this weekend to you you know what i don't i don't yeah. hope i don't hope for this for the lady because it'd be bad for you guys but I kind of hope the lady is walking around the motocross pits and, and Coy showing her around or you're showing her around. And I hope she takes a giant step in just a massive mud puddle all over her expensive shoes. Because it's such <laughs> well, a... she did ask what to wear already, so I think David will have her prepared. It's such a joke to me. I, I've said it all the time, like, and, and I've, told, I've told Coombs this. Having the bike wash just randomly in the pits and water running everywhere, that's ridiculous. Built no, some... you know what? They brought it up in these managers' meetings, and people people have talked about it. And uh, what happens? What what, what do they I don't say? Know. I think I think a lot of people hate change, honestly, in our sport. So <laughs> right. there's always the argument. Well, then you have to, you don't have enough people. You, you you're too far away from your truck. It's good for some, not for others. But they do it in Europe. Yeah, and it does work. DD, you know, what... the first weekend or two, we might not like it. Right, but we will we will get used to it. I mean, when we first switched to Saturdays, everyone was. Bummed out. Yeah. Now it's awesome. Yeah, you know, we got rid of qualifying the day before. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Like all the things, when it first happens, everyone's bummed out. They right. don't want something new to worry about. Even you change, I mean, you change the schedule right now <laughs> yeah. from weekend to weekend, and people are freaking out. But you know what? They all make it to the line. Yeah. No, they all figure it out. DV, wash base. It's better for the sport. If it's better for the sport, we should do it. And yeah. that's the one yes. thing Floyd said from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Everyone's worried about. They're, they're, what the manufacturers think, or what this team thinks, or what? No, don't worry. Do what's good for the the sport, and it'll be better for all of us anyway. There's lots of things that I would change, or mm-hmm. Ploy would change, or Roger DeCosta would change. But you know what? Ask our opinion, but do what's right, not what we want. Yeah. DV wash base, good, right? Yeah, what I think would it's you good. Wash I don't see there's anything wrong yeah. with it. They do it in Europe, and it seems to work well. We do it when we go to designations. It's fine. No problem. Right. What would you wash the the bikes in the pits and all everybody gets muddy? Oh, it's, it's horrible. It's a oh, joke. You're spraying the fans. You're you're 
you're running off into like last week. I felt bad. We were running water into Honda pit, like not on purpose. Yeah, of course but not. It's how, how the pits are, you know. Dude, I walk around and I, I'm walking around and I got these shoes on and I'm just stepping in mud puddles and I'm just like, can you imagine bringing somebody around and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they step in this huge mud puddle. Oh yeah, sorry. You know what I mean? But yeah, please, yeah. please sponsor our sport. You know what I mean? All the <laughs> all the pits should be like have rock all over them. You know, be leveled, everything else, and and wash bays and and make it look as professional as you can for being out in the middle of the country somewhere. So yeah, um, yeah, and you know the thing is in our sport though, it seems like most sponsors there is someone in there that likes it, or it would never happen anyway. Like there's a reason they don't right. just we don't just send in a proposal and they sponsor our team like. <laughs> Right, they right, either right. have a reason obviously, they need to, obviously or they, they like have it. to. They have to, to to like it. Obviously, yeah. The, the, yeah. The motocross is uh, watched by nobody on TV compared to other sports. So yeah, the, you have to to have people liking it. You know, it's not for the return on investment. Obviously, yeah. Well, well, Wiener Schnitzel's doing well, so that's good. Good to hear. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I mean, it's cool. You know, it's mm-hmm. West Coast also, which I think helps. West Coast, I think, is really populated with motocross fans. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's definitely you know helping. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even Mitch Payton said his kids will drive by. That's where they want to go eat. Like it's just cool that <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. people in the sport and they they realize it. And, right. You know, everyone everyone is supporting it. It's good. That's uh, what that's what that's the whole purpose they do it. So yeah. No, it's, it's good. working. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, what do you want to get better on your bikes? Uh, what What are you working on? Is there anything particular like uh, uh, you guys are working with and testing? And your JGR bikes are always one, some of the coolest around. So, yeah, I mean, we're always trying to think, and you know, we're still trying to get suspension, you know, better and better all the time. It's something that's always, mm-hmm. always. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't. Right. I don't know if you're ever perfect with motor and perfect with suspension right. every track it's a challenge and you just try to make the best best changes you can each week mm-hmm. and you know i feel like we've uh come a long way and we've done well mm-hmm. last weekend i think pike was a little little frustrated with his but everybody else was happy so right. yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah. Week, it's different but yeah well, we we're, we're happy where we're at we just you know we still want to look cool we're doing cool stuff for with our graphics for Fourth of July, so that's exciting. Worked mm. on that today. Sweet. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Already thinking of next year a little bit. And uh, any so. any chance that you put a three bikes full time, like with Filthy in Supercross, or is that all all funding wise? All funding, I guess. I, I never say no, but you know right. we definitely have to uh, get them all get them all renewed. We have Auto Trader to renew. We have Toyota to renew. Yeah. We have. Yeah, I think our only one that's next year and and fab that's done right now is Yamaha. What about NFAB? Do you want me to call Thomas and and because you know? Yeah, that one's not done yet, but you know Thomas okay. is cool. I don't think he signs the contracts anyway. We send him to him. He doesn't sign him anyway, so he's <laughs> in or out whenever he wants to be. It kind of sounds like my, my he, deal with him a, too. <laughs> yeah, he says he says I'm doing it. Now we we go with that. He's right. awesome. Yeah. Um, I, you follow me on Twitter. He was driving Ridgeline today. I retweeted it. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never seen that. I was very excited. He drives a Ridgeline now. I guess that's the word on the street. So, I'll be. And is, is it normal? It's not stock. There's no way. No, I doubt it. I didn't. I saw him behind the wheel of one. I'm sure there's going to be a whole Ridgeline division now starting at NFAB. Well, I will say, he definitely loves cars. They're everywhere, <laughs> and he, he makes he makes steps and 
he makes stuff for every brand. That's yeah. why he buys them. But he does love them. He, he, hey, the, every the, time uh, I go there, he's driving something different. The Dream Build truck, does that actually get driven around anywhere? No, it's he has it though. He got it from Toyota, so okay. he actually owns it. Yep. Um, I think he was actually going to make the bed into a trailer. Okay. And then <laughs> and do something to the the truck part of it. Right. I don't know. He's got he's got big plans for the right for that. But all right. Yeah. Anything, anything else for Jimmo? Uh, no, really. I just um, you know what what do you think um, is missing for like. Uh, Let's say Bosch is your number one guy, just to be dicing with you know Dungey and Tomac and Supercross. Uh, I mean, really, I think you know confidence in himself and in the bike at this point. I think it's been a lot of a lot of change for him. Whole new team, whole new bike, all new tires, all new everything, mm-hmm. suspension. And I think, you know, right when he was uh, getting pretty comfortable, we raced with Tomac over in Europe, and he got hurt when he uh, mm-hmm. got landed on. Yeah. So, you know, I think that kind of got, got him thinking a little bit and lost some time there and then went in the races. And, you know, it, it, if it would have started out better, it's easier to have confidence. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like he, he just needs a good race and right. and he'll be back. But. I don't think he's had that breakout race yet that gets him believing that he can do it yet. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, you know, he's 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 been building, but it's just you can see there's still some hesitation there. He's just not riding all out like he feels comfortable yet. Yeah, you really you really like to think of a guy like that should be in the mix with Jason Anderson, Dungey, oh, yeah. Roxon. Like you know, he's got the talent, he's got the skills, but right yeah, now he's he has kinda, everything to do it. Yeah, he's just timid to me. Well, maybe, yeah. Well, do, do you, know, you guys he'll uh, get there? He's just—he's been hurt a lot. Do you guys talk about a uh, riding technique with him about you know using a 450 more like it should be used, and then you know logging the power and, and not revving the bike so much, shifting gears, and seems like he's he's having this issue for a while. Yeah, yeah, you know he we have, and he he's been working on it, and it's. I think it's one of those things because you work on it and then you go to the race and when your adrenaline's going, you're not really uh, probably thinking about all the things that you were working on. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do feel like he's he's been getting better and better at it. But, you know, I think it's a tough thing to change uh, quickly. But, you know, he's he's listening and he's trying and definitely working on different things. I mean, even Phil, he needs to shift more too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely something that uh all of us need to do and the bike definitely works better when you're up in a higher gear and letting it letting it roll and not all bound up but yeah we're you're, we're you know having them work on it right phil had the, the gopro this weekend and you could hear he was revving the <laughs> oh. shit out of the bike it was insane yeah right. we we had to put like no joke we had to put shift on the pit board a lot even in supercross right and our joke was that we needed him to at least shift once or twice each lap. That's it. Yeah. Just, he, he honestly could ride the whole track in one gear, the way he rides sometimes. Right. Which, I mean, as you know, J-Bone, the bike's suspension works differently. The frame characteristics are different. The horsepower is different. Like, everything in the upper RPMs think, is different. You know, J-Bone, what I think right now is I think too many people are trying to make the bike better, where yeah. actually – the issue is more riders uh, related. You know, if they use the bike better, 
if you know they don't sit down as much if they don't wrap the bike as much if they take better lines and i think yep. we you know everybody takes talk about setup 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 but if they yeah. ride the bike the way it should be ridden kind of like more like a, a dungy or a Stuart, like uh, the last few years, I yeah, think he's like even Tomac's been riding. Yeah, or, like uh, Muskin. Also yeah. Marvin, same thing. And the bike yeah. is, it's you know, you can take the same bike and two different riders. One bike would look great, and the other one would be like, you know, not rideable because they're revving. Yeah, they're but not... DV, J, if Jabo went to Barsha and said, "Look, we're done. You need to, you need to change your riding technique." I mean, that Barsha would you know freak what? out on him. He'd freak it, out on him. Yeah, but in my opinion. That's the way to go to yeah, get to get yeah. a base to get a base yeah. on the bike I and agree. tell them you know yeah. look we're gonna try some things stop staying in in second gear right. in that straightaway uh, with bumps just shift to fourth and just go half throttle and see how the bike does yeah but these guys and are gonna freak him... out Justin would freak out on these guys he's actually you know what he's actually been better but, than you think about it like he's been fine okay. about all that like yeah, yeah. he's. You know, he gets off and he says, "I tried, tried my hardest," and right. and you know, everyone tells him to shift, and he's working on it. I, I think that he, you know, he doesn't come each weekend saying, "I need all new suspension." Like he's actually had it the same. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's held it the same the first four rounds. He hasn't hardly made any changes. Right, right. Okay, so he's um, working on himself. And Pike, a bit. actually, yeah. the you're right because Pike, the first moto, um, he actually was going backwards, not really riding that well. Then he found some better lines, and then he rode the last half really well, mm-hmm. really good lines, had like the third fastest lap time toward the end. He was riding great, and nothing changed in the middle of the race. He just found better lines and rode a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I think at know, one point at first somebody has to and, you know, step in and say, you know what, the, if you guys are kind of like searching with bike setup, at one point somebody has to say, you know what, you, you, we need to maybe ride that thing a little <laughs> right. differently, you know. And you know, I'm not an insider. I watch on TV. I went to one race this year, or two. Mm-hmm. I went to two races, and you know, on TV you can see like you know, sometimes you know people are don't use a 450 like it should be used mm-hmm. and then you cannot set up a bike the way they ride obviously it, it's almost impossible yeah um yeah that's a, that's a, that's the challenge right for that's well, any, good stuff yeah um i mean it's it's all stuff we're we're all trying to work on together well sure. mate how come why doesn't barsha like me why is it i just keep hearing it doesn't like me anymore what happened what did i do i don't know i don't know what you did i don't know either it's, it's really to, sure to, to, it's easier you to go figure out who a lot of likes you. People, though. What's that, Javon? You go through that with a lot of people here and there, but they come around at <laughs> yeah, some point. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you had Millsaps not like you, oh, yeah. anyone to fight you. Yeah. Like, we've had some. <laughs> we've had some here and there. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I just I don't know what I did. I don't know what. I, maybe I wrote something. I mean, I don't always have every writer like me either. I usually say stuff that <laughs> not everyone is a, is a fan of either. <laughs> you're pretty it's honest. Yeah, you're almost too honest <laughs> for a team manager. You, you really are. Um. But I, you might get that from uh, from 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 Coy too. So I mean, there's people that probably get mad at what DV says. Like that's just not everyone can handle the truth. Yeah, yeah. So I remember Barsha. If, if they feel like you're, if sometimes they feel like you're talking crap, but you're just saying what you see. It doesn't mean it's true, and it doesn't mean. It's funny how when you're doing well, though, anything, when but. you're doing well, and people are telling you great things, everything's great. But as soon as you hit some adversity, and people are like, "Wow, this guy's really not doing that well," all of a sudden now. 
everyone else is the dick when they're just you know they were they were they were there when you were winning talking about great things and then when you're struggling they're also saying that too you know what i mean i don't know one of those things yeah i mean it's definitely you know i think it's definitely tough to be a motorcycle racer Mm -hmm. and everyone wants a piece of you and then when you're not doing good nobody wants to call you no one wants anything and then you stop racing Mm-hmm. And then they don't even want to give you a free T-shirt. <laughs> right. the same guy that was acting like you're your best friend when yeah. they sponsored you. Now they won't even call you back. Like I'm sure that happens to yeah. TV here and there. Like people, definitely, it's you know, it's it's tough. But I like to th- goes from ringing like crazy to not ringing. But I like to think of myself, anyways, as far as the media goes. Like I don't really care if you win or lose or whatever. Uh, I'm just going to be the same either way. Like I'm just, I don't need anything from you. I don't, you know, I don't. I'm not one of those hype guys. I'm not an energy drink dude that's around all the time. It's like, yeah, whatever, you're winning. Cool, great. I'm going to write great things about you. Oh, you're struggling. But you know what? Like, mm-hmm. If you wrote something good, no one no one ever repeats it. They oh, only yeah, repeat stuff if you say something bad or do something bad. You're right. So about- if you wrote something bad about somebody, that's the one they go, oh, could you believe he said that or wrote that? Yeah, they I don't know. ever say, that was awesome. Steve <laughs> wrote that good stuff about you last week. That's I know. not what they all talk about. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Right there, J-Bone, you've just encapsulated everything. Right there. That's exactly it. Well, Norm, Norm Bigelow used to tell me, he used to, when, when I worked at Kawasaki, mm-hmm. he was the one that loaded the truck. And he said, every time there was something missing, they didn't say, thanks for loading the truck with all the stuff we did have. You're only known for the stuff you didn't put in the truck. <laughs> exactly. And none of those suckers ever wanted to help load. Yeah. So when you had all the other bolts, no one said thank you. Yeah. But the one time you missed one. That was it. It was a jerk that didn't load the truck. <laughs> you were the mother effer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all yeah. right. J-Bone, thanks for coming on. We took enough of your time. Uh, it's uh, Roost MX, 20% off, Pulp Nation. Uh, they bring you Jeremy Albright from JGR. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. You got it. All right. All right. See you guys. All right. See you. Talk later, DB. All right. Bye. Jeremy Albrecht, everybody. JGR team manager. Let's take a couple calls before we go to commercial here. Sean, what's up, man? How's it going, fella? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I wanted to call for uh, for two things here. I got to say, Steve, I've seen a few pictures. Mm-hmm. You're looking good, man. You're looking good. No, oh, Sean. Thanks. Fantastic. What do you you want to you know, like? Are you how, how you? How's the Viking going? For real? Um, it's it's not going that well right now because it's hot as balls here in Vegas, and I, yeah, I've been off it for a while. I got to get back on it, but I got to get up early in the morning and do it, dude, because it's so hot. It's so gnarly oh, hot. Sure. So, for sure, I had to call because last week there was a guy from Canada that called, and he said he was looking, or his dad was looking for some fat guy in the pits with the camera. Yeah, and I said yeah. that was unfair. Ah, whatever. You're, what are you gonna Steve, do? You're looking good. It's Thanks. a struggle. Thank you, Sean. One it's big a, guy to another. It's a daily but struggle. But the other thing, I gotta say. I gotta compliment uh, compliment Devin because as much as he gets ragged on, and I'm sure that it's all in good fun, mm-hmm. he's way more into it than Tits ever was. Tits, he just seemed to lose interest, and you could really feel that. And Devin's like, you guys couldn't have picked a better a better producer because he's into it, right? He likes motos. So. Yeah, no, a, I got, a placebo I got was a into it more than Tits near the end. Definitely, absolutely. no, I agree. Uh, you're absolutely right, Sean. Devin, Devin's Did, into it. That's uh, why that's why we're working hard to maybe give him his own podcast show. And DV Hey, did uh, did J Bone mention if he's drinking any fat ass Jack and Cokes? <laughs> no, he's not allowed to talk about that anymore. He got in trouble. Okay, we're not talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Sean. Though, right yeah, thank you, man. Have a have a good show, gentlemen. All right, thank you, Raul. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling the show. Uh, no, thanks for having me. Um, I was calling. I was at Tennessee, and um, it's the second time I've gone uh, to watch. I've raised it before, but. Um, that quad looked huge. Like I've never seen anything that um, 
as far as jumping goes. <laughs> uh, um, I thought it was big. It wasn't. How big was that thing, DV? You think? But the thing is, it can be big, but it wasn't dangerous. It was flat. Yeah, you could be short, long, it'd be yeah, fine. It didn't matter, right? You know, go back to 2006. Uh, that big step up at Glen Helen, that was huge and scary and. Even Laroco's leap is, right. is more like uh, it's scarier. Yeah, that one yeah. you just go for it, and it's, Whatever, yeah. wh- wherever you land, you're fine. I think it's it's not all the um, the length of the jumps that's important. It's I think the um, all dangerous they are. You know. Yeah, um, I just wanted to know how it compared to the other jumps, the the other jumps in the circuit. Well, I think there you go. There's his, there's DV's breakdown. Yeah, I, th- I think that was close to La Rocco's Leap, right? Kind of. Well, I, I don't know. I, what's the, the two two fifty guys jumped it? No, 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 no. no I mean, some guys. tried. Yeah, no two fifty guys. But jumped you know, it. like you try, and then it was like all landing, but you cannot really get her on that thing because it was flat. But you can ask Phil if if it was okay to. I just say this, but you know, La Rocco's Leap. Like, if you don't make it. You're in bad shape. <laughs> in yeah. Glen, Glen Helen 2006, this, yeah. it was fourth gear wide open in, on the 450. Yeah. Or, or you were in trouble. If you don't make it, you, you... You break your frame, you break your wheels, you break yourself. No, yeah. You go to the ambulance and right. you go to... The, yeah, you broke your wrist, your ankles, everything. So right. it's it's not how big the jumps are, really. It's how dangerous they are. That's mm-hmm. more important. Now, during practice, it got... Like, it had ruts going up to it. What's the... In a job like that, DV, what's the? I, I know, like you couldn't case it; like it was fine to case. But are are they? Why why isn't everybody jumping it? If if it's that easy, like you say, like you just kind of go well, for just it, scared. No matter where you land, it's just, just scared. You know, that's all. That's all it is. They think that are they, they scared won't make of cross rutting, or are they scared of? It's like, tough to cross rut like this because you're like on a straight line, so it's kind of tough. But you know, we couldn't see the we couldn't see the rust on TV anyway. But um, they they weren't that bad. Only during practice, I was yeah. looking at them. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, thanks, yeah. man. Thanks Thank, for taking the call, guys. Thank you, appreciate it. All right, everybody, take a first commercial break here. Uh, we're gonna take the third caller. Um, third caller wins a set of X brand goggles right now. Seven zero two five eight six seventy five seven. Going to commercial break. David Villaman, and uh, much more coming up. Um, Hayden Melross and Jaron, 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 Duran, Duran. Duran Stapleton in studio. Think about Duran Duran, but it's Duran Duran. I got it freaking written down like Duran Duran, and I still screwed it up. All right, I'm an idiot. Uh, We'll be right back after uh, this commercial break, and stick around. Thanks, everybody. Hey, guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. 
Follow us on social media at Fly Racing USA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Barsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. That is the best thing, yeah. It's like you've got to run Galfer. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. 
the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cams, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Down for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. And use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX.
Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engine starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Hope MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey. Wheels. Now that I got out of your attention... Let's talk about Wheels, WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Internet, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. 
All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimura Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Welcome back, everybody. It's Pulp Mech Show. Coming at you! 
from Third Eye Blind, which is much better than David Villeman's song coming up here. Motocross bikes have become very advanced for the past seven years, yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40 years. Four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops motor coils are designed for two and four-stroke bikes, as well as the Vintage and Evo bikes. 15% discount by calling blackopsmoto.com. Got a set of this, got a, set, a coil from my Project 88 bike. Looking forward to putting it on. When people get a new bike, it seems like the first thing they do is upgrade their exhaust or maybe the suspension. Why do people ignore their brakes? Maybe with good, without good brakes, all that power and handling mean nothing. Maybe you should look into getting some Galfer. Galfer USA. Remember, if you're not accelerating, you should be braking. Go fast, brake faster, Galfer USA. Official brakes of the uh, Lucas Oil KD, KTM team, TLD, Rockstar Husky, JGR Yamaha. BTO Sports KTM, much more. This is the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We're coming up with our next guest, uh, Hayden Melross from Australia. DV, you probably haven't been following this kid too much, but uh, full privateer kid, 15-15 this weekend at Muddy Creek. So, Australians. Nope. Australians, dude, they're everywhere. And uh, also in studio, another Australian, Duran Stapleton. Got it right. I'll get it, dude. Hey, good time in Finland with you this year. That was fun. Yeah, it was a bit cold. A bit colder than I'm used to, but... Dude, right? Are you the guy that actually wrote something on Pro Max? He that? did. He did. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did. He wrote about his travels and everything yeah. else. I think I wrote a... Uh, I, uh, I read a, a couple yeah. Yeah. articles. It was cool. Yeah, Duran uh, was telling me about his life, kind of Germany, Supercrosses, Finland, racing in Australia, and I was like, this is really cool. Like, the guy's going around and, you know... That was kind of cool. So. Trying to make a buck. Right, right. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. um, you should write some more. if you. Yeah, feel free. Be yeah, I, I did write uh, one more, actually, um, while I was over there because I had a three-week break mm-hmm. uh, between the races, and I think it may have been a little bit um, <laughs> too much talk about girls and not about the races. Yeah, because, that's fine. And I didn't think you could publish it, so... What about the chick that broke up with you while we were in Finland? Ah, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't talk about that. That got me in a fair bit of trouble. Oh, it did? Yeah, it actually did, so... From uh, that column? Yeah. Nice girl. Just went bad. <laughs> well, who knew that this girl would read Pulp MX? Yeah, I guess, but... Oh, well. <laughs> shit happens. Girl broke up with him and had his car and everything. It was a good story. <laughs> um, you just can't tell it on the air anymore. Ah, uh, yeah, no hard feelings. She was a right, nice girl. Right, right. Didn't go well. Uh, hot cams unleash the power within. Hotcamsinc.com. Will you tell me in the commercial break? Ah, sure. Okay. Sure thing. Hot cam wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all pulp listeners a 30% discount. Hot cams. You, you use hot cams in, in your uh, CRFs or what do you use? You don't even know. You're uh, right, I just ride the thing. But you should use hot cams. I probably should, shouldn't I? You got fourth last race, you said? No, uh, that's my best overall. Okay, yeah, well, you do better with hot camps. Okay, well, you do better with hot camps. Probably should, I. Uh, Leader in design and development, high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Uh, Hot cams, pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the Pulp Mech Show. Another Aussie, uh, killed it this weekend uh, in uh, Muddy Creek, 15-15, and uh, was uh, up high at different points in the motos, and uh, a privateer kid out there all about his own. Hayden Melross, what's up, Hayden? How you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, you're welcome. I didn't even realize this when I asked you to come on, uh, but uh, Duran uh, Stapleton's in studio. So, hey, uh, Banger, how you doing? Not too bad yourself, man. <laughs> Pretty good, mate. I should have thought about this. You guys even knew each other. Huh, go figure. Um, <laughs> hey, so uh, how was your muddy creek, Hayden? Pretty good, right? Dude, um, yeah, it was definitely a 
definitely a step in the in the right direction. That's for sure. Um, it uh, yeah, it was a lot of positives to take out the weekend. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just just two good starts. You know, put me up in the in the mix early in the uh, early in the motos, and um, you know, I was lucky enough to uh, get out of that carnage early on and mm-hmm. and um, just ride a good and consistent race. Um, but yeah, I finished yeah two fifteenth for thirteenth uh, overall. So right. I. Um, couldn't be uh, couldn't be any happier to be honest with you. Yeah, and I mean, let's like you look at the guys you're racing against in that class. There's a ton of factory teams or factory supported teams, you know, which means uh, uh, probably a better bike than what you're racing with. Uh, you know, full mechanics, everything else. You're a privateer dude, so it's a tough class, the 250F class, to uh, you know to make a mark in. And, and I think running near the top ten, finishing fifteen, fifteen. That's, that's you got to be happy with that. <laughs> Definitely, like. Uh... You know, coming into the season, you know, there was so much hype about it. I've uh, I've never raced an AMA race, an AMA pro race mm-hmm. in my life. So every, I was just hearing all these rumors of, you know, how tough it is. It's, you know, the most physically demanding sport in the world. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between America is you just have your motocross in summer, you know, where we have it in, in, in winter back home. So right. that makes it, uh, makes it so much harder in itself. So, you know, I had no idea and just people were telling me, telling me all this information so i come in you know pretty much really unprepared and i uh got, got a real big shock at, at the first couple of rounds and i was like you know this is uh <laughs> everything it really lives up to be so right it's um definitely it's yeah i'm enjoying the journey though it's uh it's really really fun yeah i saw you out there the opening rounds and i was like who is this guy like three digit dude you know what i mean and i'm like okay all right and uh of course the great tim ferry i was his mechanic for a number of years he uh he pointed out that 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 was uh, you've worked with Tammy, and he's like, yeah, that's that's the guy from Australia. Because he told me before the season, he's like, hey, I think this kid can, I think this kid can do well. Like, I think he can get points. I think he's in shape. I think he's going to be, you know, getting better as it goes on. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Red Dog. And then I kind of put it all together. So, you know, yeah, I mean, not many people know, but I've I've actually been over here since. I mean, it took me honestly about four months to get my visa sorted before I could fly over here, mm-hmm. and. Uh, once I flew over, I, I came over in uh, mid middle of uh, November, mm-hmm. and uh, I was training for about two to three weeks on Supercross, and you know progress went really fast, um, and I was feeling really good. And then, unfortunately, uh, my bike shut off on the up ramp of the triple, so <laughs> I uh, fractured my leg, um, which put me out for about you know six to eight weeks. And then uh, yeah. I got back on the bike again, was training for. Um, Round one of the East Coast 50s, and the Tuesday before, I uh, I cased another triple and rebroke it again. Oh, so, yeah. I've been over here since November, and I've had 22 <laughs> weeks off the bike in total. So <laughs> yeah. I'd, uh, I'd had three three weeks on the bike before Hangtown, so it was. Uh, I knew my you know me and Red Dog. We've had a game plan this whole time, and mm-hmm. you know I just can't thank you know, him enough for his uh, expertise and and everything and, and his whole family matter of fact they all you know play a role in this mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's awesome um so yeah they've just helped me out so much and uh yeah just to get me to where i am you know four yeah. rounds in and, and to be hitting my marks this early on just uh you know makes me really happy that's for sure yeah and uh yeah so, yeah i didn't even realize you had such a little time to start the season yeah you're right exactly you're just going to get better and better you know well um, it was it was hard like i was doing a lot of off bike training you know to try mm-hmm. to keep my fitness up but to uh to only get a couple weeks on the bike and you know I, I counted the other day since including race days i've had 28 days on a motorcycle 
including Muddy Creek. So mm-hmm. it, I haven't had I haven't had a whole lot of time on the bike this year. So just got to keep you know keep hitting my marks, and uh, I think it'll be uh, it'll be a good season and, and hopefully a really positive season. So yeah, what are you what are you traveling in? I don't even know. I haven't seen you in your pit or anything. What are you in? What's what's the what's the team, um, what's the travel well, situation? I've, yeah, I've got some support from Tyloob, um, and they have a motorhome. So I've worked out a, a deal with them that um, I have my mechanic, Buddy Brooks. Uh, he helps me out as well. Uh-huh. Uh, he just travels in the motorhome to the races, um, and I'm fortunate enough to have my my family, my whole entire family, I should say, not just my mum and dad, my whole entire right. family, that, that support me and help me out and, um, you know, get me to the races. Um, I have a few little sponsors that, you know, mm-hmm. also contribute but um yeah i just get to the race myself and then uh once i get there i uh settle in and i stay in the motorhome all week and just it's just pretty much me and my mechanic and you know we just uh uh-huh. we do our own thing and yeah it's it's uh it's really good that's that's cool, cool. is it uh um is your mechanic australian or is he american guy? no no he's actually he's been over here um he lives over in uh, in kentucky so okay it's he's pretty he's pretty central for the you mm-hmm. know, remaining half of the uh, the nationals, right. so it kind of works out really well. But um, so your plan, no, it's yeah, awesome. yeah, your plan then is to was your plan was to race Supercross and, and the nationals the full year and see, and make a real go of this, like so many other Australians. So are you going to race Supercross next year? I mean, is this uh, kind of your goal to stay over here and uh, you know and uh, pursue this dream? Um, yeah, definitely. It's it's a huge dream of mine. Um, I, you know, matter of fact, last year I went back to Australia to, and I raced a full season back in Australia. Mm-hmm. I raced, um, you know, the MX Nationals and the Supercross, and I raced as a, a pretty much private tier back home mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then at the end of the year, I, I mean, I got some decent results, and at the end of the year, nothing really came of it, and I mm-hmm. didn't really have too much on the table. So, you know, me and my family, we sat down and I had met Tim and his family the the previous year, mm-hmm. um, and yet he gave me an awesome opportunity to to come over here and to uh, you know to train with these guys and and everything like that. So we right. thought that you know if I'm only young, so my mum said, mum and dad said, you know if they uh, if they're gonna pretty much be a privateer in Australia, we might as well be a privateer in America, and um, mm-hmm. you know it, the the cost of it's the same technically. But on the terms, I'm racing, you know, world-class tracks and I'm racing yeah. world-class, you know, riders. So I think the benefit of it is, is a lot higher. So that's that kind of made my decision to come over here and, and race over in the States. And, um, right. yeah, definitely I, my plan was to race this whole Supercross, but, you know, that fell through. So the backup plan was the whole entire outdoor season. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely um, just looking to get some good results and, and hope, try to bring some more more sponsors on board or try to get some more support for uh for mm. next year and definitely want to do the uh 2016 supercross mm-hmm. and yeah the the nationals again want to give another another good shot uh so hayden i hear a rumor back home that uh you may be coming back for our supercross uh series in australia uh in the off season over here so uh is that true well so far I haven't made any decisions, actually. Um, there's a few things that are going around that, you know, I've been mm-hmm. talking to a few different people. Um, the plan now is at the end of this uh, season here, I think it finishes the 22nd of August, I'm going to uh, head straight back into some Supercross training here 
um, and fly over about a week before. Um, mm-hmm. That's the plan. But for now, riding for who, I'm not really too sure. I'm just going to, uh, you know, my main focus is is this national, the American nationals, because uh, if I can get some really good results here, I think, um, you know, that's that's just the main goal. Right. Well, hey, listen, I was, uh, I'd stay in America because I had a deal all worked out. I thought I was going to Manjimup this past weekend. I was going to ride a 500 in the sand and put on a pulp show, and I thought it was a done deal, and you Aussie guys, Someone at Australia dropped the ball, and I didn't get to go. So it's shady. It's shady. That's usually how it works. Well, well I hope that doesn't happen to Hayden, because um, he does have a pretty good facility, and we kind of do need to use your track, man. <laughs> yes. So. so please come down. Yeah, well, we, we, all know, we all know the only reason you want me to come back for is you just want to use me for my track. So. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. and also I get to kick your ass in, the, um, in a tire-changing contest again. <laughs> yeah, uh, I forgot that. You beat me by about 10 seconds. Believe me, so. uh, Jason Thomas, our regular co-host, uh, he knows all about hanging out with people who have tracks. Reedy, Ferry, Tortelli. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, nothing wrong with, with, with this admitting that, that you need somebody for their track. Yeah, well, the problem is Hayden is a bit of a, a, bit of a dick, so you have to... He does, does have a good track, but, you know, it got, does come at a cost. <laughs> yeah. I let him I let him live with me for free, so yeah. I'm, I'm a really bad guy. Yeah, yeah, terrible. What a, <laughs> yeah. What, what a dick you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. 702-586-757. You got a question for Hayden Melrose. Melrose, uh, Australian uh, privateer guy, 1515 at uh, Muddy Creek. By the way, you just you you almost you you enabled me to like almost win my fantasy league. I picked you after practice. And you just came through stellar for me. Yeah, I don't think Love there was too many people right. out there that actually picked me. I think maybe my brother. No, he's always he's always had my back, so I know he would have had me up there for sure. So, it was uh, uh, it was. I looked. There was two percent of the people playing had picked you. Two percent. I was and I was in that group. So, um, uh, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, I mean, at round one, I finished twenty seventh overall. So right, right. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really show. Show much interest to other people that, that yeah. don't have, uh, uh, you know, much idea. Duran, uh, you weren't at Muddy Creek, but I thought it was funny. Hayden was around the top 10, 10 to 12, 10 to 13 around there. Normally, both motos, he found himself involved in battles with the other Australian, Jackson Richardson. It does seem to work out <laughs> like that way, usually. Did you, did you, what did you think of that, uh, Hayden? You're like, oh, this guy again. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny you say that because... Practice. We went out for practice and qualifying, and you know, first lap straight away, I see Jackson. I'm like, "Hey, there's, there's Jackson." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like there's 40 other guys on the track, but here he is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, before Moto One, they send you know the first five five guys out, and then they send everybody else out. And then mm-hmm. I'm on my sight lap, and fair enough, I see him again on my sight lap for the first Moto. I'm like, "Dude, there's." 35, 40 other guys here, and I'm <laughs> right with Jackson everywhere. I mean, I don't right. have a problem. I, I think he's an awesome guy and, and, and an awesome racer, but it's just such a coincidence yeah. that, you know, no matter where we are, we seem to always be, you know, 15th, 16th, or right right behind each other. So. Yeah, this weekend, I don't think, you beat him in both motos, I think, this weekend. i got to look at the points here. Uh, I think you beat him in both motos, but he was the next guy behind you, I think, in... Uh... Where's the sheets at? I have the points here somewhere, or the results from somewhere. But you went fifteen, fifteen. I think you went like sixteen, seventeen. Or you know what I mean? He was right there. Yeah, yeah. So well, uh, actually, yeah. actually, in the first moto, some I'm I'm not sure how, but I got out with uh, the first couple of guys, and I was in ninth for twenty one minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> I was, I kind of I'm not really used to running that 
that pace. So I kind of dropped the anchor pretty bad at about then. <laughs> but, oh, believe uh, me, I noticed. I noticed. My fantasy team noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I managed to pull it together the last, I think, two to three laps and just hang on. So, um, yeah, no. Nah. How's the how's the uh, how's the relationship been with other American guys? Have you met? Have you been hanging out with any of them? Any of your friends? I mean, people know who you are at this point, or what's that like? Um, well, when we go to the race, I mean, it's just so so full on. It's just me and my mechanic there. So, you know, I, I mean, I cook all my dinner and I prep my meals for the next day and everything like that. Get all my goggles and, mm-hmm. and all that ready. So, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of time to hang out and, and meet it other people i mean on the start line i talk to people that i know and and you know on, on the friday i'll hang out with you know rj and eric and, and people that i train with mm-hmm. but it's not um you know it's not a whole it's not a right. yeah me, right. meeting more people there's there's a lot of people that that i've raced in amateur in america that are you know i still talk to at right. races as well but um yeah, yeah I, I haven't really met anyone anyone new uh-huh. Just uh, just people that I've I've known over the years and had a relationship relationship with. Are you guys and Duran? This is a question for you too. Uh, is 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 Reedy and Burner? Are they the guys you looked up to, or are you still close enough in age where it wasn't those dudes and it was somebody before that, like Anderson or like you know what I mean? Or, or is Chad old enough now where that's why you guys are here, or that's why you'd want to come here? Like what? Or is it sort of another somebody else in Australia? Uh, go ahead. You can go first, right? Okay. Uh, well, for me, um, yeah, the first sort of memory I sort of have was Chad in 02, I think it yeah. was, on the um, Yamaha Troy. Right. Uh, but previously before that, in the Europe stuff, I didn't really even uh, recognize that, sort of okay. didn't hear too much about it. But as soon as right. he sort of was in America winning Supercrosses, that sort of when I... You were like, of, oh, look. Yeah, that, started yeah. looking up to Chad. Right. And, uh, what about Burner? What about Burner? Same thing? Or I mean, it wasn't as good as Chad, but Burner certainly was a world-class rider. Yeah, know? I think, yeah, like, both of those guys absolutely killed it in Australia and then mm-hmm. came over. Uh, but I like Burnhow. He sort of was on that, was it the leading edge team? Yeah. And that sort of, he sort of worked for it. He, he was ninth in the points right. that year or something, and, and then he sort of built up from that, and he started getting podiums. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of seemed from all hard work. So, right. whereas Chad, I think, is just a freak, and he's yeah, yeah pretty good. Right. What about you, Hayden? And, and for me, it was more. Uh, it was my, my I idolized Jeremy McGrath mm-hmm. a lot as, when I was younger. Like, I mean, I had puzzles <laughs> super glued together on my wall, and I had a big poster behind my bed, and it was it was him, and right. that was the main guy I looked up to as a young kid. You know, I ran the number two on my KDM 65 and KDM 85, mm-hmm. but um, as I got older and kind of realized a lot more and, and knew where I wanted to be and wanted to you know, race in America, I kind of started following it over here a bit more. And right. yeah, Chad and that was definitely guys that you know I followed and definitely looked yeah. up to. And I always uh, looked at the path they've taken, you know, to, mm-hmm. to where they're at now. And you know, he started over in Europe and stuff like that, and did a year or two over there before he come over. And, and tried to do America, so I've definitely looked at paths that he's taken and looked looked up to him as well. Um, but yeah, definitely for sure. As a did Red Dog we look up to? Has Red Dog taken you over there? Have you been over there at all, or no? Uh, yeah, I went over there once. Actually. Okay, I think it was yeah when I I got back from my first broken leg uh, in like Gen uh, 
the end of January, yeah. and I went over there the first week, so I was pretty slow, so <laughs> it wasn't a very good impression, first impression, but right. um, yeah, I've been over there once, and I mean, his facilities, yeah. it's just pitch perfect, like, you just, it looks like a pitch, honestly, he's got his go-kart track, I know, huh? it's and motocross, it's, and how about it's his like a playground. His outdoor jumps just go up to the clouds, they're just huge. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, sure. We've actually had, like, uh, Duran, before you came over tonight, two weeks ago we had another Australian couple here, uh, Mim, and then two weeks before that we had another guys from after the Vegas show came over, and Australian like fans or whatever, and like none of them really like Chad that much. Like they're not like it's really weird. Uh, well, it just I guess depends who you speak to. I, right. My first memory of uh, Chad in Australia was at my first Supercross, uh, well, my first pro Supercross in '09. And to he went me, on the Cowie. He was yeah. Cowie. I think yeah. he'd been on it for about a week or right. something, and, and he just just seemed like he was up himself in uh, like riders briefing oh, okay. and stuff. And then he had a crash that night, and him getting off the track, uh, riding through like the laneway where we had all our bikes lying mm-hmm. up for the next heat. He just pretty much bombarded his way through there, <laughs> and, and the, like he was a bit of a dick. And then. I've also like seen him when he's come over later, and yeah. he's been quite nice, right? And, and sort of he sort of seemed to have changed. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I guess it just depends right. who you speak to. One day he turned the water on Villaman here at the Yamaha track, so that that DV can speak to that. <laughs> we talk about that. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, Hayden, uh, and so you're at the you're at RV's old place. Um, I fr- you guys all have a name for it. What's it called? I. I I forgot. It's called, it's called the nest. The nest. That's it. All right. Yeah. Um, don't ask me why. I don't really have an explanation. Just to, all these training facilities so creative Dude, with the names. Yeah, they all gotta have names, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, working with Red Dog, does he does he bring up like his star mechanic from four for four years? Does he ever tell you guys? You hey, know, now that he, now that you mention it, he hasn't. So mm. I think you know when I'm doing my bike work in the morning, yeah, he comes in and, and tries to help me a little bit. So he's he, obviously learned a few things from you in the past. He never no, said, he "Hey, this is how Mathis did it. Let me show you." Nothing, nothing ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I don't. I don't let him touch my bike. What an asshole! Hey, <laughs> do you see? He, he goes off. He goes off and gets in the water truck and dude. He goes waters the track for us. He, he's a king at doing that. What happened to his Loretta's <laughs> comeback? I, he told me he was doing it. Now I I don't see any videos of him riding. I don't hear about this. Yeah, well, he said he was meant to do. He wanted to do Loretta's again this year, is what I heard. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not too sure. Um, Dude, I, well, I, I did talk to him about it the year he did do Loretta's. Right. And, I mean, he told me honestly. He said he only rode like two to three times that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, he said he just enjoys it. Way like especially when Evans racing, he just enjoys it going there and right. you know, and and hanging out the week and and watching Evan race. You know what I mean? He's He's done that back in the day, and right. he's, uh, he gets more enjoyment out of it of being a father. And, and I guess does he ever? You know, um, um, does he ever talk about summer cross at all when we, we beat McGrath? Him and I, remember? <laughs> no, no. I, I got to ask him all these stories because he's uh, he doesn't tell us many stories during the Bud's, day. Bud's Creek 03, Mathis and Ferry beating Ricky Carmichael in Moto One. Never, never brings that up. What a <laughs> no, dick. Never. What a dick. Um, <laughs> I'll actually I'll, I'm seeing him first thing in the morning, so I'll well, pl- have to uh, yeah have to get into him about it. Please bring that up. I mean, uh, seven uh, eleven podiums in '03 uh, combined, uh, eleven podiums, seven podiums in twelve outdoor nationals. 
and just nothing. He just doesn't care. Well, a, lot of, a lot of thirds, though. A lot of thirds. <laughs> he was very consistent. Wasn't he he? Was. Really? it was. There was yeah. not a lot of moto. You know he won four? He won four or five AMA Nationals, and everyone was a 2-2 score. He never won a moto on the National. He won overall, but he did win motos, but he never won the overall. Yeah. Really weird. Anyways. <laughs> um, I'll bring it up to him, but I'm not bringing it up to him uh, after I finish. Hey, he won a championship so without winning a race. Yeah, he won and he won a title without winning a race. <laughs> so, um, hey, so you, uh, you're you definitely, if like you're putting on an audition a little bit, Hayden, here, where you're looking for a team to ride for, right? Like um, put, hoping to get in good results and hoping to pick up some sort of ride and, 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 and you know, be the next Aussie guy over here, right? That's that's the plan, so teams teams can can keep an eye on you? Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, I've, um, I've got some support now from, you know, um, a, a a small Honda truck called Storm Lake Honda, and they've uh, mm-hmm. they're fortunate enough to help me out with some bikes. But other than that, you know, mm-hmm. all my expenses uh, are paid for through um, through myself and my parents. Right. So I have a lot of support from my parents and my whole family back home. So without you know without them guys, you know, I honestly wouldn't be doing it. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely looking for something. So okay. I just need yeah. to keep keep progressing each round. You know, it's hard it's hard being. Uh, Obviously, being a privateer without having to dial your suspension in, you know, I'm I'm using the race weekends right now right. to uh, to test my suspension. So just keep improving, and if I can keep getting some good results and maybe mixing it up like I did on the weekend, you know, definitely for sure, it's uh, yeah. not out of the question. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the results. The, the Shane McElrath finished one ahead of you. He factory KTM bike. Jordan Smith finished two ahead of you. Geico factory Honda bike. Kyle Peters Honda help. Uh, on a on a team getting a salary right behind you, Alex Martin. Of course, he had some bad luck, but you know G- Yamaha support getting a salary, a small salary. Luke Renslin, same thing, getting a small salary on a, on a GYTR bike. Oldenburg, you know the, the next guy. You go down this list, the, the next guy that well, uh, Jace Owen and Jackson Richardson, which were four or five spots behind you. You know, so exactly. you're in the mix if you can keep those kind of position, those finishes up for sure. Yeah, well, and the, and the thing that I keep looking at is, you know, I was. At the start of the season, with with my first result, I was a bit disappointed with myself. But um, you know, I spoke to Timmy and everybody, and it is my first year, so it is, I'm learning a lot. You know, every round there's something, a lot like a big handful of stuff that mm-hmm. I can take away that are really positive. Um, and I just take it back during the week and try to knuckle down and and get that um, get that sorted. So when I get back out the next weekend, I can improve. Um, and as long as my results keep going forward and, you know, I keep keep getting more comfortable on the bike and mm-hmm. um, and you're just progressing, I think if I can do that instead of going backwards, then I think that will, will draw a lot of attention um, maybe towards a few people as well, you know, just just as long as I can keep progressing. You say you've, you've only had the 28 days on the bike this year. Uh, how long do you, do you think it will be until you are 100% uh, uh, coming to the races? Well, the thing with racing over here in the states is the uh, the race pace for the leaders are so intense and so fast, and and they don't just do it for one lap; they do it for you know, like I think on the weekend it was seventeen laps. So that's that's a long time to hold that pace. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was um, I was lucky enough in the Moto One; I got out ninth, and I was behind McElrath, um for for twenty minutes, and it was I was matching his laps pretty much every lap. So and then about you know ten minutes to go, I dropped off. So I think if I can just keep 
you know, each weekend maybe last an extra lap or two and, and slowly pick up that pace. I think mm-hmm. there's no really time set on on when I will be there because, honestly, I don't think you could ever be as fit as you ever want to be because there's always that next level that you can go to. So I just got to keep, you know, working away and, and getting my race speed a lot better and if I can just keep improving, um, yeah, I think that's that's the main goal, I think. Well, you just let's keep listening to Tim Ferry because he's a, he's an American hero. He's an American oh, hero. So American legend. Thank you. He is. Hey, uh, I know it's late where you are. Uh, I wanted to thank you for for coming on late. It was the first opening we had, and I apologize. I'm going to cut into your training. If you're tired tomorrow, tell Timmy why. And um, thanks for coming on, man. Good job at Mighty Creek, and uh, and, and thank you again, Hayden. We'll be following your progress. No, I appreciate you very much. It's uh, it was an honor to come on the show, and I. Uh, yeah, I look forward to um, talking to you guys later. Yeah, we have a lot of listeners in Australia, for real. So people are going to hear this. You're, you're native. Well, I know, uh, I know my brother's at work right now pouring some concrete, and I know, uh, I know my mom and dad are probably at work with all their employees sitting around the computer. So yeah. I mean, I could probably account for uh, <laughs> five or six. Probably, sweet. No, probably fifty of them oh, right f- now. Fantastic. I know I've got four other. I got three other brothers, and I know they're probably all tuned in. So, <laughs> oh, fantastic! Then, yeah, that's great. Aussies yeah, are I everywhere. just want to give it. Just want to give a quick shout out to them quickly before I go. Sure. And, uh, let, let them all know that I, I miss you, and I'll. Uh, I thank you guys for your support, and I'll uh, see you at the end of the year. Awesome, man! Thank you for coming on. Too easy, mate. Thank you very much. All right. Good one, Durant. See you later. Uh, Hayden Melross, Hot Cam's bringing you Hayden Melross. Uh, sounds like a nice guy. Good guy. Fifteen uh, fifteen at Muddy Creek. So, uh, good job by him. And uh, I mean, look, he's getting taught by Tim Ferry. I mean, love this guy. Right I mean, here. come on, DV. Has to be good, right? I mean, who would you want as a coach? Who, who would you rather have as a coach? You know, anyone other than Tim Ferry? No one. Thank you. All right. Welcome to the show, JT. Appreciate it. Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. How's things at Fly Racing? Fly gear, best out there, bro. Uh, Things are good. Just uh, ramping up. You know, everybody's trying to get ready for 16 gear, you know, Mm -hmm. every company right now. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that all you guys do that. I, I I don't. Seriously. New gear used to come out at the end of the year. The end of the Nationals was new gear. Then it became Red Bud. Now it's, but shoots can be Hangtown. A2, new gear. Well, I think we're going to be probably the latest. You, oh, really? Any better. Really? Yeah. There's still going to be other companies coming out before you. Yeah, well. Seriously. It's and even like we want to do it early. We're, you know, everybody just like I know, pushing it earlier and earlier. It's not like we want that. Same with new bikes. The problem is, the pro- Remember when new bikes came out? The problem is you're out? fighting for shelf space. I, well, but all you assholes need to get together and say, like, okay, we can't do it until August. Yeah, that's it, that's actually illegal. <laughs> like, even the new bikes. Remember when new bikes used to come out, like, in November, the September, October? Now they're out now. You know? I yeah, know. I mean, it's... I know. You know. Unfortunately, everybody's, you know... I know. First one, everybody thinks the first one the market's going to get the customer, no, which isn't always true. It's not true, but you, it is a good point. Absolutely. So... I just can't wait till Anaheim two comes out and we see the twenty seventeen stuff. That's gonna be great. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever foresee us going early because our our owner hates it. He he really likes being late, like mm-hmm. the, as late as possible. Right. So, what? Um, can, what do you? What do you, can you give us any any sneak peeks of the twenty sixteen stuff? Uh, like? Yeah, I think um, our guys are gonna go at one of the nationals, just like always. Okay. Uh, you know, like, but obviously we can't show it. Anytime before that, because you try to do a launch and try to get people excited. 
Right. Um, you, you know, the, the crazy thing about the gear industry is we're so far ahead. Yeah. You know, I'm, I have a, actually have a meeting tomorrow uh, to preview uh, or basically approve the 17 line. So it's it's just crazy yeah. how, because of, you know the PO you have to put your order in yeah, so yeah. early yeah. and get your samples back and then make sure they're right and it's just this oh, huge yeah. process. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Flyracing.com, uh, check them out. Hey, uh, Duran's in, in here. Duran from Finland. Remember the Aussie guy? He's yeah, here. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, he's, guy right here. he was in SoCal and he's now he's in Vegas. So <laughs> cool. We saw him in Finland and he's from Australia. Yeah, that uh, oh, scenic drive up the 15. I know. In a van that had no air conditioning or anything, he drove up. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? I uh, don't and, know. I was about three hours into it going, why am I doing and it? It's just for the show, right? You just came up for the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, pretty right. much. Right, yeah. Well. Jerk off. Hey, JT, you were not at Muddy Creek. You were at the lake, judging I'm by not. your Instagram photos. What's your biggest surprises from each class, uh, sitting back and looking at the results, watching it online? I don't even know if you watched it yet, but... Yeah, of course I did. I, there's no way I would not watch the race. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just because I wasn't there doesn't I mean I'm not just right. glued to everything that's going on. So, biggest surprises, um, what do you think? The 450 went first, so I'll start there. Uh, I was blown away at how good Jason Anderson was. Yeah. Uh, all, all day long. I mean, incredible, because he was coming off a performance where it wasn't hot, and he kind of faded pretty badly. Um. And then you turn around to, and I don't know exactly how humid it was, but I know it was mid-80s, and I'm sure it wasn't cool by any stretch of the imagination last weekend. Right. And he was on a mission all day. I mean, the guy was really impressive from afar, you know. I didn't get to see him every lap he did or anything like that like you did, but, man, I was just watching Mm -hmm. his lap times, and he was just blowing through the field. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really good ride. And so. I mean, I don't know what happened to Roxon. Roxon was catching him a couple seconds a lap, a second a lap. Roxon's coming, coming. We're all like, okay. Kenny's getting the second, then five minutes left, seven minutes left. Anderson just dropped him. Yeah, but even the second moto, too. Yeah. I mean, obviously the first moto was great, but the second moto, his charge yeah. through the pack was, was really strong. I mean, he was passing you know guys like Pike and, and mm-hmm. Barsha and all these guys um, like nothing, Yeah, honestly. It was kind of like nothing, so... Great, great job from him. I really didn't expect that because you don't really equate Muddy Creek with Jason Anderson. No, so, no. Um, great job. And then kind of on the other side of that coin, my biggest surprise was I I really expected Osborne to do better. Yeah, you know, he, was, he fell kind both of motos. A yeah. tale of two races for the same team. Mm-hmm. Uh, only Osborne's coming off a of second place overall, and it's such a great day. And he just, at his home track, he really just, you know, I, I think his starts weren't very good, but he wasn't all that, you know, his last times weren't that great and wasn't really able to move forward all that much. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard not being at the races to know what the real story is if people have problems or bike problems. No, he or, did. He fell both motos. I'm pretty sure he fell yeah. both motos. So he had to fight from the back, you know, both motos. Yeah, it was just, it was just surprising to see him go right. at 9-9 or whatever he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. just thought it would be better than that. Right, right. No, absolutely. Um, hey, let's do some X-Brown Goggle Taros. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggle is a choice of champions everywhere. Brock Tickle wears X-Brand. Nick Way wears X-Brand. Kyle Cunningham wears X-Brand. Kyle Chisholm wears X-Brand. Alex Martin wears them. Luke Renslin. Kelly Rusk. Jesse Wentland. Should I go on and on? Austin Pulitelli. 
X Brands, bro. DV's just looking at me, just disgusted. <laughs> XBrand.com, EKSBrand.com, use the code PulpMX15 uh, to save 30% at XBrand. And uh, you guys see our tear off uh, thing that came out? No. A little video? Ooh, I saw it. Only pull one tear off at a time. Little invention that XBrand came out. It's about time. Patent it. Stamp it. All right. These questions submitted by uh, Corey Moser Crazy for lady. DV, myself, and JT. And uh, 15 seconds, rapid fire, DV. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, JT first. Which rookie has been most impressive outdoors for you? Which rookie has been most impressive? Um, I would say Jordan Smith at Colorado was, was really good. He was impressive at uh, this weekend, too. He ripped through the pack in the second moto. Yeah, and his lap times in practice were great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's figuring it out, man, for sure. All right, Steve. Yep. Why didn't Cowie pick up a second rider for outdoors? They didn't uh, pick up a second rider last year either. Um, they used to pick up second riders all the time. Travis Preston, Nick Way, uh, uh, Fabian Iswar, and then they went from picking up riders all the time to not picking up riders. It's all a monster thing, right? I mean, if Monster says get someone, they get someone. If Monster says don't bother, don't bother. It costs money, too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was going to say. Who are you going to get to get results anyway? Well, when, when you ask the Cowie guys, they say, to, they say to you, okay, who would you pick up, Mathis? And I, and I think back, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, you can only the only guys that need that you could get are, you know, borderline main event guys. Now, there's Chiz. But I don't think Chiz would want to leave all of what he's got set up, you know? I don't know. So It's like another question. Do you think having Noren at Honda is a good fit? Is good for yeah, Honda? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. Right. They 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 go they've gone that route, yeah, with with replacing Trey a couple times now. So um Yep. So um all right, next question. All right, D V. You love anything Yamaha, obviously. <laughs> but I'm over this. <laughs> I'm already over the question. Okay. Which of your Yamahas was your least favorite? I like how he said your Yamahas. Right. That you created. Uh, I think uh, 03 was the F450. Did you – you rode one outdoors? Yeah. Did you start on a two-stroke like Chad or no? No, no. I started on a – You were a four-stroke? Yeah, but actually Chad it was in 04 they switched. No, 03. 03, he rode a two-stroke all yeah. summer? I thought he switched. He switched in 04. No, he switched in 03. Yeah, he switched 04. He switched no. 04 after Bud's Creek. No, he switched 03 after, he after switched, High Point. Uh, he switched in 04. 03. Pretty sure. I think it was 04. I think it was 03. <laughs> because Timmy beat him at High Point. They went 4 3 3 4. And the next week, we had a four-stroke built for Chad. Because he was pretty pissed about Timmy beating him. I only remember Reedy with the, the new style number, which came out in 04. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember him using the no, the, I, the, the lame 22 number on the 03. The seat graphics, the seat, seat graphics uh, that Yamaha used for 30 years. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's 03. I'm 95% sure. What so. about the other 5%? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, hey, you think that 03 bike was bad? That thing was 10 pounds lighter than the 02 bike. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, it was tough, you know. It yeah. was the suspension were not very good, and it was a heavy bike. Mm-hmm. But I remember we. Got I decided to 
to ride with it. But what year did Honda come out with their four-stroke JT? Or uh, the it was O2 was the first year anybody had one. Okay, yeah, we had a Honda. Butler brought over a Honda, and we looked at it compared to our bike, and we're like, "Oh shit, this thing's <laughs> yeah, lighter, I mean, narrower, like you know, just it was just it was such a better bike." Yeah, like, I think Voss. Rhino and Voss had them in 01, mm. I think. Yeah, no, Rhino yeah, had Yeah, Rhino. Yeah. No one, yeah, yeah, the factory one with number 120. Yeah, no one. I was supposed to work for yeah, him and he Voss killed himself. Yeah, like one race and hurt himself on it. <laughs> right. All right, next question. All right, JT. Do you think Barsha stays at JGR next year? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah that's a dumb question, Moses. Uh, Steve, if Grant doesn't resign to Team 2-2, who do you think Reed will hire? Dude, I don't think – I don't think – I listened to that interview Chad gave me at Lakewood. I hear rumblings. I would not be surprised to see Chad not have a team next year. I'm not saying I wouldn't stamp that, but I, I think – yeah, I don't know. What's what's going on with him right now? This is not good. Is the – I don't know. The uh, words of the team owner, I guess, you know? Yeah. More than a writer. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty much the same thing that's been going on with him outdoors the right. last two or three years. You know, he wouldn't even, like, he, I said, hey, dude, you rode well at Glen Helen, and he wouldn't even like, be like, yeah, he just thought that was garbage. And he went, like, 8.5 or whatever. He had goggle problems in one moto or 5.8 or something. Like, or 8. Like, yeah, he was good at Glen Helen. He was fine. Like, whatever. He had goggle issues, and he probably would have had a four six or something at Glen Helen, 4.5. Um, but it's it's not, uh, do, we, do we, JT, do you know why he DNF'd that second moto? Uh... I don't know. I think I he. Like, I feel like he just didn't want to be out there. I really feel like he just rode off. There was there yeah, was. I, I, was do. I don't. I don't know that for a fact, but that's no. what I think. I was watching him, and he was battling with dudes that he probably doesn't even know who they are, and then he just disappeared. So, and this camera thing is bumming him out, and like, yeah, man, I, I hate to see that. I hate to see a guy, you know, do that. So, especially like a guy as great as Chad Reed. All right, next question. All right, DV. In your personal and professional opinion, should Way retire or race one more season? Uh, it all depends, you know, if he has the funding to do another season. I think if it doesn't cost him any money and he's having fun, he should go ahead and do it. Would I do it if I was him? Maybe not. But, you know, that's pretty much his deal, right? Mm-hmm. 15 seconds. I like that. You were exactly 15 seconds. All right. Good uh, job. JT. How important is the X Games to fly? Uh, it's important. It just depends on the event. I mean, it's important, but I don't. I don't think X Games are carried the weight they used to. Yeah, you think? Yeah. God, were you into it? Did you watch it, DV? Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched the the quarter pipe because it was that French dude that one. <laughs> okay, I wanted to see what he does, and then I. I just before it was like the best whip, so I watched that. Yeah, Page, Page won it, right? Pages? Pages? Pages. Is that the dude that KO'd himself at Bercy? Uh, no, that's his brother that uh, was in the is coma he okay? for a while. Yeah, I think he's fine now. Is, he back, is he back riding or no? Uh, yeah, I'm sure he rides. I don't think he does like crazy stuff. That was scary. Yeah. Yeah. That was his brother. Okay, yeah. All right, Steve. Yep. If Caroli raced the complete U.S. National Series, where do you think he would finish? Uh, Third. DV, where would Caroli finish? At least for third. Okay. All right, DV, final question. What is the creepiest interaction you've had with a fan? Uh, 
One day, one day in Millville, somebody wanted underwear. <laughs> a girl or a dude? No, a dude. A dude. I swear. Who you wanted your underwear? Hey, do not ask for a jersey. Say, oh, can I have your underwear? <laughs> like, uh. See, those are questions I'm not asking to sure. writers' wives. You can. Yeah. You gave him some? I actually don't remember. JT, what about you? Creepiest interaction with a fan? Moser. <laughs> well, well played. Actually, one, it was another story. That's actually pretty creepy. There was a chick in Anaheim one year. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be with me, and Erica was next to me. We were signing autograph. Yeah. And she said, in front of Erica, says, oh, she's not good enough for you. Just take me instead or whatever. <laughs> Let's go in the truck. And actually, Erica can tell you the story maybe better. She might remember her even better than me. But that was the craziest Are you sure thing. she wasn't talking to McGrath? It was you? Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, this girl's not good enough. Just beat it. Yeah, she said that. And Erica was standing next to me. Wow. That's and I'm bold. Like, was yeah. it Pookie? So when you came out of the truck, was Erica still mad or what? <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. I was Lame. Like, yeah. Can you imagine McGrath though in his in like the the height of McGrath? God, those are the what fun the, the fun days, dude. He could have just been like he could have been like just a rock star picking out girls from the autograph session. Just that one and that one and that one. No, yeah, but some do it. No. Ten years ago, I have no people that have done that. So. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what went on back then. Yeah. All right. We I, don't know all the stories about the '90s, but I'm sure there was a good ones. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Next. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. All right. X brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere, bro. Wear X brand, and then you win. That's what happens. Mm. Soft titanium grips. X brand goggles, choice of champions everywhere. All right, let's do the BTOSports.com. Gabby Gibbs. BTOSports.com. Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs. This is BTOSports.com. Use the code PulpMX when you're checking out to save yourself money. Terrific guys. Brand new website. Probably not brand new anymore. BTOSports.com. Team of Andrew Short, Justin Brayton. And they got OEM parts. They got anything you need. They'll ship international. They'll do anything. BTOSports.com. Get them. Do it. Do it. Um, Love this guy right here. These questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter, and uh, Devin Gibbs goes through, picks the best ones for DV, JT, and myself. And uh, uh, Duran, you can uh, jump in if you want to, too, also. So, all right. All right. Uh, this first question is from Ryan. He wants to know, it's for everybody. In your opinion, what is the best track slash facility of the outdoor circuit? Track slash facility. Of the outdoor circuit. Maybe all time. You can... Gatorsburg. Okay, not Unadilla. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not Binghamton. Not Binghamton. Um, not Millville. Millville track is epic, but just the facility and the drive and, you know, the pits aren't. I no fun service. Yeah. Um, I feel like you got to separate the two, like track and the facility. Yeah. Um, I, feel like, I feel like Lakewood is awesome. Like, the pits are really good. Yeah. It's kind of, like, super convenient. It's right in the city. Mm-hmm. I just like everything about it, but I didn't like the track at all. So, right, it would be a runaway victory, I think, other than the track. What about what about Steel City? Pits were nice, uh, close to town. No, no. okay. Track wasn't very good. J and B loved it. J and B said that was his favorite track. I used to like it. Um, I like Butch Creek. Butch Creek's my favorite track. Yeah, well, that's because you got a fifth overall, bro. 
No, I, it was just my favorite. It was probably my favorite before then. It's a pain to go back to Washington to get a, a red eye or whatever when <laughs> I fly at night. I think Lakewood is so convenient. Um, Washougal? Track not very good, right? No. I think Butts Creed, Red Bud, uh, Melville, those are good tracks to ride on, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like Hangtown myself. So we, we've we've covered 12 tracks here. 12, Pretty much. 12 actually, Hangtown is good. Hangtown? Yeah. Track's decent. Not too many people like it, but yeah. I liked it. Okay. So close Sacramento. You're in Ontario. Yeah. In California at, okay. 9, at 9 p.m. DV's basing yes. everything on that flight out of the track. Yeah, that's you know that's a that's a big uh, criteria for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DV was always good there too. He got second there like ten times. I feel like. <laughs> I think yeah, th- I think three times. Really? O two, o four, o five. Yeah, I think three times, and I, I won my first national there. Hmm. Okay. All well, right. so I guess we have no answer. A lot of there's a lot of them. Yeah. Just go yeah. to anyone. Let's put it that way. If we didn't have to do the, the Nationals, the, the nobody two, would do it. The two racers, uh, J- he says the track that he did great at, and JT says the track he did great at. That's 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 where these guys are at. That's probably why you do great there, though, because you like it. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Uh, this next one is from Chef Joe. He has a question for you, Steve, and for DV. Uh-huh. For Steve, you, uh, being the four-time Manitoba champion that you are. That's me, yeah. Uh, having so much success, do you ever desire to ride? Not up here. I did have a bike... When I first moved here, and the track sucked balls, mm-hmm. um, there was Boulder City, which wasn't bad. That was good. When it was prep good, it was pretty decent, and it was at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but um, I'd rather uh, punch myself in the balls than drive out to Star uh, Sandy Valley yes. and ride for a minute on a supercross track. Pretty much, yeah. An hour and a half each way. Mm-hmm. So it sucks balls up here. It does. To ride. It's if I had, struggle. If I lived in SoCal, I might get a bike and ride it because Paris is good. Glen mm-hmm. Helen's fine. But so yeah. if you had the option of a good track... You would well, want to ride. I mean, it just you drive an hour and a half to go to Sandy Valley each and way, sucks. and and it sucks, and you're just like, what am I doing here? And it's hot as balls, yeah. and yeah. No, All right. And uh, the question for DV was, how difficult was it to go back to Daytona the following year and race after injuring your back there? Uh, not bad. I actually enjoyed Daytona, so it was you know, injuries are part of the game. If you if you get out of the track, and then the following years, like you're like, oh, I got hurt here. At, you know, I don't want to go. Or, you know, it's. I don't think it's it's the way to see it. I think you have to be positive about it. Look at uh, Doug Henry and Burt's Creek. Yeah. Broke his back, broke his wrist. Then won. And then won. Did he win yeah. there? I think he won there. Yeah. Yeah. He won the year he, he was champ, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what about you, JT? Any reservations about getting onto uh, tracks that you ate shit up before? Not really, no. I mean, it's you. Everyone that races, especially at this level, knows what they're signing up for. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. All right, this next one is from Brett. He wants to know if the rumors are true about ET going to Cowie. Yep, I think they are. Okay, does his mechanic Kranz follow him? Good question. And his his following, he says, with him out, what does Kranz do? During his off time, um, you don't do much. We're going to shop, work on practice bikes, uh, testing. You know, there's things to do. Always things to do on a team. Um, I know they, they Tomax like them. You know, I would think they would try to bring them. A guy like Eli Tomax got enough clout to to insist that. But Cowie guys are they're tied with their two. It's tough. Yeah, tight group over there. They're employees. You know, at Cowie, they're not contractors. They're employees. So um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a good, great question. 
All right. Uh, Skylar Bassett wants to know, JT, as a fan, was James Stewart's uh, 2012 Lakewood crash more deflating than Tomax? Uh, no. Tomax was way worse. Tomax was well, so dominant. He's saying deflating. I don't know if you're talking about the you, if JT, if you were talking about the crash itself. No, I'm talking about what it meant for okay. like Tomac right. season and right, right. all that. Yeah, I mean, Tomac was killing everyone. I mean, it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Stewart was winning, but Dungey was kind of all over him. I yeah, especially or maybe he'd be especially the week before in uh, in Texas, they, they had a good battle. Oh for yeah, two models. Yeah. yeah, no, Dungey. I just was... think Tomac was running away with his championship. Like it wasn't even. I, I really feel like it wasn't even a question of whether he was going to win a title if he stayed healthy. Right. Where Stewart was like, eh, he's winning, but Dungey's right there. Like, yep. every single moto, he's there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Nate wants to know, if you guys could pick your own motocross of the nation's team from any rider from any decade, who would you be your dream team? Hashtag America, hashtag Canada, hashtag Carmichael France. has to be the first pick. Uh... Stu Carmichael with RV on the small bike. No? DV hates, uh, DV, yeah, DV, DV hates this question. Dream team for Morocco's direction? Yeah. He's going to say the year he won. 2000. What? Uh, it was 2001? Sorry. Uh, when America didn't go. Just for the record. You won the American dream team? I don't know, DV. It has to be Aussie, Stewie, and Vito Puro, right? Okay. Well, RJ. Osho, whatever. Did anyone never lose? I feel like RJ had some pretty strong runs there. No, RJ, RJ uh, never lost. Never lost. Wardy went seven and zero. So, yeah, but it was different era. They were yeah, yeah but just saying. very dominant. Yep. Back then, but yeah, I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, you can put a Lachine in there too. Big bike. Lachine was good at this nation's eighty-eight France. He won both motos on a five hundred. Killed everybody. Destroyed um, everywhere. Yep, and he uh, he also won in. I think he won one moto in Germany in '85, and then he lost the other moto. But I don't want. I think I would take Ricky, Ricky, and then uh, RV on the little bike. Like these are all in their prime, like when they're at their best. Uh, Ricky, RV, and maybe RJ. Stu on a 125. I just feel like Stu was just scary. Like yes. like yeah, for a race like that, yeah, you're right. Well, that's why that's why Roger really is. wasn't a fan ever, and probably never will pick him. You know, so okay. What about Magu too? Magu killed it. Hmm. Magu Shender. Yeah, I never really got to watch him ride. I don't. I don't. Yeah, every every time I, he was on the team, he killed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Patrick wants to know if DV had a, was the French selector for the MX Nations team. Who does he pick in for 2015? Um. That's a tough question. I'll take Marvin or MX2. You got to pick Paul in, right? You got to after his after his last year. Yeah, you get, you almost have to. Right. And I mean, uh, even though he's not doing great this year, he destroyed everybody last year. Yeah, but and, he's uh, good, he's good at that track though. And uh, Romain Fabre. Aha, uh-huh, Fabre, dude, he's on fire. Fabre, yeah. Did you think you'd be the? But good? you can you can also put uh, you know, you can depending on Gauthier's form or whatever. Yeah, you can also put um. No, Marvin on a big no. bike, and then a Tixi on the one. No, on no, the, you so. have to put unless Paulin has a broken leg, he has to go. He always uh, even up. even with his results today, is an automatic end. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he, and then Marvin, I don't know if they're going to pick him because they don't like to bring Americans um, uh, mm-hmm. guys that race here. 
But, uh, and then uh, Favre. Speaking of French guys, Porcells, what's your thoughts on Porcells so far? I thought he was doing decent. I don't know what happened this weekend. He really fell in the first turn in the first moto. In the second moto, he just never really went forward. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I think he had a few good motos, you know, mm-hmm. top five the first race. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've said it over and over. He needs to work on his fitness. When he, he will have the fitness of Dungey, then he's going to be up there. Right. All right. He was top three lap time this weekend. The speed is there. Mm-hmm. You know, he was third right. in practice. So the speed is there. It's just the fitness is right. not there. But he's never he's never going to train like Dungey. There's no way. He won't do it. Yeah. So that's, you know, talking about it, it's pretty much <laughs> there's no debate Just about knocking it. your head against the wall. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, there's a couple of Chad Reed questions in front of me. Okay, well, JT's our Chad Reed expert. Perfect. So, uh, insider. Insider, uh, yeah. JR wants to know, Chad Reed, uh, so I'm guessing he threw in the towel last weekend. Any updates on what happened and why he was 20-plus? Uh, the other guy wants to know, is there any rumor on Chad signing uh, to another color next year? And a uh, question about discount tire. Um, well, we covered the Reed thing a little bit about yeah. what happened. We don't really know. Um, there are rumors about Chad switching colors, for sure. You uh, say he's not even going to have a team. I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be. I'm not stamping it, but I would not be surprised if Chad folded his team hmm. the way he's talking. Hmm. So I think there's a chance of that. Yeah. Um, I think it costs a lot. I think of discount money. tire can, discount tire continues with him either way. Yeah, just as pers- personal you know, yeah. personal deal or something. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> How much does that cost? What? How much does he uh, get in sponsorship money? And how much the program costs? It has to cost a ton of money. Oh God! Yeah, yeah that's that's the problem. I think he. I think it costs three, three million bucks at least. I mean, look, God yeah. bless him for bringing all those people on his staff. But you could do it with a lot cheaper way. But he's just not into it. He's just not going to do well, it. All the I know the number. Guys. I know the number he spends, and it's a big number. Mm. And I think that weighs on him a lot. Right, right. And also, honestly, hold on, Adrian. Um, the discount tire can't be that big of a sponsor. They are big. I'm sure they're paying a lot of money. He still has Team 2-2 on his shrouds. Shroud, yeah, that's what... Like, yeah. that spot is open. He because I, I'm sure he, he, he used his own money yeah. to, to fund all of it. Right, but he would sell that spot if he could to someone bigger than Discount Tire, but he hasn't been able to. So, But how much does he make a year? At the end of the, I, at I the, end of the year, when you say, hey, how much did that make? Someone told me the, the answer is not as much as he could if he wrote for someone else. <laughs> someone, yeah, that's what I'm. Someone uh, told me that everything's clear and he makes his gear money, and I don't know if that's true. Who knows? What's the gear money? If it's half a million, that's maybe the most. Right. Well, in purse or whatever, but yeah, yeah. That's not the amount it costs and the amount you make. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You can't really justify. Right. You know, Duran. Uh yeah, but you say. Uh, if he doesn't run his team, uh, where does he go? Is, yeah. there any, is there any spots available? Um, he can go like next to a pool and <laughs> show a beer, his kids, and, and chill. Right. You know, obviously less headache and that's it. Just right. invest his money and just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I think he would have a pretty easy time finding a job. It just wouldn't be, he wouldn't be the number one. On the team, I don't think, but he could he could easily find a job on a factory team. Look, the guy won a race last year, and yeah, he, and yeah, he was in position so he to just win. Got too much, 
He's got too much talent, Supercross. And you guys would somebody would hire him in a heartbeat. And he's the most popular rider in the pits. That all counts, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, you know. So someone would hire him, but I'm with you, Duran. I don't know who. Like, would you put I mean, him there? Would you put if, him alongside? If you want to go to, I would say, pretty much any of the teams they would take him. It just would be who had budget. Why would why would they not take him? Other than maybe he, maybe he's difficult to work with because he's you know he's picky and he's stubborn and all that you know. This, he's just Chad. But you when you look at the, who the teams have, you know I guess Cowie. You know Cowie's gonna need a second guy if they don't resign Will. But you know, look, not, JT, I mean, if if Chad makes only a couple hundred thousand dollars from a team, right. plus, which for him is nothing. Plus gear money. Yeah. Plus he keeps all his gear money. He gets his expenses paid. He makes more money than a million oh, dollars. Sure. Yeah. He makes Absolutely. more money Plus than he, having his team. Well, JT said that What's earlier. What's a discount yeah. tire deal? Yeah. Would, I guarantee you a discount tire would do a deal that would be worth de decent money. Right. Guaranteed. I just know the relationship he has with those guys, and they would pay yeah. him well. So now you're talking about So why do you have headaches having 20 people to deal with and then right. a team? And, and, yeah. I think he's realizing what you're saying. <laughs> he's coming to that point. Hey, Fly Racing Light Hydrogen Gear, by the way. We're going to give away some light. Uh, a set of fly racing light hydrogen gear. All you got to do is email contest at pulpamexshow.com. Uh, thanks to Max there, Fly Racing, for making this happen. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. We're giving away a set of light hydrogen gear. Probably have JT draw. No, we can't make JT draw a random email because he'll say 66 all the time. So we'll do. We'll figure something out. We'll random email and we'll give somebody away. All right, next question. All right, uh, Blaine wants to know, DV, AC talked about going back to a setup at Hangtown. How different are the two setups, and would you agree between motos? Yeah, uh, I don't know. If I'll just fill you in here. Um, AC said to the team, I know we're at Muddy Creek. I want exactly what I ran at Hangtown when he qualified fastest led laps. And my point to him was like, oh, okay, California setup, you know what I mean, or whatever. You've been testing the Glen Helen. And yeah, but if you look at the track, you know, mm -hmm. Hangtown, it's kind of bumpy, a little yeah. bumpy like Muddy Creek. It's rutted. Mm -hmm. Whatever works in Hangtown should work in Muddy Creek. Well, yeah, he rode right. pretty well. There's so. jumps, there's right. big jumps, there's, you know, high speed stuff like uh, Hangtown. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad, you know, it's not a bad deal to go backwards to a setup where you did you're, good. You're you know yeah. that's that's working. So if you lost yourself, you have a base. Oh, go back to this, and then I focus on riding. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually a good strategy if you don't really know what yeah. to do. J Bone wasn't really getting what you were saying earlier, like like about like Barsha or whatever. Like he kind of was like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, you know, like what you because you know why he didn't get it because to these teams, that's crazy talk what you said because they all all of these teams, in my opinion, roll over for these riders. The tail wags the dog on all these teams with guys like Barsha, Chad, Tomac, whatever. The tail wags the dogs. When you were saying that to him, that you may as well have been speaking Russian. <laughs> yeah, but at one point, how can you not tell Bosch you need to change your riding style? Yeah, but dude, because no, the but, bike will never work good the will, way you ride it. They will. That's like speaking Russian to them, because what they'll what they'll do is they'll just keep testing and testing and testing and testing, um, because that's what they're programmed to do. Yeah, but that's why you didn't make it as a team manager because you would say that to him. Then the rider would call his mom, agent, whatever. And they, you'd be they, in trouble. They, yeah, they, they've done that, but I don't give a shit. No, I know, but you know what but I yeah. The thing is, you know, you cannot do. Yeah, I'm with you. Stuff like I'm with you. I gave you. but It's like, you know, here's right. a Tommy Hahn story. We got to uh, Lakewood, 
in 2011 and you always wanted to ride that 120 tire mm-hmm. you know the 762 yeah open pattern and 120 on the rear and we go to altitude and you're looking for power right you know and in, and ruddy it's ruddy yeah in 2012 the truck was kind of soft and then taking a lot of power so i get to the truck and in the morning i said put a mx51 i don't talk to to tommy and i said um i did this efi thing mm-hmm. just to you have to lean it out obviously in altitude and then uh and i tell his mechanic i'm like we're putting on a rear a 110 mm-hmm. mx51 which is a medium uh medium tire yeah intermediate yeah and it would take less power away from the bike you know in the soft mm-hmm. than a 120 with open pattern and the bike would be uh, easier to handle mm-hmm. like ruts and, right. and stuff like this and then he got to the truck in the morning and he freaked out there's no way i'm running with this there's no way uh i want the other tire no way. i'm like tommy just relax it doesn't sound like tommy Han that i know i'm like relax we're gonna do this you know you're going to be open-minded today. We're going to try this. You're going to try it out. Mm-hmm. And we changed uh, the week before we went to Compage. It was, it's kind of altitude. But yeah, not really, but yeah, a little bit. Yep. A little higher. Mm-hmm. And then we, we did some uh, uh, EFI testing and stuff. And uh, so we lit it out. And I'm like, just ride it, please. I'm telling you one thing. Just ride it like this. Mm-hmm. And he had the best uh, race of, his, of the season. He got a top five in second moto. Yeah. Rode great. Starts were good. Um, first moto, he started almost all shorted without bike. Right. And he lost the front in the sand on the first turn. Mm-hmm. Second moto, he came back maybe ninth or something. And then second moto, he got fifth. Mm-hmm. And it was good. You know, you have to, you know, right. sometimes tell them, you know. Yeah, I know. But, they, but you have to fight for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Be- because you cannot let them, like, fail you know because you know that's not gonna work right even if they like the way it is they need to be open-minded to something different that would give him an edge you know yeah somehow. jt jt uh, we had j-bone on and dv was saying like you know you ever talk to barsha about his riding style like hey dude you gotta mm-hmm. shift you know what i mean you gotta we've, we've done all we can do we gotta you gotta work on your riding technique and j-bone was like yeah <laughs> yeah, because I was telling him, he can test all day. If he keeps running in second and wide open in in the right. in the rough straightaways, the suspension will never work. And I and I said it's like talking Russian though. These teams can't do that to riders like that. Never mind Barsha or anybody. You know what I mean? Like, but it seems like the way he was talking is like um, those teams are more like um, making the sponsors happy than actually. Uh, well, getting the best because, from the rider. Because what's happening is these riders are coming into the teams with their groups, their man friends, their riding coach, their trainer. They have their group that, that's gotten to the certain level, and they're bringing their group into your group. So they don't want to listen to the team because they have their group. This is on the higher end of riders. And so the teams are like, huh, well, I don't know. You know what I mean? And so the rider kind of just the t- the tail wags the dog. That's an American saying, by the way. America, these colors don't run. And um, I think the teams just go, oh, "Fuck it." They have their trainer, their riding coach, whatever, and we'll just you know we'll do our job. They need to get more involved, like you said. But it is 
it's like talking two different languages. Do you agree, JT? It is. I think uh, most team managers are scared, you know, especially with the number one guy on the team because yeah. they need that guy. The, the team needs that rider. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to piss them off. They don't want to, you know, ruin the relationship. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's leaving. He's out. You know, it, <laughs> right. So it's unfortunate. That's how it works. But I think it's like that in every sport, you know. I yeah. Think, yeah, maybe. You know, that coaches are scared of the star player on their team because they're more powerful than the coach. Unless you're Bill Belichick. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. No, coaches no. won't go go talk. You know, like no. there's no way the coach of the Broncos is going to go yell at Peyton Manning. Yeah, no, right? no. Yeah, no, you're absolutely yeah. right. I, I mean, I saw Jimmy Perry at Yamaha. I mean, Chad would be like, hey, I'm not going to ride today. Okay, all right, cool. Chad would call up at 9. Hey, I want to ride today. And like full fire alarm, five alarm fire, you know, for all of us. Because Chad decided to ride today. And yeah. Jimmy should have said a few times, Chad, nope. You know what I mean? We're not. We're, you're not going to ride today. We're, we, we, all of us in the shop have these things scheduled. But oh no, oh no! One somebody, one of us is going to the test track. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Uh, remember when RG3 was getting into it really bad with Shanahan? Yeah. Right. And RG3 was basically like, uh, "Yeah, you go talk to Dan Snyder. See who's back he has." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You know what I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah. So DV. I mean, I, I like your points. I, I agree with them, but that's not going to happen. But I think the 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 state of mind of like when you listen to J Bone, it seems like you know those team wants to make the sponsors happy. Mm-hmm. That's the number one priority. And then, well, to be fair, I was asking about the sponsors. I was yeah, asking him, but yeah. yeah, but rather than you know finding mm-hmm. solutions to to make the the riders perform better, you know, that's kind of yeah. like why I'm at right. Um, any other questions? Yeah, we got a couple more. Okay. Uh, this actually went Duran. Why not? Yeah, no, you can do yeah, it. He's exactly. there, bro. Yeah. Because I don't need to ask you this question or JT question. This question, I know the answer. What's your favorite top three moto movies? We got that in today from Nate. Oh, that's a tough one. Like that's I, easy, as in like moto movies, like Great or... Outdoors. When I was in it, that's mine. Favorite. Is it like like Tariff, like Still Roots, or like Motocrossed? Or DV was in first Terra Firma or second? No, no, seventh. Second? Seventh. The seventh one you were in? Was that the one with Ricky on the on the cover with the on the Kelly? The Dunes was uh, the seventh one? No, I rode in a quarry in, in uh I won Where uh, were you in the Dunes then? No, the Dunes I never did a video in the Dunes. Huh. It was just for a Just a shoot. Fox ad? You gotta say Terra Firma too. That's the best video okay. ever. I, I but are we talking motocross the movie? No, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I wasn't going to say anything. Although Supercross the movie, I was in that too, beginning opening credits. So Yes, you were. That was good. But yeah, uh, yeah, I guess anything that is, what's his name? Troy Adamatis? Adamatis. Yeah. 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 Anything he does is pretty pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I would love to say, uh, what's that one you always talk about? Um, Winners Take All? Yeah, I've never <laughs> that, seen it. That's J- JT is now going to hang up. Because uh, <laughs> that's why I didn't ask JT that question because he would have said winners take all, winners take right. all, and winners take did all. Did you ever read the column on Pulp where Anthony Knapp had all those questions about winners take all and JT? Uh, yeah, I did. And so I always after that I was like, yeah, I better watch it, but I just never got around to it. I'm you, sure it's, it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. It's on YouTube. Check it out. You travel a lot, so yeah, you got you got to watch. Terra Firma two, okay. Krusty one, yeah, and the uh, the first couple of great outdoors. Krusty one was. Pretty much mind blowing. 
Yeah. I think the, both the first two Terraformers were the best. And the early Great Outdoors. Dude, yeah. Devilman and Seth in the Dunes and Krusty. Devilman, Devil. White Zombie. I mean, you'd, you'd watch that 40 times. You're like, look at this idiot. Look at this guy. <laughs> and they always seem to have good, like, rock music or mm-hmm. punk or something. Punk rock. What about Motor Triple X videos? Motor Triple X video was good. I actually went to the a... The Terraformer stuff with, like, the ballads with, like, MC riding and, I mean, they were... What about... Incredible. What like, a, Ezra and Ricky riding at Ezra's house. What about Steel Roots where MC jumps up on the cliff and just keeps wheeling? Yeah. On oh, the Suzuki. Awesome. Was it Steel Roots 2 where they I, had... I don't really like Steel Roots myself, but oh well. I like Fly, too. Fly. Hmm. I do, too. I don't know if I ever saw that one. That's Fox, right? <laughs> yeah, Bracho got, got a, a tire iron in his in face. face. You know, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So like the tracks one, it seems like we're all over the map. Yeah, Nobody yeah, really no, has for yeah, sure, for sure. any, solid, uh, any solid things. One of my favorite scenes of all time is, I think, Steel Roots 2, where McGrath's doing that long wheelie down the train tracks to one-track mine, Hell of Fun Crew. Like, that scene, he held that wheelie for so long. I, that blew my mind as a kid. Watson naked on a quad? That blew my mind. That was uh, strong. That's when I was, like, 13, 14. <laughs> strong. <laughs> um, chicken. Chicken riding Purple Rain. Riding off yeah. a cliff. Good. That's, that's uh, Krusty. Triple, that's Triple X. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I think that's Krusty the one. Mm, I don't know. Watson will probably call in and tell us. All right, next question. All right. Uh, Sean Laser250F wants to know. He says Gibbs, but I can't really answer the last part. He says, who has been the best slash worst co-host the show has had? No, I, you should answer that. But I can't think of a worst. Yeah, you Paul probably... Lindsay is the best. Who? <laughs> who? Paul Lindsay. Paul Lindsay. Uh, um. I, I, you know what? Kyle Partridge was here one time, and that sucked. Yeah, he was at his phone and just typing and on his phone, and I'm not, I'm trying to talk to him. He's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm." Wasn't he's, he like not a fan of one of the interviews you had, and he just pretty much just sat silently? I don't know. I don't remember that, but maybe, maybe. I, I mean, I like Kyle. I don't know him that well, but he came over and he couldn't. Like he, he said, "Hey, let me come over," and then I'm like, "Cool," and then he couldn't like be any more um, not interested. Um, yeah, not like, I'm like, dude, you asked to come over kind of like, you know, and then he was just sat there. So he, he wasn't very good. Mm. Um, I mean, I think I I was trying to think of like, I wanted to say Mike Mason, but I don't have anything against or for him. Like, I don't remember Mike Mason being great, but I don't remember him being awesome. There have been much worse than Mike Mason. Yeah. Yeah. I I had no problem with Mason. I thought Mason was cool. I mean, Mason didn't know the sport, but he didn't act like he did. He was cool about it. You know what I mean? Like he didn't know. Sorry, he didn't know it as well as like DV or somebody. I think I think Ping is awesome, but that's just because he never shows up, and it's like kind of majestic when Ping Coach shows up. Ping's coming. Says he's coming up. You've been saying he's coming forever. He he says he tells me. I think I've seen Ping maybe twice. Best co-host DV uh, yelling at Ronnie Stewart was pretty good. That was good. DV yelling at what is what is Ronnie Stewart doing? He's not doing very well right now. I uh, DV yelling at Adam Cincerillo. That he was good. Eat, sleep, mo- eat, moto, sleep, moto, fuck, moto. Um, He's like, you're a kid. How much could you know? Yeah. Sitting right next right. to him. Watson had some. <laughs> Watson had some terrific highs and where he was where lows. he was on fire. And then he Watson had some, is pretty good. And then he had some times where he did not <laughs> want to be here. He might be my favorite <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Yeah, no. There for were sure. other times though when Watson came in where he did not want to be here and he was terrible. He would just yell at me, get mad, just whatever. I just so. remember coming in for my like tryout to be this co- to be the producer and Watson hearing that Watson was coming in and just being like, "Oh fuck, this could go either way." Hey, I might go with the uh, in France to 
his nations with the Watson. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna help. You're gonna help Kenny out. You're gonna be there. Yeah, there. Kyle Benley, I saw him the other day, and um, he he talked to me about it again. Mm-hmm. Like they want me to come and just kind of just kind of like, hey, we're gonna practice track here. We're gonna eat here. We're gonna go there. Like, yeah, like find a track to ride on, on right. uh, maybe Thursday or, or Wednesday, right. and then just fly with them and just maybe. Can't wait to see you in the German team shirt. Drive the. Mm-hmm. Drive the minivan or what, drive them around or whatever. <laughs> That'll be fun. All right. Uh, last couple questions. Roman Helmet wants to know is uh, Roman Helmet. That's what it says. Or I can go by his uh, uh, EBR four hundred. I don't think Roman Helmet. Roman Helmet's got to be a code name. For right. Something. Yeah. Something. <laughs> Uh, it says, I'm not a part of the AC bandwagon, nice kid, but is there a bit of overhype not impressing me in the outdoors? Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And um, then Kyle, Kyle wants to know, for everybody, is there an MX rider you guys like to see to do the best whip contest for the X Games? Josh Grant could do a good whip. Yeah. He did it. He did it. He did it? Yeah, on a two-stroke. Yeah, he did it when I was in L.A. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like now, like, like the other day. Um, yeah. Yeah, Grant's pretty good. Uh, hey, dude, if there's McNeil in the best whip, you don't did he need. Win? Did he win? You don't need anybody else. Did he yeah, win? Because I saw yeah. the sixty percent of the vote. He was yeah. good. Well, yeah, but what about Twitch and his nation of army? Is, is Twitch army? So you don't no, even get a podium. Okay, good. you don't get a medal. But McNeil, they, even, they missed practice. They did. Yeah, he and Hanson both missed practice. <laughs> what happened? Do you need a lot of practice to do a ramp? They missed practice. <laughs> <laughs> JT's just like they miss practice. Uh, yeah, you fill, fill in the blank, whatever you want there. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you really could anything could go. Anything really could go. They yeah. I can't argue anything you say. They they uh, they got abducted by a robot. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> whatever. They joined uh, ISIS. Yeah. I, anything. I'll be like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it happened. <laughs> uh, okay. The AC, other question about AC. AC uh, no, AC's d- I don't. Think there's hype for AC anymore? Like he's just working his way back. I don't feel like, and he's doing okay. I don't think he's he's not killing it. He's not struggling. I think there there was more hype around him when he his rookie year. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And if then, you if you have a problem with how AC does things, I think it, that's more about you because he he does things right most of the time. Yeah, he's a cool kid, clean cut, you know, yeah. fun. He's he's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think he's doing fine. He's can he do better? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. If you don't win, you can do better. Right. You know, Roxy can do better. Denji can do better. Yeah. Uh, you know? uh-huh. All right, let's take our second commercial. That's it, right? BTOsports.com, Gabba yep. Gibbs. That has been the Gabba Gibbs segment. Gabba Gibbs. Use code PulpMX. Save yourself money. Huh? Best whip contest. I mean, we already saw James Stewart. He lost, though. But, yeah. Oh. Okay. Hasn't been a better, better whip since. Maybe Hanson two years ago. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. I got a question. Fuck, yeah. Yep. Gabby How's you going to do with the last two or three races? He's not doing them. He's not going to race? No. Who? Stu. He's not doing the last two. He's not coming out to do the last two. He Why said not? He, he said he wasn't. I guess people could change their minds, but... That'd be cool. I mean, right? I mean, I think he would get third, right? What, what's the last two races? Utah? Utah and Indiana. Indiana and Utah, yeah. Yeah. He'd be bitching. Utah is a track for him, though. Like a Camaro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he does it. Maybe, though. Uh, JT, um, you want to come back on, or what's your deal? It's 10-17 there, so it's up to you, bro. Yeah, whatever. All right. You guys going to do anything fun, or? Yeah, we got we got more coming up. TV going to yell at anybody? Uh, he's been mild tonight. He's been mild-mannered tonight. He hasn't been angry at all. Been waiting. What the hell happened? We can talk about San Fran and see what, how that goes. DV, are you going to play poker while you're out there, or what? 
Yeah, I played. Um, I'm done 600 already in in three hours. So <laughs> I'm gonna go play tonight. Duran, that's uh, you, that's retired. Where you play right it, are you? Yeah. Uh, actually, I played. I played Hollywood, and I'm gonna go to Venetian tonight. Because the cards will be so much better there. No, because my body oh, okay. is over there. All right. World, All right. Uh, World of uh, World Series of Poker champion, my buddy. Really? French dude, yeah. He won, he won the mil- – how much is it? No, he won a, a tournament in 2011. Paul Lim in Omaha. Oh, but he didn't win the World Series He won poker. the – Yeah, yes. they have a bunch of events. There's like, like 40 six, events. 60 oh, events. Because the main one in Vegas is like $14 million to win or something, right? Yeah. yeah. It's 10, well, that's the, that's eight, the main event. It's, eight, yeah, 10, 8 million yeah. to okay. win or something. All right. That's the last one, but there's like sixty events. Oh, I didn't know that. And you won one. You won like three hundred grand. Some guy just tweeted us, wondering to know if uh, Tony getting remarried is going to affect Mike and his program. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, I really think I really think they're going to start over. Like, <laughs> it's going to yeah, it's going to he's going to have a, a new brother that's going to look. Right, what if it's a girl? Yeah, what if it's a girl? That's what I was going to say. Right now, well, that yeah, program is on track. Bad. I mean, nothing can derail their program right now. It's solid. But I think you can you can pay some money and actually choose if you have a determine. Yeah, I think I that... think they'll just keep trying. <laughs> It'll set him back about eleven months. But well, no, uh, he has to he has to have the kid in January so that the kid is bigger than the other kids at Loretta's. You know what I mean? They're they're physically stronger. Like you know what I mean? Like because you always have the. January right. birthday. Well, it'll set them back a full year then. They'll have mm-hmm. to, you know, wait for the next year to, well, to do it. If they stall now, he's going to be aware. Did you know ever get – did you know ever listens to the show? So when you yeah. said last show – You know, he called me. He called me uh, out of the blue the other day. Okay, but – Like the other day, two months ago. Okay, oh, so the last show you were in, you said that he's lighting his money on fire to keep him warm would be a better <laughs> – would be a better thing to spend his money on. Well, that's yeah. a that's a moral cost race team. Right okay, there. but did he ever call you to be like well, yell at you about that or anything? But he actually knows it. Oh, okay. It's, <laughs> he actually you know, knows it. It's it's an expensive hobby to have a moral cost team. It's a hobby. Like for me, a poker he, is a he, hobby. If he came to you tomorrow and said, "Look, I've come to see the light. I'm ditching the crazy man. I'm ditching the 800. I want to get back to the Sipes Chisholm Han days. I want you to run it. Would you do it? How much? It depends on the money. Say it's a hundred grand. It has to be more. More for a team manager job? Yeah. He can't pay you any more than that. Was he paying you more? He can. He did. He did? You made more than 100 grand? Yeah. Managing? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. So. I told you he offered me 100 and I didn't even counter anything. So I was sure <laughs> a guy like DV is going to get more. So. He offered you 100 grand, JT? Yeah. Why did you do it? It's actually, you know I what? I racing. <laughs> If you have a, you weren't making hundred grand racing, bro. Sure it was. Seriously. That was like oh, that was oh eight. I was making. Uh, okay. Oh, I was making a way more than hundred grand. Okay. All right. If if you have um, if you have a good a good uh, group of people, uh, riders like, you know, that's kind of like, wants to well, listen. Well, no, stuff, you're, you're picking the riders because you're the manager. Yeah, you're and, picking the riders, and that's actually, you know, that should be fun. I think that's a fun. That's a fun job. 150? But, but it, it could be a nightmare as, at the same time. Why? He's going to let you do it. He's going to give you 150 grand and let you do it. Yeah, it's fine. We can. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> We're fine. We'll talk. <laughs> um, that's a lot of money to manage a team. Um, How much do you think the cost is making? I would say, I mean, 
150? No. More? Like, he's making 300, 400 grand. Really? I was, was going to yeah. say 250. You think? Yeah, 250, I mean, 300. That's where he's at. You think that's... Yeah, okay. I I mean, he doesn't even get out of bed for 100 grand. <laughs> wow, okay. All right. Um, he lives in Coro de Casa. You does know? he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Lives down there? Yeah. So, you know, he kind of... When you live in one of the most expensive okay, cities over okay, Scani, you need to make money. Okay, but... I mean, how much would J-Bone make, do you think? I would say he probably makes 100 grand. I was going to say 200. Yeah. Really? At least 150. Really? At least. He moved his what whole life to North Carolina, and I guarantee you he was already making over 100 when he worked for Bubba. Easy. With bonuses and stuff, but I think just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he has to double his salary at least. You're going to move your whole life, your family, everything, from where you're from. JT, you, money? JT no you've always told me, like, I undervalue everything. You've always told me yeah, that. You no, you, well, I mean, no, I, you I know what you do, Mathis? You undervalue uh, team members, and you overvalue riders. Okay, all You right. think riders makes, you know, so much money, you know. All right, okay, yeah. All right, well, let's continue the discussion when we get back on this commercial break. Pulp and Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. David Villeman, Jason Thomas, Duran Stapleton, all in studio. And, uh, well, JT's not, but. And uh, let's take a listen to this uh, commercial break. We'll come back with DV Song. It, it sucks, right? It sucks. It's terrible. It's about 70% less worse than Van Halen. And, uh, and we'll come back with more, with more of the Pulp and Show. Thanks for sticking around. Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? I definitely need some work. And from who? 
Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Racetech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Racetech? Omaha Zone, Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Racetech suspension. Check it out, bro. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style. 
And now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience, We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. 
Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the the abuse you give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Welcome back, everybody. Pump and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. DV's over my shoulder looking at something or another. I don't really know. It's DV, though, bro. You never really know what he's doing. This is his song. DV's song. Some hipster weirdo music. Yeah, it is. How's the uh, how's the baseball career coming along? Good, good, it's better. I had to play good. I, I I need to learn how to run the bases a little better. <laughs> you never played baseball before, huh? Never. <laughs> so I did three games. Yeah. The last game I did good. I had a single, a double, a walk, but uh, one RBI and a run. So it was good. Um, it's fun, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. kind of like a co-ed thing Thursday night. You know, it's kind of hot chicks. Ah, uh, not really. Mm. It's not really the point, though. I have one; it's hot already, so it's no big deal. Oh yeah, okay. You're still dating that one that, that came here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, good, good to hear. Uh, WWUSA.com as a supply, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for motocross, supercross, and all forms of off-road riding. Talon, Kite, BID, XL, as well as Galfer and Brembo. All the W wheels are hand-built by a skilled team of wheel builders. The same team that builds freaking half the the wheels in the pits, it seems like. That's what these guys do at WUSA.com. And um, uh, Step Up step up Gold by Ronnie Renner, W wheels. Mike Brown Enduro Cross win, W wheels at, at X Games. So uh, these guys work with some of the best riders in the world. And uh, they're on top of all your wheel needs, so check them out, please. WUSA.com. Song still sucks, by the way. It's hipster, dude. It is hipster. Uh, Michael Antonovich was here last week and played some some group called Minus the Bear. Uh, minus the, I don't know that. Uh, okay. I liked it, actually. It wasn't bad. But, you know, I got my uh, Coachella tickets for next year already. <laughs> Went to Coachella. Do you have your pacifiers and everything ready and all that? Why? For like raving, like Coachella raving, dropping acid and no, okay. it's nothing like that. Okay, it's like it's actually really metal. Who's playing? We don't know yet. Oh, the lineup hasn't been. Uh, it's in April 2016. Oh shit! I yes. got it the first day. It was Friday at 11. They were setting it. Yeah. And uh, but there's no seats. It's just a festival. So what do you need to get them early for? Does it sell out? Really? They sell oh. 200000 like, oh, in okay. a, an oh. hour. Uh, I'm going to, uh, Pookie and I are going to Third Eye Blind in July, coming here to Vegas. That was good uh, 20 years ago. Okay. And 15 years ago. And then we're going to uh, uh, Tragically Hip in October. Yeah. Canadian band. I went to Strung Out last week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was it? It was good. It was Asso Blues in Hollywood. Right. Um, it was fun. I wanted, I texted Jordan and said, hey, you want, can I get a... I could have bought the tickets. Yeah, they're like yeah. five bucks or whatever. Right? Uh, Twenty-five yeah, bucks yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to see him or whatever, hang out. But you know, I couldn't really see him and stuff. So it was kind of like a what's the, what's the vibe at a concert like Strung Out or or Pennywise? I mean, is it really? Is it young people or are they all just forty-five-year-old people? No, there's this. Yeah, there's you know what I mean. My age, you know. Yeah, like they're not getting young kids. There is all, there is young. Okay, there is younger crowd, but. There's also the 40-year-olds. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm right. not 40, but yeah, kind of yeah. like my generation. Right. 
I know Pennywise has like a very wide range of like age group. Like I, you go up front and all the young kids are there moshing yeah. and pushing, so, okay. and then Just, all the old guys are on yeah, the back. Yeah, Pennywise is one of the biggest one. You know, yeah, it's, exactly. They're huge, you know. And uh, I actually had tickets to go see Pennywise and Struggle in Hollywood last year, mm-hmm. and at the last minute I couldn't go. I was, well, I was mad. I still like my Van Halen. I wish Van Halen would get to get back together with Sammy Hagar. So welcome back, JT. Appreciate it. Are you 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 really just say that you were you hope Hagar gets back with Van Halen? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Oh, all right. <laughs> I jerk off. No, I just feel like there are better things to wish for. <laughs> no, no, no. That I wish for that above everything. Uh, Race Tech, the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension mod company. They do suspension. We know that. They do it for some of the best riders in the sport, and they have done it for some of the best riders in the sport over the years. They've now got a full engine shop up and running with the state-of-the-art equipment most tuners dream about, including the mobile dyno. Dealer and center pricing is available on machining services at Racetech. Racetech Racetech.com. Please get your suspension service there. Use the code PULPAMEX15 to save 10% at Racetech.com. Here's our emails. Pretty sure I'd skip the podcast, but I would totally listen to Gibbs doing a books on DVD recording. That would be comedy gold. Thanks for all you do, Gibbs. From James. Thanks, James. I'd like to see Gibbs read a book. That'd be good. Oh, that's a long email. This one, yeah. Um, this guy wants Metcalf. He's from Australia. He lives in Adel- Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide. Okay, Adelaide, South Australia. He follows uh, AMA's motocross and supercross a lot more than the Australian series, so that means he's not a fan of you, Stapleton. Um, he's, he wants Metcalf to get a ride in America. So Metcalf, by the way, had a rough Canadian national in round two. He dominated round one and then rough, rough weekend on the island. What was uh, his result? 4-3, four, 5-4. Four, four. Yeah, crashed once. So You went 1-1 one, one the first Yeah, race? just killed him. I don't. I don't even see the results. I don't know. I don't. Even okay. No. Thanks, TV. Thanks for following our uh, Canadian series. Where do you get the results? Racer X. Do they still do the Yamaha Monday wake up call? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's on yes. There. Yeah. Um, That's one of the. I think it's one of the most read. This guy. I know, but I never go. I, ne- I never go online. Okay, I, I, well. I check vital. Maybe once a week, check it out. Okay. But fuck it. It's only, I don't see any. Uh, this guy wants to know, Chad Reed and James Stewart have had quite a heated relationship, and both are veterans. Stewart has had a bad run, but I've noticed that he will be in Australia to race the Australian Supercross Open later in the year with Reed, the two-star attractions. I know the PR and the pay will be good for both of them. Behind the scenes, do you think Chad may have spoken to James about racing together? I say no. JT? Uh, no. You, uh, Duran, you're going to race it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're as gonna, long you're as I'm healthy. Um, Vancers, uh, Chris Vancers sent this in. I have a question to help advance the Fly team, Fly 360 Team 22 GoPro bench racing. All the conversations have been about what happened at Muddy Creek and what will happen this weekend at, Fun- Muddy at, what, at Thunder Valley and what will happen this weekend at Muddy Creek. I am more interested in everything that led up to Thunder Valley and Chad's plans to promote his new sponsor. Do you think Chad and his business team are savvy enough to use GoPro's exclusivity, exclusive t- exclusivity against them? In other words, it's not like it has been a secret that only GoPros could be used in Supercross Motocross. Chad must have known this. What are the odds that Chad, Ali, Steve Asafan discuss the whole I won't race if I can't use a three, Fly 360 scenario, knowing it would be a topic of discussion? Your show, Message Boards Magazines, are all talking about it this week. I know I wasn't the only one that has not heard of the Fly 360 before Chad talked about it and had to go look it up. What was it all about? 
Has Chad duped us all into promoting this new sponsor for him? I don't think so, JT. That would, that would have been a great stunt. Because I had to ask him about it. He didn't bring it up. He didn't say, hey, Mathis asked me about the camera or anything. I had heard about it. What do you think, JT? Was this all just, did we all get taken? I don't know. I don't think he had this master plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was trying to get the camera and trying to get changes made. I think that was his plan, was try to get right. changes made for the future where these guys can use them. Yeah, this plan, I think the plan is a little too uh, smart yeah. for the Morocco's world to I, do that. I was told that Astafan and WNG had nothing to do with this, and they told Chad not to do this, and they don't know what he's doing. And then I was told that they knew everything about it. So I don't know. There has to be a deal from them, right? Well, no, this Peter Adderton guy, the guy that was behind Boast Mobile and Amped and all that, uh, yeah. Australian guy. It's your fault, Australian. Uh, the yeah. guy that went broke or whatever. And then... I don't know if he went broke, but Amp did or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, he's the guy behind the Fly 360. Well, he sold Boost Mobile for 30 million. And... No, 30, no, more. It was 30 million. So, okay. I think mm-hmm. right. it was more than that. Uh, yeah. Snake it could be, but I think I read something. Like, um, he went and then uh, kind of went broke with that Amp thing, right? Yeah. Uh, Snake sent this in. Hey, Steve, you need to get DV back on the show. It's missing something without him. Also, you should let up on Gibbs. Not that creepy. It's kind of annoying listening to you rag on him constantly. He does a really does a good job. If my boss ragged on me like that, I would quit. By the way, Snake's email is all poor punctuation, and it's all one run-on sentence, Gibbs. So I'm sure you wrote this. Snake. Whatever. And JT is right. Future headlines suck. Yep. I mean, there you go. I mean, according to you, man, I got like five different Twitter accounts. At least hey, six I love different the, emails. Hey, I love uh, the future headlines. You still do that? Do you want to do it? No, but I can make some up <laughs> right now. <laughs> JT hates them. Uh, you don't like them, JT? Future headlines? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, they, they were kind of fun. Uh, Josh sent this in. I have a question about Ryan's helmet. Do you know that little black box is on top of his helmet? The first time I noticed it was at Glen Helen. I saw it again at Thunder Valley. I've looked at pictures, but I can't figure out the camera or transponder of some sort. Uh, I thought that thing was a GPS sensor. It's, a GPS, it's not. Right? It's not. It's something to do with Alden. It's a monitoring system for Alden's heart rates and shit like that. Right, JT? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Duran, what? Uh, I think I, I'll be uh, running one this week uh, just out at the practice track. And uh, I don't know much about them, but it mm-hmm. seems to be pretty. Seems to be the hot thing. What does yeah. it do? What does it do? Uh, I think I'm not sh- too sure, but like heart rate sees where you're going on the track, where you're faster and slower, and so uh, a G- it is a GPS, but but not for the yeah, teams. Yeah, but that's the but not for the teams. But that's the GPS, and it tells you the uh, your speed around the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But, but but it's it, for training, not for the team. Uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought I it was saw, for the data on the teams. I bikes. saw something. It's called uh, Line. No, Line. No, um, I can't remember the name, but I know. I think it was uh, Michael Leap had it on, and yeah, you could that's see, that's you could see his uh, heart rate. And when he crashed it, I think it was Oakland. Mm-hmm. You could we we're watching his heart rate, and then as soon as he crashed, it just went boom <laughs> straight through the roof. Uh, yeah. it, and then it it traces you around the track too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so that's it has to have a GPS, right? Uh, I thought it was a GPS for the bike, though. You know, for the teams. Um, Jeff, what's up? Thanks for calling. No, uh, not much. Hey, uh, I was curious. You guys were talking about music a little while back. Mm-hmm. And uh, you being from Canada, I've never heard you mention Rush. wonder if you were a Rush fan. Um, I like Rush. I like their documentary. That was really good. I'm, I'm okay with Rush. I'm not a huge fan, though. You know, I'm not like yeah. 
oh my god rush like i like tragically hip way better yeah our lady peace uh you know that kind of but i mean they're good yeah i'm not i'm not saying they're terrible at all they're just i'm some of the stuff's like a little out there for me you know yeah, yeah. but no they've been around forever so yeah okay. no no well, yeah thanks man all right, Harold, uh, you want to ask DV something about America? America. Harold? Yeah, hey, hey, Steve. What's up, Harold? Hey, man, I had a, a question for DV, man. Yeah. And I'm sure he's been asked this a million times, but I'm wondering what when he moved to the States, what was the things that he loved most about it? and the things that he disliked most about moving to the States? Um, actually, uh, most of it I liked. You know, I You're still was, here, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it was really easy. Like, you have to go back to 1999 or whatever. The Euro... Tim Ferry, top privateer. The Euro uh, wasn't um, out yet. So if you race in Europe, you have to go through customs, and then you have to change currencies and you have to do all this so mm -hmm. as far as a racer when you get here you know there's thing everywhere i i used to have breakfast at denny's when i moved here <laughs> you know my dad loved denny's he always wanted to go there <laughs> uh, denny's such a so such a staple of american food. yeah so like we would go and like there was a denny's everywhere right. we go right <laughs> there's the u.s dollars everywhere Every race so, you're at, there's a Denny's. Yeah, every race there's a Denny's. Every race there's a Olive Garden. We used to eat at Olive Garden back in the day in 2000. <laughs> so yeah, everything was kind of like it's super easy, you know, to come this way. The other way around yeah. is tough, you know. What I think, and as far as um, you know, what I didn't like is like a lot of people um, thought uh, they knew me, but they didn't really knew knew me, you know, okay. and they. They had a wrong image of me or whatever. From Tinder but, or something? No, from like <laughs> racing, you know. And uh, but fifteen, fifteen years later, you you actually know more about me than obviously you didn't fifteen years ago. Right. But um, yeah, there's always some you know assholes at the track. Like especially outdoors was the worst when you go back right, east right. and you do parade lap. Let's say on the small turn, they would say, "Oh." We ate French, go back home, yeah. and then... Look at Bubba, Bubba got it bad, too. Yeah. yeah, like, but saying that, like, on a weekly basis, you know? And I'm, I'm like, I'm here to race, and I'm like, right. I do sacrifices to well, come here and race the best in the listen, world. I'm saying I'm coming here to race the best in the world, you listen, know, and asshole, try my best. Listen, asshole, don't beat McGrath then, yeah. okay? That's but, your problem. Yeah, and then, <laughs> you know, stuff like this that kind of like got to me like sometime in the tunnel too like you know like mm -hmm, the yeah, yeah. Yep. spectators on the and they would say stuff so it doesn't really feel nice but you know it's part of the game obviously did it ch start changing for you like mdk days or so the longer you well, were here uh yeah and then when you you uh goon ride a little bit people like yeah, you. yeah a little bit and then when you stop winning <laughs> it's getting better you know you kind of like more getting into the well, don't beat mcgrath bro don't beat mcgrath but overall like <laughs> most of the most of the thing it was easy it was easy to buy a house it was easy to you know travel right. everything everything was you know yeah. For me, it was almost like Disneyland when I was here. We we actually have on the air right now. We have a Canadian, an Australian, a Frenchman, and an American. And yeah. and and I'll tell you what, Durant, uh, Durant, uh, you you've raced in Europe a ton. JT, you have raced. You've spent probably three years of your life in Europe, total. 
Uh, yeah, at least a couple. Right, Easy. right. Yeah. It's hard over there, man. And I don't know if it's just because, like you said, DV, like there's a Danny's everywhere, so you know what you're getting. and or like You know what I mean? What it, it's hard to go to Europe, man. Yeah. It is, and I understand because you change countries. Uh, and Even just, for us. Like, I hated to go to Germany. I didn't want to go. Well, there's nothing open all the time, like trying to find you know, restaurants to eat at, trying to do. Go, like, somewhere in Spain, like not Madrid or Barcelona. Try to have lunch at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. You can't. You yeah. Can't Everything is on lockdown. And What do you think, Duran? What, what do you think? Well, for me, like, to either go to Europe or here, it's just you either go to Germany. <laughs> it's zero degrees. Yeah. There's nowhere to practice. And no one, like... A lot of people don't speak English. Right. You come here and it's sort of nice weather. <laughs> There's Denny's everywhere. <laughs> and, yeah, it's a lot. I, I enjoyed both, obviously, but definitely here. I love going over there, but for limited times, man. For a weekend oh, or a week yeah. is good. And then I'm good. Like, we went to, you know, I spent 12 or 13 days from Bercy to Finland. I was ready, bro. Get me home. So, JT. I think this, I nation, this nation is fun. Like, yeah. if you go to these nations. Yeah. Like you stay a week or whatever, right? But you have that that team kind of like spirit, yeah. And yeah, yeah. everything is kind of fun. Or or, but, or when your team manager doesn't know who you are, like DeCosta with me. Oh yeah, yeah. I was on Team USA with Ferry. Yep, we lost. We pra- Zol- Zolder, Belgium. Zolder. We practiced. Yeah. We practiced at Lomo with DeCosta. You broke with three engines. Just one. The next day, I saw him in the hotel, and I said, "Roger, where do we pick up our passes?" And he said, "Who are you?" <laughs> Who are you? And I'm like, we were at Lomo yesterday, bro. <laughs> Maybe he had a rough night. I you don't never know. know. Anyways, Harold, thanks for calling, man. I uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you, JT. It's rough there, man. I don't know how you spent. I mean, you got paid money, but I don't know how you spent so much time over there. Oh, I was miserable at times. <laughs> but some no of, some places are better. You know, Barcelona was good. You know, even Barcelona is awesome. Yeah, Bruce is good. Like the Geneva is awesome too. How, how's Germany? But when you start going to Leipzig and all this stuff, Chemnitz is a real dump. Chemnitz, that's like uh, East East Germany, right? Is it yep. former East yep. Germany? Chemnitz. Chemnitz yeah. yep. um, was like an enduro cross. It was just, just never yeah. ridden anything so ruddy. Right. But and is that the one with the forty-five second lap times? No, twenty-five. Yeah, seconds. it was oh. a lot shorter than that. Yeah, oh. your twenties. Yeah. And we went out the back of the stadium last year. And coming back into the stadium, I swear it was just like two bikes wide. You got like a, a foot, re- foot deep rut or a concrete wall to hit. So, <laughs> all right, next next email, uh, race tech uh, email. Uh, Steve Pulpamex is the shit. Keep up the good work. More Kiefer, more top Jimmy. Do you think it's possible to get Jimmy, Brett Q, and Canard on the show together? Sure, why not? That would be cool. Reminiscing over all the stuff they have done together and the legend of Ronnie Mac. Here comes the bashing. Have you ever noticed you have a verbal crutch? When someone asks you something that puts you on the spot, you often say, uh, yeah, uh, no, no, uh, yeah, or yes, uh, no. You just <laughs> did it again as I was typing this email. God damn, it's annoying. We demand perfection out of the top-notch inside of information you give us every week. Hey, uh, talking about the Oklahoma guys, Yeah. have you seen online the guy uh, Joey Mack? No. Like the Andrew Cross uh, yeah, I have actually. Yeah, it's a version of Ronnie Mac. <laughs> Go on Instagram. You type okay. Joey Mac yeah, or whatever. Yeah. The guy is insane. What does Ronnie think of this? I don't know. We it's probably related. But seriously, you go to Instagram. You look for Joey Mac. Okay. It's the guy does enduro cross stuff, uh-huh. like Ronnie Mac's yeah. way. But the guy has skills. He has to, 
It has to be a very, very good rider to do that. No, uh, yeah. Uh, uh no. yeah. JT, we got, an e- we got a voicemail later on the show that complaining about your ums. This guy is a very... Who, who cares? Um, <laughs> he can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Race Tech uh, email segment. Derek, hey, Steven, Canadian motocross icon. I like that. I like that starting that email. Uh, my question is about the treatment of riders by factory teams. Do some factory teams treat their riders better than other factory teams with regards to things like business class, airline tickets, better hotels, better rental cars, hotel rooms, blah, blah, blah. I assume that riders don't share hotel rooms with other riders. But do mechanics, truck drivers, and, and team managers keep up the great work? I listen to your stuff since day one. The only stuff I fast forward is the Brittany Chisholm stuff. She makes me want to claw my ears off my head, Derek. Um, poor Brittany. Yeah, it's just like you'd think about, Derek. Um, factory teams, uh, everyone gets their own room. Nobody flies first class, I don't think. Did, nobody. Honda used to. Really? I don't know if they still do. Yeah, when I know when Tortelli was on Honda. They flew in first class. He, yeah, he basically bought a first-class ticket and they reimbursed him. Oh, okay. Basically, yeah. well, you get twelve, fifteen bucks on a, a race, and then you do your own shit. And and if yeah, you want to fly, Suzuki. Sorry, oh. I didn't mean to cut you off, TV. I think Suzuki was like twenty-two hundred at one point. A race? Actually, Suzuki yeah. was actually the best deal for me because um, I think they were giving me fifteen hundred bucks a race. Okay. And they paid the hotel. And they paid hotel. So I only had to like. Flight and rental car for the fifteen hundred. Oh, you were pocketing money. Uh, no, like if you bring someone, you know, yeah, like yeah. and um, so that was better. Like you know, Yamaha yeah. was twelve hundred bucks for mm-hmm. everything, and you have to if you go to Union Dealer. Yeah, you're or like you're three nights. Money. Three nights you're yeah. spending money, obviously, but um, but they pay the same for Anaheim. So yeah. you get it back a little bit, you know. Yeah, JT. Uh, I mean, obviously, you at BTO, you're sharing rooms on that level. Right? Uh, it depends. Like not now. No, no. I mean, when Those you guys were aren't doing that now. No, but when you were there, like that kind of team, you were sharing rooms. Yeah, yeah, it depends. Like BTO, yes. Uh, like some teams, you get money. You know, we weren't getting as much as the factory teams, like pretty mm-hmm. wise right. travel. But that was my favorite way to do it. I mean, I I think that's by far the best way for the riders to sort their own way out and. Did you ride for? Um, did either one of you ride for teams that just would pay everything exactly whatever you spent, and like reimburse you that way, or did you uh, actually when I did that um, summer with Motor World? Yeah, that was like this. Okay, it was. Uh, right. I just did an expense right. report, and they paid me exactly what I. Did you ever have to share rooms, DB, at any team you were on? Uh, actually, I shared room when I was team manager. Oh, yeah, I shared room with Brent. Hundred k, so. hundred over hundred k, and you had to. Yeah, but. You know, mechanics yeah. share rooms, so yeah. I'm not say, oh, I want my own room, so I would share um, with I, Brent. I got own rooms at Yamaha, obviously. We each had our own room, and we had $30 per meal, three meals a day, $30 per meal. If you spent, but if you spent uh, 10 for breakfast, now you had 20 so you could spend 50 at dinner. Do you know what I mean? It was just $90 a day, however you did it. You had to, you know, you, you, as long yeah. as it was $90 a day. So you, Gothic J... Would claim nothing for breakfast and lunch, eat at the truck or whatever. Then he would go for sushi and spend ninety dollars at sushi. So, but it didn't really matter. And then, yeah, everything was covered. Yamaha booked flights for for mechanics and stuff, and we got our own rooms. And but riders, they they get a, a budget and yeah. they do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. JT, what was the best team you rode for with that kind of stuff that gave you the most money or treated you the best? Was there one? Uh, they were all different, you know, like. 
BTO, I didn't pay for anything, but it was, you know, you're sharing rooms, and I would have to argue with Carson about which flight I wanted and all <laughs> kinds of stupid stuff. But that was mostly because I was super good friends with those guys. So was, yeah, and you, you were, know, and you're um, also you're also a little anal about your travel stuff, like you just done it yourself for so long and everything. Yeah, and then uh, like Subway, it got to the point where um, I would just book the flight myself on Chuck's credit card, just because he trusted me to do it, and mm-hmm. you know, like I would never, I would never burn him. Uh, like I got burned, but, um, <laughs> Husky was, we got, I think seven fifty or 800 a race, but back then you could make that work. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't taking anyone with me, so right. it was no problem. Right. Uh, it wasn't too bad. Huh. So I never really had too bad. I, I never got meal per diem though. That would have been cool. So Suzuki was twenty two hundred bucks. No, no, I so, think I had fifteen and they paid. And hotel. they paid hotel fifteen hundred bucks and they paid hotel. So I could almost fly first class. Yeah, yeah, it's really, a, right? No, it's a thousand bucks basically. Yeah, fly first yeah. class. So, but I never did. For sure, was... for sure, Tortelli. I know because I remember talking to him about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, as long as I, all I have to do is turn in the receipt for the first class ticket and they reimburse it. It doesn't matter what it is. Hmm. And probably and, cool ju- and just dress to the nines too. Sitting in yeah, first oh, class, yeah. and yeah. you know the, the first uh, the first year I raced for Yamaha, I didn't know like to use. Actually, in two thousand, I couldn't book a flight online. I didn't know how to do it. So Yamaha did everything, and it's, it was still the paper tickets. So they would ship all the paper tickets to my house. <laughs> oh, really? And we see the price. Uh, it was super expensive. They do it late, last yeah, yeah. minute, right. super expensive. And when I figure out how to do my flight, I'm like, I could have flown first class. Yeah, yeah. With the, the the amount of money they were right. spending on my stuff, uh, I pay everything right now. I'm a freelance journalist, so um, I collect money from RacerX just a flat amount, and I collect money for obviously off pulp and the show and everything else, and I pay all my expenses. So flights, hotels, rental cars. I'm probably the only media guy doing that. I think Priceline. I Priceline hotels. Uh, a lot of times I'll do the call too. No, no, I just do the Hertz thing. I don't want to do. I don't want to wait in line. You know yeah, what I mean? That's good. So I, I do Hertz uh, rental cars, and they're not bad. Rental cars are not. There's a few races where they're out of hand, and then hotels, Priceline. You know, I just book. I just do express deals. I don't even name the price because that takes too too yeah. long. And flights, I'm United guy, and I try to go as cheap as I can. You know, if if, if there's a direct flight, and it's a hundred bucks cheaper I'll, or a hundred bucks more, I'll do that. But if it gets around three hundred, I'm going connection. You know, I'm I'm thinking about that three hundred bucks. So when I do when I go to supercrosses, I pay all my stuff. I book everything and do all my stuff. Yeah. Somebody in the chat room is asking how much in travel a year. I think I spent twenty nine grand last year on my taxes. That's meals, flights, hotels. Does that sound about right, JT? That's not uh, much. Yeah, that's probably right. That's, you know that's that, doing it that's pretty not, well. That's not a lot. There's twenty nine races. You yeah. you go to most all of them yeah and so you know you fly to you're in Vegas so yeah. maybe you drive to Anaheim yeah. yeah drive to Anaheim so I'm driving to the three Anaheims I'm driving to Vegas I'm driving to Monster Cup you know what I mean obviously so so it's thirty races twenty nine grand it's not that bad yeah yeah we spend more yeah I think it was twenty nine grand or something like that I might because I have a credit card where I put everything on it so it totals all up for you in the year you know what I mean like what you spend on travel so what one year my credit card bill was one forty five. Yeah. Oh, really? Jeez. The total for one year, calendar year, mm-hmm. $145,000. Wow. Jeez. It was doing all the expenses, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at the point, though, like, like, dude, I've been traveling for so long, I, I'm not sharing rooms. You know what I mean? I share, I, I share with Weed once in a while, you know, to save some money here and there, but 
I've had people be like, hey, can I crash in your room? And I'll be like, nah, you know, nah, I'm good. Like, you, you know, even to pay, people pay. Like, let's split rooms. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I want my own room, dude. I've been traveling too long. I mean, we used to trip Motor Triple X days. There's four of us in a room. You know what I mean? You're like, come on. You've been there, done that. Yeah, dude. So I'd rather just, you know, have my own room so I can get back up and strip my clothes off, uh, watch Van Halen on YouTube. We don't want You know that. what I mean? All we, that kind of stuff. We don't have. Okay. We don't. <laughs> Need the... The visual. Yeah. The visual. Uh, Pablo Mech Show is presented by BTOsports.com and uh, Fly Racing. Uh, you want to win a set of Fly Racing gear, the light hydrogen stuff, email contest at PulpaMechShow.com. We'll pick a random emailer. That's been the Race Tech email segment, Racetech.com. Please, people, I guarantee you 93% of you people listening need some sort of oil change on your suspension or seals or bushings or the right spring rate or whatever. Use Race Tech. You save money. Use a discount code and save money at Racetech. Racetech.com. Duran, uh, um, you, uh, what's next for you? So you're you're in here. You're, first, let's talk about Finland, actually. Let's talk about Finland. Okay. JT's performance at Finland. Now, when you saw Jason Thomas is coming out of retirement, you knew he retired. You knew who he was and all that. Yeah, yeah. You saw his, did you know he was coming in? Yeah, hot, hot. sure did. Okay. Year off the bike, you know. You're wondering about his magic, whether it was still there. I thought we could have took this Finland ride and we could have done something, him and I. Just swept it. We, I was thinking podiums and, and win here or there. I mean, we raced 14 times over two days. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that race? What did you think of that event? It was pretty cool. It was pretty laid back. The only thing I didn't really like was we did race a lot. And I think between the two main events each night was like right. an hour and a half or something. <laughs> yeah. Which helped me because I had a chest infection. So I was just hanging out. In the ambulance uh, on on oxygen, but um, no, nah, it was a cool event. Uh, the track was fairly basic. Yeah. Well, there was I, that one. Wasn't there a quad or that triple or on that back straight that only a few guys? Yeah, were doing? it was like a triple on the tabletop. Yeah, triple, you remember yeah, that, uh, Aaron Lampy? Well, my next question was, how many times did you see Aaron Lampy cartwheel in front of you? <laughs> he was a nice dude, but I, I I'm glad, dude. I'm glad he got, he got did, made it home. How did he get out of there alive? He was one tough cookie. He's <laughs> incredible. I think that he kept. I think he might have got you in that over the, when you jump onto the start straight, and he clipped that last jump and he cartwheeled. I think he took you down, or I thought uh, he took a Suzuki guy down. Maybe not I you. Oh no! I think we went. He took me down. Like I, obviously, we we're just in a first turn pileup. Okay, but I think that was it. I, All right. I don't remember him the, taking me. The cartwheeling onto the start straight. Remember, you went past the start straight, and made a left. Yeah, yeah. There was a dude just in front of him, just racing, and Lampy clipped, and Lampy's bike. Just caught up with this guy. <laughs> that down. guy must like he must have some big balls to keep keep going. You were out his there. teammate. Yeah, I know he was a nice fellow, but um, bars, subframes. <laughs> yeah, he definitely got his money's worth. Dude, dude. he actually raced uh, uh, Muddy Creek. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, I think he, he did got, quite well. He got First did he get national. points? I think he got points. Got a point in one moto. Or, or what? What class? Two fifties. Yeah, two fifty. Yamaha. Uh, what's his name? Aaron Lampy. Yeah, he went 27-22nd. Oh, okay. So he didn't get Just points. But, um, dude, yeah. Anyways, so JT, JT's comeback was done right there. But we were hoping. We were, I don't think you did too bad. That was fun. Yeah, you, I, I think I you went 5-4. Anyway. You know, well, you had the 1-7. You got 7th in that 1, JT, when that guy took you out and then got mad at you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, the results weren't good. There's not, there was nothing good about the results, but it was a good time. We had but, fun. Yeah. The after party was good. At the cl- yeah. Did you go to that? 
No, I was too sick. You're... I think the most impressive thing was the the French. They they went out every night and still went out yeah. and absolutely did, killed it. Did they really? Yeah. That's yeah. They do it. Oh, yeah. They do that every time. <laughs> that was crazy. What were their names again? I forget. Uh, you had Malard. Boris Millard. Boris Millard. And, and Philip Nurberger. Nurberger or something? Yeah. yeah. Nugabar. Do you know them? But no, he's German, though, the last one. Oh, he is? Nugabar is Czech. Yeah, Czech. Czech. Czech German, okay. Yeah. Oh, and then the other. And then, Mayan, uh, yeah, I know Mayan. And Boris is a French dude. And. It's just funny, like, they're in the J- German Supercross series, right? Like you? Yep. Like, and they're kind of like Iswa or these other dudes, the Subaras. They're just like Trout. Richier. Richier Ma- Martin, Michael Muskin. Just trying to make a buck, right? That like, Michael Muskin, he went off at me. Like, he did not like me. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I, in the... One French of the, don't like Australians. Yeah. Just apparently. He <laughs> won. He was nearly, nearly like, had a fight, but... Um, no, I don't know. We just nearly clipped in the air, and then he just wasn't too happy with me. But I thought we were going for the last transfer spot, so I was—I would have killed right. my mom to get it. <laughs> hey, I was impressed. Uh, the Czech guy was pretty good. New, yeah, he was. New, yeah, new new burger, new whatever. Whatever his name is. Yeah, he, now nah, both of them were. He had some really skills. Yeah, yeah, he had some skills. Um, Coolest won though, right? Coolest swept them all, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, was there was that. that remember that 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 controversy the with the yeah. Uh, no, he was cutting the turn. Oh, that's right. He was cutting the left yeah, turn. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jumping over that turn. So, Coolest was. Yeah, Coolest yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, there was a protest. Uh, the Finnish guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Harry Coolest is Finnish. Yeah. yeah, he's racing in England this year, right? He was really fast in Finland. Yeah. And then in like in the German series was just nowhere near uh, really? uh, Boris or that. Oh, he was a bit hot and cold. Some right. nights he didn't even... Make it out of the heats to the well, semi, I think. Dude, but that German series, I mean, JT knows all. I mean, Tedesco showed up and didn't qualify. Like, it's yeah, just one of the nights I didn't make it out of the heat. Then I made it You've never, I've never seen a series, and I did it one year. I did it in the winter of 99 when I was working for this German team. You've never seen a series, well, Kovalainen won everything the year I was there, but like, you've never seen a series where the dude can win or DNF, like, or DNQ. Like, it's just. And just have the most random riders. Like, <laughs> right. I think at Chemnitz, Mike, I had to race Mike Brown. <laughs> and I was just like, really? Like, and he was actually not too bad. Still, so it was good. Yeah, JT. It's amazing. You know, in 05, 05, there was only three rounds. Okay. I, well, three three weekends. I went two one two one three two one. The three, yeah, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, seven yeah, seven rounds. Able to stay consistent. <laughs> Did you, yeah, you were. You know uh, what? The, the biggest difference with Finland and Germany was that there. I struggled bad. It was so slippery in Finland, like the. Mm-hmm. The turns were just so much drier. I really had a tough time with that. I blame Yanni. I blame Yanni. <laughs> Germany's got so much traction. That's what I always. I felt like that. That helped me a lot. Well, yeah. when when I turned up, I had a Michelin on my bike, and I was just kind of like, No, I oh. thought you had something else. Do you have Michelin? Yeah, and then I got it changed to, okay. a, to a Dunlop. I thought I was... you told me you had a golden golden tire or something. No, I think I'm, I don't know. I think okay. I thought it was a Michelin. And I was just like, oh. No, you told me it was a golden tire. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, something, something <laughs> not, not great. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, maybe I need to do a story on it, but the guys like you and Newberger and Millard, pardon my pronunciation, there's like Iswar, like you guys are just mercenary motocrossers, like got some money, I'll go there. Right? I mean, that's. Pretty much. I, I, I don't know. I don't think. A lot of the guys wouldn't travel that far for such little money. Right. Like, I guess you can make a lot, but um, up front, at the, yeah. for me, there's not, I, not I, too much. 
kind of what you're doing. The first year, the first year I went to, I did all the German championships. I think the most I came home with, like after the whole weekend, was like 280 bucks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh wow! But then, but then, like, flash forward, you know, you yeah. start winning races and you make ten or fifteen grand. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. you gotta you gotta do it. Just what it comes down to. Yeah, you I think perform. for me, I was like like at like at the expenses during the week, I was making just over a thousand a week, which yeah. is in euro, which wasn't yeah. bad for yeah. me. DV, what's the most start money you ever got? Start money or overall money? Start money, just to show up. Uh, pro Reddit for one night is forty thousand for Bercy? No, for Stade de France. Oh, Bercy was making between fifty and seventy. Fifty and seventy? Was MC getting a hundred? Yeah, I'm sure he was. You wouldn't get MC money for? You mean you were beating him there? Yeah, he's the king. <laughs> when you're not the king, you don't get the king money. You were the king, though. You were the king many times. Yeah, but he was the real king. Yeah, <laughs> and so, you know you. Ne- what yeah. was the most money then you won overall? Like then you, what you said, like with winnings, like seven, like the most brosy, like I always get like fifty grand. Uh, that was like every year I would yeah. make that. Right. And then when I went back to two fifty F, I'm like, yeah, I'll come to write a drop down yeah. in O three. You know, right. when like I Gothic the, J, I know, yeah, 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 Malf, Troy, right. bike, and I said, it's fine, I'll do it, but you know. If I win, give me something because I'm gonna work my butt off. Yeah. And he gave me like a, a twenty grand uh, winning bonus. Oh, okay. So I won, so I got seventy. Seventy grand. Huh. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. It was a good old days. You get seventy grand at all? You know, every day. <laughs> I don't. Hey, I don't make seventy grand a year now. I remember Red Dog turning down forty for for Genoa. Just like ah, I'm bu- I'm busy. I don't think he turned down forty. Uh, he did. I doubt it. Okay. Maybe 20, 25. No, I think it was 40 back then. I never made 40 in Geneva. No? No, it wasn't Geneva. Genoa. 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 But yeah. I think 30, 35 maybe. I mean. Oh, okay. But you have to think about, yeah, it's a lot of money. But I had to pay 40 yeah, grand right. Forty grand entrance money. Right. So I was doing three of them, two or three of them a year. Yeah. So it was always between 30 and 50, 40, something like that. For all the races, one-time payment. Yeah, and yeah. then if I raised three, it was like forty grand entrance. Yeah, so I would race one for free. Right, right. And then make two of. It's a good point. People don't realize that for sure. There's a lot of things. You yeah. know, it's like we make a lot of money racing, but we have a lot of expenses. My mm-hmm. credit card bill was 140 grand a year. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying. You know, and then you know you have to pay your trainer 50, 60 grand a year. You have to pay practice bike mechanic, and there's there's a lot of money that. Goes out. Goes out, too. Yes, it's a write-off, yeah. but the, I'd rather make all that money and pay 30 40% taxes on it yeah. than not make it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the Aussie Nationals? How are the payouts? Is that How are they doing? Uh, I'm not too sure. I, I don't think it's much. No. Like I think in uh, 2013, I missed the last three Nationals with a shoulder rico, and I got ninth overall. Mm-hmm. I think it was nine hundred bucks or seven hundred bucks or something. Uh, okay, so, so it's, it's not you're not you're not going to make. A I imagine it's going to be on the level of a Canadian national series, maybe. Yeah, you probably I mean? similar like, series, right, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, JT, what's the most you ever won in a weekend? Montreal Supercross. Uh, no, Dortmund, like twenty five grand. Dortmund, yeah, t- three nights, right, or two nights, yeah. Yeah, three. Three nights, jeez. Three, nice. Three nights are rough. 
<laughs> yeah. Especially if you're French and go out each night. <laughs> exactly. Now, the third night, no one wants to be there. Yeah, because the well, third night is always a day race, kind of. It's never a Sunday Yeah, night. and you're sore. Is this, and, is, uh, oh, so is Dortmund the same good. as Bercy then? Yeah, that Sunday yeah, afternoon? I'm, yeah, I would think so. I never raced Dortmund, oh. but I would think it's the same right. format. And then in Bercy, dude, you're over it. Yeah. Like the Sunday, you don't even want to be there. Yeah. No, I, and that's why they've made it only two nights over at uh, um, the new place, Lille. Yeah. You know, because they can make the same amount of money in two nights as they can in three. Yeah, because there's more crowd. Yeah. And, you know, and it costs maybe more money to rent that stadium. Right. Yeah. Uh, Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com hey, and uh, Fly Racing. Voicemails, bro. Yeah, voicemails. I know. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, also, too, when I was interviewing Coolis after that Finland race, I said, hey, Harry, can I interview you or whatever? And he's like, yeah, and he gave me an interview. And at the end of the thing, he's like, hey, I listen to your show every once in a while. It's funny. I'm like, oh, yeah, Harry Coolis. You got Finland yeah, viewers as well. Yeah, Finnish, bro. Um, Finland was good. Like, uh, I don't know if you noticed. I think it was 51% women. Compared to... Was it? Yeah. I know at the after party, a girl was hitting on me. I think she was hitting on me anyways. Yeah. She put her arm around me. I hadn't had a strange girl put her arm around me in yeah. a long time. I was freaking out and thinking about Pookie. Good times. Yeah, was, like, she, was, was she on acid or something? <laughs> no, bro. Shroom, shrooms. But come on, bro. I mean... She was hallucinating. She, she knew, thought you, you were George Clooney or something. Uh, well, did, I say what she, uh, did I say that she was a supermodel? I did not say she was a supermodel. But so, th- there's like five times more women than men on Earth, so you're good, uh, buddy. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. Anyways, I got. I freaked out. I freaked out. I was just like, I I'm married, Pookie. I can't. I can't do this. I gotta go. Yeah. I've never been so, to Finland. I was looking for JT. He was gone. He's not helping me. I, I, I went to McDonald's. No, I've been. <laughs> I've been to Finland. I've never been to Norway. Yeah, That's you would have Finland. They had a GP. Yeah, for, I race, yeah. I race in GP L, right. by Helsinki. Vanta. You know who was there was uh, Pekka Vekkonen. Yeah. And I guess off the track, he's just a legend. <laughs> he's fifty and he's still pulling chicks and like he's just they're like, dude, this guy's out of hand. See, I was I was yeah. too sick for um, the after party in Finland, but right. I think it was Chemnitz or Stuttgart, one of them. Uh, it was I think it's the arena cost guy Zach Ames. Yeah. I, my favorite shirt just came up, ripped it off me, and threw it into the crowd. I lost it. Just, <laughs> I'm still looking for yeah, that shirt. Was, America, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I raced Finland only once in 97. So uh-huh. I wasn't, I was 19, and I never well, went out. Would have been 125 GPs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, dude, it was, it took 24 hours to drive there. Drove a truck, motorhome. Really? So we France, yeah. Germany. Germany, we went through... To Sweden, we crossed Sweden. Mm-hmm. We took another ferry from Sweden to Finland. Yeah, right. And then over there in the summer, there's no night is four hours. Yeah. So it's like from three o'clock in the morning to eight. Yeah. It's only like, and then we went out, and I never went out. I don't know how I went out with my dad. I'm like, <laughs> and I don't drink. We would go to this bar or club, or whatever. It was like girls everywhere. They were drinking vodka like you drink Dasani water. <laughs> Finland, I'm like, bro. Where am I at? It's insane. And yeah. I never drink. I started drinking. I was 26. So. JT, did you see Pekka there in Finland? Uh, I don't remember. I remember. No, yeah. he was at the race. He had acid wash jeans and stuff. Like, and they he's, said he's just on fire off the track. Just, just a <laughs> legend. 
Does he so. still have an MDS helmet? <laughs> no, I don't know if he had that thing. It was like a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bowling ball. Hey, JT, we're going to let you go, man. Thank you for coming on the show, flyracing.com. Uh, thanks, bro. Appreciate it. And, All right. Uh, We'll talk to you. See you guys. All right. MDS helmet. Jason Thomas, everybody. All right, let's take a commercial break. Third and final one of the night. Come back, do some voicemails, wrap this thing up. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Stay tuned. Hey, guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. 
Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey, guys. It's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motoconcepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm. <laughs> ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with Factory Riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power Power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's. Unleash the power within. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like it's better on Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 
29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 W-Wheels. Now that I got all your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? 
don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these these bars bars can take the the abuse abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Mech Show is by BTOSports.com and Flies Racing. And I live again. Oh, directly at my head. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Better than your song, bro. At least if you, if you get a, a song from this era, get a Nirvana song or Alice in Chains. You don't like Pearl Jam? Yes, but oh. they maybe the top five band in the 90s. Right? Whatever, bro. They're good now. I could have played some uh, In Excess for you, Jaren. Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil? To be honest, I think I'm a little young, I guess. For Midnight Oil and In Excess. Yes, uh, both of them. What about Silverchair? Also too young. (laughs) Nah, yeah. What is Aussie music right now? What what is it? 
Who's, uh, who's Ozzy? To be honest, I don't even know. Ozio. Ozio is Ozzy? Who? Ozio? Oh, Hosea or something. Yeah. Is he? Uh, Vince Joy. Yeah, that, yeah. They're Australian. Drake is Canadian. We don't give a shit about Drake. Okay, he so. sucked at Coachella. So bad. He's Canadian. Oh, somebody's in the chat room says Flume. Mm. Never heard of him. Flume's yeah. good. What about Minus the Bear? What about Vince Joy? I don't Riptide. know. Riptide. I don't know. Was that the song? Oh, we played that. You got you got me to play yeah. that one time. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate it. Listening. Fly Racing, uh, BTOsports.com, Race Tech, Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Gal for Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto all on board with us. Uh, David Villeman in studio, the great David Villeman, GP winner, AMA Supercross winner, AMA Motocross winner, Goon Rider extraordinaire, Stade de France winner, World Supercross winner. Did I miss anything? Uh, whatever. <laughs> DV, DV always, uh, always so caring about this racing career. Uh, and uh, Duran Stapleton from Australia. Uh, he's here in SoCal riding uh, in a break in the Aussie Nationals and came up just for the show. So, very impressive. Nice nice to come up. Uh, 702-586-757. Call anytime. Leave a message. These are the best of the best voicemails of the week that was. And, yes, Crazy Lady did call. And uh, so we'll listen to her a little bit and along with your other voicemails. Let's play them. Hey, guys. Um, I'm a big, big fan. Um, you know, listen every time. Um, sort of a vet rider. Uh, struggling with uh, been riding seven months, seven months, seven years. Um, but sort of struggling with technique. So, like, anybody but Villeman. Could you please ask him this question for me? I, I, I love I love Villeman, but this Gibbs. is not his forte. Uh, when when you're riding, this guy says it's not. He wants riding advice. And he says it's not your forte. Like I don't understand. Why would he say that? I don't know he has to tell me who's better than me for writing advice. All right, well, listen to what he says. And uh, yeah. it's too bad for this guy that you're in on the day that he called in because you're going to offer him advice whether he no, likes I'm it not. or not. No, he can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, DV, how tall are you? I think I'm six one and a half. Okay. When you're writing and you want to keep the attack back position with us up, what do you do when you need to freaking pin it? Like you're coming out of a corner. And you just made it perfectly out of a corner, and you have a straight, and you want to freaking pin it, roll into it, and pin it. How do you do that without lowering your elbows? Um, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's, if this is a stupid question, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's just a real one for me because I really want to stop dropping my right elbow. I right. <laughs> hope you guys are well. Bye-bye. Are you going to really help them or no? I can talk about it, yeah. It's I don't know what's up with this elbows up thing. Seriously. Yes, I wrote elbow down. You did? I'm not saying that, but we talk about Dungy of you know, after Anaheim, elbows up, not cornering good. He drop his balls down, put levers up a little bit. When you do this, your elbow goes down automatically. Mm-hmm. Rides better. Yep. We have him on the show a few weeks later. He actually says it helped him. Mm-hmm. It was better. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know where this myth about riding elbows up. It was good in the 80s. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that was a big like, thing in the 80s, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Gary Bailey and all this, all those guys riding with, you know, low bars and, and levels really low. And that was the style then on a, you know, bikes has no power and, mm-hmm. you know, a different era. You know, I think people need to stop with elbows up. It's, um, it's obsolete, I think. Okay. So uh, how does this guy? And then so you're like, telling this guy, and, "Don't worry about it. Yeah, just don't worry about just, it. Just ride the way you, you know. When you go look at all the guys now, mm-hmm. they don't have elbows up. Right? No, you're right. Nobody rides like uh, who rode like this back in the day. I don't know. Dogger, dogger, or yeah, it, it doesn't work anymore. Right. People, watch you, your feet underneath you. There's a basset hound right there. Yeah. Okay. The, and also the same thing, like. Down safety. Back in the day, everybody rode standing up more. Mm-hmm. But on the 450, it's so powerful, you cannot ride standing up. You see all those guys that they sit down. Dude, but we watched. Accel- to- we were watching Tomac at. at uh, Acceleration? Yeah. yeah Tomac. Glenn Helen, d- he don't, was- don't, don't look at Tomac. Okay. It's exception. When you have a, a 60 horsepower 450, mm-hmm. when you go out of the turn and you go wide open, you can stand up. You can stand up and and you can go in the back and mm-hmm. use you know put your ass on the on the fender or whatever if you want. But it's tough to go wide open and sit up because the bike goes away from you. You need to be sitting down. What we do step seat and all that because you want to stay on the bike. Yeah. You know, and you cannot ride elbows up standing up and go wide open on the 450 yeah your arms w- your wrists won't work it won't yeah yeah and your arms gonna burn because yeah. you're gonna be the bike's gonna go and you're gonna have to all day with your arms all the time yeah. you're gonna you're but, gonna have arm pump right you know yeah. so styles so tell this guy to, to suck it right for as far as keeping his elbows up no he doesn't have to you right, don't have to ride yeah, the yeah. elbows up why, why why doesn't he want your opinion though when, yeah i suck i guess yeah. i don't know it's, it's kind of <laughs> like and you look at Roxanne, you look at all the guys that go fast, you know, yeah. there's nobody that no, rides you're right. like Dogger yeah. anymore. It, it it doesn't work, you know. It's, it looks good on pictures, that's it. Mm-hmm. Steven, Steven, Steven. You're all so tight lately, huh? I think you need to loosen your belt and unbunch your panties a little bit. You have an issue with other people talking to people, it seems, especially for somebody that talks to people for a living. I know Gibbs case, I got his back on this one, I think. Not talking to Donji's wife. I mean, if he's just striking up a conversation with her and and he's polite and you know, he's not flashing himself to her or doing anything inappropriate, I really don't see what the issue is. I've been going to the races for years. Um, if I have an opportunity to talk to a rider's wife, I do. And I'm playing. Yeah, he doesn't see what the issue is because he's one of them. It's like saying, like, I don't have a problem with you just guzzling vodka. I do that all the time. Well, yeah, of course you think it's fine because you guzzle the vodka. So this guy's not even like, you know. Let's ask Lindy. Let's ask Lindy. Let's okay, let's hear what her opinion is. Hey, Devin, it was really cool meeting you in Vegas. It was really she cool. She seems fine. Man. Yeah, she seems I fine. I just, need, I mean, I see where this guy's coming from. No, you know, he's one he's, of you. He's one of you. He, I don't think he's one of me. Yeah, he says he goes to the races and he talks to Rod's wife. He he's said one if of he you. could, he would. No, he says he does do it. You okay, didn't, you didn't pay attention. All he right. does do it. He's one of you. Okay, but he's not leaning over the. I mean, I don't know him, but I'm pretty sure he's not leaning over the banner. Saying, no one. 
no one said no, no, no one's saying you were. Just you're Your one hair of them. Smells so good today. Like I'm polite about it. There's nothing. Um, I I spoke with uh, Andrew's short's wife. I, I spoke with Metcalf's wife. Spoke with uh, Marvin's wife. Um, just just talking. Uh, we have the mm-hmm. freedom of speech. What do you think? What do you ask a wife? You ask him. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? It's like me. I'm gonna go see Kobe's wife. What am I gonna tell her? I, I don't know. Hi, Van- ask him. Hi, Vanessa. I'm David. How you doing? Like, what does Kobe eat for breakfast? Uh, <laughs> does he eat Kobe beef? He's one of them. Him over there. I just want to know why. What do you ask? I didn't go out of my an way. An athlete. I didn't. Wife. I didn't go to Red Bull KTM to say, "Hey, I'm with you, I want to go say hi." Me, to I'm gonna go Lindsay Dungey. I'm like. What am I going to tell her? I'm with you, bro. I talked to Mathilde because they're well, friends. Well, she's a friend. You're a friend. They're, they're yeah. friends. I talked to Brittany Chisholm. She's a friend. Yeah, but what am I going to go see? Right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but it's different for you. You know people. You're on You're. You're. I don't know Lindsay Dungy. Okay, that's yeah, for sure. But I didn't go to Red Bull KTM to say hi to Lindsay Dungy. I was standing by Red Bull KTM. Hey, look, isn't that Lindsay Dungy right there? How you doing? Doing good. Okay, good. How's Ryan doing? He's doing good. All right. Yeah, have a good how's, one. how's Ryan doing? He's going to say, oh, he's shitty today. Yeah, oh, his heart rate was this, and he's feeling <laughs> he had a good week on the track. And, like, I mean, yeah, I'm with you, DV. I mean, I'm not breaking out of, like, a, a pad and pinch. to do, like, an no, interview. No, but you guys may be more fans than us because we've been in for a long time. I just want to know, you as a fan, what would you ask a wife? What's the – How's Ryan? That's how's Ryan? How you doing? Thrilling. I mean, if it's, if it's – diff- okay, it's different if you're a fan of Britney Chiz. Then that makes sense. Go up to her, ask her about the business, what's the new products coming out. I get that. But just standing by Red Bull KTM or wherever, hey, isn't that Nicole? Isn't that Nicole Way? Isn't that Lindsay Dungy? I don't say hey. I don't see what the problem is. I, I mean, think, I mean, I think it, it's creepy and weird. Yeah, but you, how can you say that's creepy and weird when you had Brittany Chisholm on last week saying that people go up to Tate and asking for pictures for Tate? Yeah, that's creepy and weird. That's weird. No, that's, that's creepy weird. and weird. That's yeah, but Tate, but Tate is, is a stall. Is, you know? How is he a star? Is Charlie's uh, son. son. All right. Well, he has Ryan like Dungy's wife. 100,000 followers on on, uh, on Instagram, and they they show their kids everywhere. So they want to see him. You know, like, how is he? Like, it's obviously. Well, I mean, what does that say for the 4,000 people that follow Lindsay Dungy right now? How do you even know she has 4,000 followers? It was just a guess. All she, I know is I only I'm have sure like 800. Say, I'm, I'm sure there's more than that. Are you going to be like tits and claim that all of you know them are what? from I, You know what? I, I don't, I don't yeah, understand. She's got 40,000 40, followers. Yeah. 40,000. Yeah. 40,000 people know who Lindsay Dungy is. And I don't see the point. I don't, I don't follow. There's not one wife yes. that I follow, yes. but, but Pookie Mathis. <laughs> you follow Pookie. I follow Pookie on, his, on, on Twitter. I follow seven people. So I don't understand. News. I don't care what British Chisholm do. I don't care what Lindsay Dungy do. I, d- I don't because I don't give a shit what the wives do. Well, that's your personal I don't, preference. I don't, I don't care what they have for lunch. I don't care what they do, the as, as wife of motocross do, because I don't give a shit. I understand that, you know? and, I, and I respect that, well, and I agree with so your opinion that's on why, why you, want to, you feel that. But there's 40,000 people that follow Lindsay that disagree. Yeah, but I don't, I don't care what she does. But right. that's why I'm asking you, why... Like, what do you see in following a, 
writer's wife and why do you see in asking her something that's kind of my thing mm -hmm. all right well tyson's on the line one right now he wants to chime in on this Duran, where do you stand on this well it is a bit creepy <laughs> unless you've got a motive like fantasy yeah. motocross you can you could ask him how the ride is How's doing. How's the ankle doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a little weird. Though. Right? Can I talk to their wife to figure out my moto fantasy pick? Someone Depends the, how serious you are. Someone in the chat room says DV right as usual. Mm. Tyson, what's up, man? So here, here's the way I look at it: is um, the reason why Lindsay Lindsay Dungey has so many followers is why? Because of Ryan Dungey. Ryan Dungey. So I think that there's some wives that put themselves out quite a bit. They throw a lot of tweets out there and kind of support Ryan and are more active with, I mean, like you guys talked about with, uh, with Brittany Chisholm and different, I mean, like Jackie Short. Like, you know those types of wives because they go out there and they tweet a lot. And, I, I mean, I'm sure that there's a, like uh, Brett Metcalf's wife. You don't really hear so much about her or, I think more wives put themselves out there to where if they put themselves out, then you could possibly look to have them um, be noticed more at the races. I mean, that, that's kind of the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. But but the other thing, I was going to ask maybe you, Mathis, or DV. You know, I'm the type, I'm a huge fan, you know. I'm the person who, uh, you know, you kind of follow everybody. But when I go to the races and I'm standing there by the pits, as much as I want to talk to the racers or even, or even you, Mathis, you guys are usually so busy that my opinion is it's hard for me to even pull you guys off task to just talk about, you know, this, that, or the other, because mm -hmm. mechanics are working on the bikes and they've got things they need to do. Riders more than likely are, you know, need to get back into the trailer. So DV, Steve, what's a good conversation in your opinion from like a fan's point of view so that we're not bugging you from what you guys need to do as a writer or a mechanic and kind of balancing that. I mean, instead of just walking up and saying, Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, you feeling good today? Good luck today. Okay. You know what I mean? Like what's that type of interaction that you guys enjoy from your side of the, of the other coin? Well, I'm different, dude. I'm just a media guy. Anybody can talk to me at any time about anything and just say, Hey, I like, I like your show. I like, I like but what, about, what about when you're a mechanic, though? Uh, yeah, beat it. Don't. Yeah, just don't. Don't talk to me. I think the best thing is to find like uh, uh, an event, something that actually marked you as you know, if you're a Dungey fan, something that he did that was cool. Oh, that. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Oh, nice pass on this. Or nice, you know, you know, find something, you know, and. So you can interact for a few mm -hmm. seconds and, you know, good luck to them or whatever. That's it. You know, as a rider, yeah, we love the fans, but when it's race day, it's business and we have worries. We sometimes, you know, it's not every day that go, everything yeah. goes I'll right. And then we focus on trying to be better and stuff. We actually don't really like to interact with somebody, but if you find something like, you know, three years ago you were at the Atlanta Supercross and I did something cool that you liked. Yeah. I say, oh, I remember I was in Atlanta or you did that thing and stuff. And that put a smile on our face and that's kind of a cool interaction. Or like I, I, I was under the Cowie truck and I saw people interact with Wilbur. And they said, they got a photo. They said, hey, Wilbur, can we get a photo? He went over and they just said, thanks for the photo. Hey, man, we're cheering for you. Good luck today. And he went, thank you. 
And that was it. Like, that's that's a nice little inter- short interaction. Yeah. That's it. No big okay. story about, like, my Uncle Pete raced you back in, you know, or whatever. Just like, hey, can I get a photo? Can I get a – good luck today, man. We're fans. And Wilbur was like, cool, right on. Thanks, man. You know, like, he was cool. Yeah. And, and it was short. and Yeah, keep it short and memorable. And, you know, that's kind of like – the way yeah. I see it, yeah, you know, yeah, and you know, I mean, if, I, if the mechanics are busy, the riders are busy, maybe under the tent, the wives are not really that busy, but they don't really want to talk to you either. No, they don't. They you don't. Know? They can say they do, but they don't. You know, they smile because they're here to be there and look nice, right? You know, but they don't give a shit. You know, uh, and as, they don't want to be bothered. And as already. a mechanic, honestly, I'm too busy to talk. I'm too busy to ask to tell you about this aluminum tank or, you know, what cams you should like. I'm wide open. I'm just so focused. I think the, about the mechanics that maybe the, the most busy, yeah, people on the racetrack. You so basically, especially at the national, you don't mm-hmm. want to talk to a fucking mechanic mm-hmm. at the nationals. The guy is like, he has to. Seriously, as a team manager, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, and like the mechanics, you know, they they no, do a lot I, of work. I remember, as, I remember just thinking, about what's next? What I got to check? What's going on? What's the time schedule? What's going on? Do I need to? What do I need to do? Second photo, moto, like it was just a constant. Like I don't even, yeah. So, hi right, fellas. Sounds right, good. Thanks, go. Tyson. Thank you. All right, let's go. I don't know what you have over there in Canada, but I I don't see an issue. I think you should cut him a little bit of slack. Also goes back to when Tits was working there and used to yell at him all the time for talking to the guests or mm-hmm. or the callers for calling in while you were talking, and he he wasn't allowed to talk to anybody. Um, like I said, for someone that talks to people for, for a living, that's what you do. You still have an issue with other people doing it. Yeah. Especially when they're part of the pulpit MX crew, I believe. Yeah, stop but, talking. Uh, just wanted to have his back on this one. Yeah, I mean, you do a good job. Thank you. Um, I don't agree with you on everything, but I listen to this show every week. So, uh, you know, just come a little bit of slack and, uh, keep up the good work. Right. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yo. Stop talking. Yeah. I mean, I'll try, but, I mean, I, I've always talked to the guests when I put them on, so. Sorry, tits. Yeah, this is Dave. I just listened to the last podcast, and I wanted to make a comment on uh, Gibbs talking to Lindsay Dungeon. <laughs> I'm uh, 50-50 on it. I think there's a situation that can't be very weird if you ask anything from them or whatever, but if you follow them on social media and, and they have some political views and their voice out there, their voice is out there, then uh, I don't think it's creepy because why would they, you know, try to solicit themselves out on Twitter? I don't mean, like, sexually. Uh, if they don't want to be talked to, they don't want to be on Twitter, and they don't have to accept other followers. What Gibbs did, not creepy. You're making it creepy with your scenarios but what he did is not creepy. I think uh, the jealousy aspect is probably from you in your own relationship. Mm-hmm. So that you can handle it. So that's my comment. Yeah. It sounds like uh, the fans have decided. Gibbs, not creepy. Yeah, because they're fans. They're like you. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys make it sound like I mean the, the the mechanics are gnarly busy, especially during outdoors. The riders are always busy. The media people are always busy. It sounds like the only people that are standing around not doing nothing are the riders' rise. Yeah, but they don't they don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Too bad. Forty thousand followers. 
Yeah, well, you're not going to come in here again and look for a shepherd's chapel and pretend that it doesn't exist, are you? Because I have to find it. When I do, you're going to be the most sorry fucking asshole there ever was, whoever fucking jumped me. You know what I'm kind of nervous about that I thought about today? Because we got a caller, and then nothing was said, and then they hung up. Uh-huh. What if she calls during the show? Yeah. Like, that's a possibility. Uh, maybe, yeah. What I mean, if I, what was that chick? It's crazy a, lady. a crazy lady has been calling us for months, six uh, months, yeah. seven months. She's and I decided to play her messages on the air now, and she's she's got something wrong with her. Like obviously, it's a Detroit number, and <laughs> Detroit, I mean, yeah, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and her messages are just—I mean—they're just unreal. Some, I, I feel bad for playing them because she's obviously mentally deranged a little bit. But I figure she'll never hear the show. She won't. I would never call her on the like, you know, I would never call her back or anything. But it's crazy. There's another one up coming up. Hey, Steve, it's Bo in Louisiana. It's uh, the Wednesday after Thunder Valley. Uh, flew up there for the race. Um, a bummer I didn't get to meet up with you and say hi. I ran into Watson and also saw him mud riding in a UTV across the parking lot. It looked like he was bringing somebody to the car. I don't know where you guys parked. Was he parked, naked? Was he naked? Hit a pretty not. good spot where it, it turned into mud where everybody was passing and uh, he was just throwing mud and roost. It's pretty hilarious. Anyway, um, when I lived there, um, practice days at Thunder Valley pretty much looked like how it did on the race day when the track's not prepped like it is for a national. And even though I only lived 20 minutes away, uh, I hated riding that track, so I'd ride the other tracks around there because it'd just be super muddy and like almost impossible ruts. And granted, I'm not a pro. I pretty much suck. And then super dry and slippery in other places. So that's, that's kind of what you see on a, a normal day at Thunder Valley, at, at least when I used to ride there. Anyway, uh, keep up the good work, and uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. There's no Michelle. There's nothing to see Michelle, asshole. Hi, Sony Broadcasting. Um, yeah, this is Terry. Um, they're trying to separate all of us and make me Don Wise's um, Whipley wife or something, and he did something like... I can get stuff, I can get stuff. I'm not doing I can get stuff anywhere. I'm not going out at night and I'm not hanging out with some guy that hates me that much. In fact, I'm the real owner of the Atlantic Recording Corporation because my cousins and I still own it. So if that means anything, account executives have to behave or forget it. There we go. Okay, most I've ever found out about her. Her name is Sherry, and she owns Atlantic Ritter Company. (laughs) Most I've figured out so far. All right. Passive. Give Rainy Yellow crazy lady's number. They can talk for hours. Hey, Steve, this is Neil. Not the Neil that always calls in to all of your shows. This is the other Neil. Um, I'm calling because I'm listening to all the different podcasts, and you guys sound like Chad Reed's personal PR department with all of this camera talk. Um, this is just another one of Reed's made-up drama, theatrics, um, you know, conjured-up controversy to stay relevant. Yeah, he, he... Jerk off. He deserves the right to make some money on this camera deal, but the rule exists. It wasn't a, a Chad Reed rule. It's a rule that exists, and why shouldn't he have to conform just like everybody else conforms? The thing is, Chad knows the rule, but he just figures he's going to create some drama and create a 
a bit of publicity for this camera company, and you guys are just playing right in, right along with the program. He signed the deal with the camera company that wasn't allowed, but he figured he would just generate some publicity anyway. Anyway, that's my two cents. I get. I think it's lame. I get people saying that. I understand hey, people Steve. saying that, but I mean, Chad, I had to ask him about it, and he's upset, and I think the rule's dumb, too. I don't think uh, Feld and MX Sports are going to break the contract anytime soon, but it's a silly rule, and good for Chad for bringing it to light, and let's hope it changes. So, I don't think it was something Chad said purposely, though. If they got some exposure out of it. Yeah, they did. That's good, though. They did get some exposure out of it, for sure. I love the Pope show, love all your guests, but please, for the love of God, do not give Gibbs his own show. I have to mute it every time he comes on and opens his mouth. The guy's a creeper. No doubt he is a creeper. Mm-hmm. Gibbs says stamp it. Yep. Right. Stamp it. I mean, I've had a couple of people say that there's no way that I could do an hour podcast. My point is, is like, with a, the correct preparation, how bad could it be? They said the same thing about the roundtable shows. Yeah, but that was preparation wasn't that good. Well, okay. I mean, there What's was... the roundtable? We, we had a roundtable show of people that were on the show and fans and stuff. We had three of them. They were disasters. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This show would be awful. Just please, please spare us. Thanks. Bye. Spare us like he's forced to listen. It's free. Hey, Matt. This is Jordan. First time caller, long time listener. Love all the stuff you you produce. All good, all good shit. Uh, I was just listening to the Fly Moto 60 show, and you sound all credible, and everything sounds really great until this. You, you, Mr. Ryder, are you not smart enough to mesmerize four or five main sponsors and work? <laughs> mesmerize. mesmerize. Instead of memor- memorize. Mesmerize. Dude, look how many hours of podding, podcasting I do. I'm going to screw some stuff up. Mesmerize. I got called out on Twitter on that, too, from a couple people. And that's fine. Whatever. Memorize. Maybe they should mesmerize them. In like, a, like a, They should say them in a manner that hypnotizes people, mesmerizes them. So they go and buy the product. You were talking about the pit board with the sponsors? Yeah, so? yeah, yeah, on the, on, the, on the Moto 60 show. So, all right. Love it. Keep it up, buddy. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Uh, my name's Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Yeah, I was calling about that Bogle and Nelson thing, and I don't, I don't know why anybody hasn't mentioned this yet, but I think what happened there was, you know, Nelson looked back, and he saw that track guy running up to Bogle, and, like, once he noticed, like, okay, hey, somebody's, somebody's taking care of this yeah i'm good to go see bro i don't think you know he was being a dick and decided to take off or anything like that but F- anyway F- that was just my F- thought F- i was surprised nobody brought that point up that's for Kiefer. Right, man. F- you F- guys Kiefer. Do a great job thank you bye hey what's happening there pulp show just driving along listening to the show just thinking about all this chad reed stuff why doesn't he just go up Give him a whole big middle finger and just start printing out some Chad Reed Fly 360 cam posters and just line people around. Free advertising at the same time, giving the big middle finger to GoPro's contract. Perfect. Later. I'm calling in response to all the harassment kids have about his uh, grammar and uh, dyslexics and can't pronounce anything, can't spell. Well, I'm in support of Gibbs. I'm the same way. I'm just probably as bad as him, if not worse. I mean, I'm a lot older than him now, but Gibbs, keep your head up. Many uh, great people in this world that achieve great things, making millions of dollars. 
have your same issues. Uh, my, my, I myself, I make three figures now, and I can't spell, pronounce anything. So three figures. Uh, Mattress and everybody can Boy, suck it. Get nine dollars. And, <laughs> and ten years from now, when you're sitting back throwing all your money at uh, Mathis here, yep, uh, you can tell him to shut it. I don't think I'm going to throw money at you, dude. All right. Keep your head up. Take care. Thanks, bud. She's angry. She sounds like a, the, the crazy chick in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, people said she sounded like Britney Chisholm. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. It's Britney Chisholm after someone says Kyle sucks. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Big road trip from uh, Oregon down to SoCal. Bike in the back, 14 hours worth of driving, probably eight hours in the podcast so far. Super thankful for uh, being able to listen to the podcast. But I have a little bit of an idea for JT segments, and maybe this will help benefit Gibbs. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed um, when JT's on, but he loves the word um, starts every sentence with the word um pauses for everything that he's going to say with the word um. I think we should have a counter, like a, an um counter for JT. He does say it and a lot. For mm-hmm. Every time he has more than 10 ums, Gibbs gets a free piece of fly apparel. So it's like an over-under. I think 10 might be the number, maybe five. Let's see what we can do. Just the way it's going right now, I think we could get an incredible kit for Gibbs in about a half a show. Mm, yeah. Oh, dude, I'd be looking so good. I agree. I'd be looking so good. Head yeah, to toe um, fly. He, he does uh, it no, all the time. Yeah. Uh, Is that it? Yeah. yeah, that's it. No. I mean, I got yeah. 702-586-757. Call any time. Leave a message. Uh, all right, that's a wrap, gentlemen. Uh, J-Bone, Hayden Melross, Adam Cincerillo on the show tonight. David Villeman, thank you, DV. I know I'm keeping you from your poker. So. Oh, you're welcome. I will, you know, I wish this was eight hour long. No, you don't, though. <laughs> no, it's cool. I like it. Uh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. No, I'm, I'm I'm happy to ha- happy to have you come up. When I asked you if you could come up, and you said I'm not sure, kind of let you know on Sunday. I was like, he ain't coming up. There's no way. I had a backup and everything because I figured no, there was no chance. Uh, plan B. I had a plan B because I'm like, he ain't coming up. So I'm I'm thankful. I'm pumped. You came up. No, I I actually owe you money for coming up, and I didn't get it. So I next time I see you, I owe you money for coming up and doing this. Just put uh, money on. Uh... On the Cavs tomorrow. Okay. Um, you think they're going to win? No, I don't think. Uh, I hope. Okay. I don't think they're winning. I mean, they won one game, but people thought that was pretty amazing. Oh, that was amazing. So. Yeah, winning. Only, they you, only lost three times. Do you like Tampa or Chicago for the Stanley Cup? I've, no, I don't follow hockey. Duran? Tampa or Chicago? Uh, Tampa. Tampa. They're 2-1 now. Yeah. I think Chicago is a bigger team, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're a dynasty right Um, now. Well, hey, uh, thanks for coming, man. No worries. Good time. I know you're listening to the show and everything else, and you're into it. So when you talk to your buddies, hey, how was it? Don't tell them how janky it was. Don't tell them there's a basset hound across from you in in an easy chair, in a recliner. Don't tell them about, you know, the plastic table here that DV sits at. It just gives a bit more character to the room. Just so much Don't tell them about the, this one farting all night. Yeah, yeah, that one farting. Tell what them, the hell happened? Tell them all my memorabilia is cool. It's all that. Just a I mean, room littered with fairy stuff. <laughs> just, 
Timmy <laughs> Ferry everywhere you look. Actually, what? Yeah, what's... ferry on that wall, ferry on that wall, ferry, ferry on that here. wall, and ferry on that wall. Hey, Every wall. What? There's a light switch over there with ferry what, face on um, it. What's your favorite piece in here? He just asked me that. Stapleton just asked me that. I don't know. My DV signed helmet, maybe? Um, no, it's not. <laughs> no. Um, you know what? Maybe that side panel from Zolder. Because what's, what's the one above it? The Suzuki. That's from Donnie Schmidt. Yeah. Donnie Schmidt's uh, bike. Um, it says all M or R A. All A. That was all Suzuki's yeah, works. Um, sure, yeah. The nineteen eighty nine. That's an eighty nine. Yeah. The, the the this nation's thing. To say that you were on a member of the USA team and you were a mechanic is pretty cool. So that side it brings back bad memories because we lost and it was cold and shitty and, and all that. But I mean, maybe that's oh, yeah, side. What was that? O three. It's older. Yeah. O three. Um, you got this awesome Toronto Leafs, I think, signed jersey that's no, behind it all. No, that's not signed. What's it's that football? What's that? Warren Moon. Warren Moon football. What's that? Uh, you don't know who Warren CFL, Moon is? CFL, most outstanding player, five years in a row. You don't know who Warren Moon is? I know who uh, Warren Moon is. I, I, uh, I know real football. Huh? Ross Rollerball-Peterson's jersey up there, although I'm not sure that's actually his because it's really small and Ross was a big guy, but I was told that was his race-worn jersey. I traded it for like a Reed jersey. I like that Stewart jersey. Um but it's really small, so I don't know if it's his. Timmy Ferry's first champagne bottle from his Loretta's Championship in '87. Eddie Ray get, got it to me on top there. I that, don't know, bro. That Tortelli like jersey it. must be pretty. Like, it's nice. Yeah, I always liked. I don't. It's not so much Tortelli it's himself. A football style. Yeah, I love the style of that. They, the way was that? Have they actually ran it back then? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. That was what? Oh, one. Yeah, oh, one or two. Tortelli's a good-looking man, though, so oh, it's one. nice to have in studio. Um, I, I think I the, the, the dog girl sign poster is pretty good. Yeah. What about the stein, dog girl sign jersey, too? Yeah, that one's sweet right here. Doug Shapinsky gave me that. I like. I mean, I think I have like cool memorabilia, and then I walk in here, and I'm like, yeah, never mind. Uh, I got a Magic John sign. Based Reed's helmet, Steve, Denny Stevenson's helmet. I got Kevin Wyndham's tire from when he <laughs> raced back in Australia. <laughs> Sitting in my bedroom. Um, I have Wyndham's jersey somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, those, that red dog uh, does Nation's jersey when he was on Cowies, and from that's from Buds. That's pretty rare. Oh, yeah. That one there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty rare. jersey sweet, too, right here. So. I have a three jerseys. That pit board behind you, DV, that's our, we used that the entire 2002 season, Nick Way and I did. So it's got a lot of like personal memories. You know, I, just, I used that for 29 races, just that same board. We just put stickers. We added stickers to it all the time. He I does have know. a number one plate in here, but it's all the way back here hidden. Chad Reed. It's kind of lame. They, Yamaha gave that to me. Um, you know, Chad won the title, so they gave everybody one of those plaques, you know? It's kind of like, well, whatever. That's cool, I got the got. I'm just like, I didn't really have much to do with this title. <laughs> Dave Dye, bro. Yeah, Dave Dye. No, that was, that was, uh, that's, uh, that's rookie. You're dungy. No, that's rookie. Dave Dye. No, Dave, Dave, Dave Dye left at the end of the 3 Dave Dye won the World Supercross title with Chad. <laughs> He never won his, uh No. No, he left at the end of 03. Your oh. dungeon memorabilia is covered. Yeah. Yeah, that was when he liked me. He I still know. likes you. Do you have anything from uh, Do you have anything from uh, Lindsay Dungey? No, that's Gibbs. I do. I got a video now. It's about <laughs> it. Pulp MX license plate. That's actual real guy's license plate. He got it made. It's kind of honor. Gave you the extra one? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean... Okay, we got DV asked the question, then got tired of the answer. He said eight. He said eight hours. One, you you tell me everything in there. 
What's okay. your favorite right. motorcycle facility? There's Timmy Ferry passing Wyndham for the lead at Bud's Creek 03. That one's sick. That's the pass for the lead right there. I don't want to talk about hey, it. Hey, question. David Villeman, the great David Villeman. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. I was going to say, why do you have your this Timmy Ferry plaque signed? Like you got the jerseys. I don't know. It's just whatever. It's just a, like I could probably get find that on eBay. Duran Stapleton, thank you, man. Appreciate it. All uh, right. uh, nice to see you again. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming up, and thanks for listening and everything right else. Uh, thanks to SwizzCore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to JT. Also, thanks to our guest, our sponsor, sponsor deals on PulpomexShow.com. Thanks to Fly. We're giving away some gear. X-Brand goggles giveaway, whatever. Uh, some goggles. Uh, Gibbs, thank you, man. We'll see you Always next week. Pleasure. Chris Kiefer will be in next week as a co-show, and we will see you. see you next week, everybody. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Concho. <laughs>